listeners, welcome to a very special edition of the Story Screen Podcast. It is our annual Oscars prediction podcast. Annual because we've done once before. So soon we'll have more and more in our bank. But here you're listening to the second one. We've committed to doing it for the rest of our lives. (laughs) Yep. Forever. No matter where we we are. (laughs) Uh, I am your host this evening or this morning or this afternoon, whenever you are listening. I'm Bernadette Gorman, and today I am joined with... Robert Anderson. Diana Jamiro, John Joseph Kolodzewski III. <laughs> nice to meet you. A.K.A. Jack. <laughs> John Joseph Kolodzewski IV, a.k.a. Mike Birch. <laughs> Mike Birch is a good nickname. Continuing the legacy on. <laughs> yes. I'm going to do you proud. we got a, we got a full house here. We do. This is the most people we've ever had on a podcast before. Really? Yes. That's true. We've never yeah. had more than four. We usually try to keep it down. Thanks for letting me squeeze in. Yeah. We've we we filled uh, your buzzer. house. Yes. So just a timer. Buzzes in. Yeah. yeah. It's a conch, actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't don't use thing. the conch unless, it's, like, don't. It's not a toy. I just like it so much. I know. It makes such a good sound. Put it it's down. It's fragile. Right. Well, Diana, you live here, so of course you, you are able to be in on this cast, <laughs> to everyone's delight. Uh, so we have 24 categories to get through, and we're going to try to do it in a timely fashion, but you know us. We like to talk. You like to listen to us talk. So hopefully we'll keep you entertained the whole way through. But the first one we're going to start with is Best Supporting Actress. We have five nominees, Mary Jade Blige for Mudbound, Allison Janney for I, Tanya. Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. What do you guys think? Yeah. Tough category, for sure. That is tough. Are, are, you, are you immediately Who's... saying who you want to win or who you think is going to win? I think we can yeah, do both. it's more interesting that you can kind of say who you think is going to win, who you want to win and why, and then yeah. you can go like, well, that person's definitely not going to win because this person's definitely going to win like that. Yeah, Be- right, right. Fair. Before we jump right into predictees, uh, who's hosting the Oscars this year? Oh, it's Kimmel. Mm. Is it Kimmel? Yes. Is it Kimmel again? Yes. Yeah. It's not a tangent per se. Okay. I want to set right. the stage a little yeah. bit, as Jimmy Kimmel will do. <laughs> How mm-hmm. is Jimmy Kimmel going to comment on Time's Up? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's kind of... He's not exactly the poster child for it. That's going to be kind of the conversation, right? That Man, was the conversation yeah. around the Golden Globes. Yeah. And like, He's just going to copy everything Seth Meyers said from the uh, Golden Globes. I mean, that was a good line. That it out of the park, Seth Meyers know? had a good line that, like, he's he was like the first dog launched into space. <laughs> yeah, and that every, the dogs <laughs> every other comedian is watching him, that's like, how true. he's going to handle this. Well, this will be the last super public forum for this discussion to be brought up yeah. in this atmosphere. Definitely. So it'll definitely be interested to see how it's handled in this last venue. Yeah, and Casey yeah. Affleck already took himself out of that equation. Good, which we talked Did about good, good for him. Yes. Good. Good. I was really dreading that interaction. <laughs> Who is he going to have present? Do we know? I don't know anything okay. about that. I'd be curious. We'll find it'll, out. Yeah, it'll be Michelle a good Williams. surprise. I mean, that could be cool. Mm. Or Brie Larson. Brie That'd Larson, be cool. yeah. Brie Larson would also be cool. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it plays out. Yeah, but then uh, she's going to have to give it to Gary Oldman, who also, like, beat his wife. Really? I don't uh, know. Supposedly. Beat. He was Serious abusive. Black? He was really? Abusive, yeah. yeah. I don't like to think about that. 2001 was a long time ago. That's upsetting. 
Hmm. Still a time, though. It's, yeah, it still happens. Still, out on a real time ago. still relevant. <laughs> well, but I think that is going to be the, yeah. like, the conversation around the Oscars right. this year. That's what it was for Golden Globes. It's going to be the biggest, yeah. mm-hmm. the biggest thing that people no are going to talk Weinstein. about. Yeah, around. Yeah, I mean, Hollywood had a pretty huge shakeup this year. We've talked about it on and off throughout the year, especially in the back half of the year. And I think this is like you saw it as a huge part of the Golden Globes. And I'm curious to see how much of this conversation is going to be dominated by that same kind of topic. Right. I hope coming out of this, we don't see a couple other bombshells at oh. the end, like a week after Oscars. Well, James Franco, was, James Franco was blown up the day after the, he won right. a Golden Globe. Yeah, right. So you never know. I, I watched not, him but... interviewed on one of the late night shows. I forget if it was Kimmel or... I think it was Colbert. It was Colbert. It was mm-hmm. very awkward. It was yeah. super yeah. awkward. Yeah. yeah. I, I have faith that Laurie Metcalf hasn't really done anything that disturbing. <laughs> 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 she seems like a pretty good mom. Oh. <laughs> uh... We can well, maybe when we get to best supporting act, actor and uh, best actor, we can put a again. we can put a Deadpool on who's going to be the oh! one. Oh! Put him up on the board. Who's going to moonwalk off the stage? Because they're going to be like, I can't. Yes. Sorry, can't be here. Ugh. So, what are you guys thinking for this category? I would love it if Lori Metcalf won. Yeah, for Lady Bird, she was yeah. awesome. Uh, I'm torn between uh, Alice and Jenny and Latanya. I think her character in that movie is A plus material. She's Which hilarious. Movie? I, Tanya. I think it's Tonya, actually. Um, Tonya. There's an O in there. It's like Ponyo, Ooh. right? Yeah, yes. Um, yeah. like Ponyo. But I think I would also. I don't know. I'm going to let this conversation play out a little bit. But I'm all, that's the kind of two I'm torn with. Yeah, it's sure. Lady Bird and I, Tanya. It's uh, it's the Battle of the Moms. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, I also was leaning Allison Janney, and that's what I have marked down here. She's a classic. But my hat. dark horse winner, I think, is going to be Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread. She's very Her good role in that. Was fantastic. She yeah. stole the she stole the show away from fucking Daniel uh, Day Lewis yeah. in that movie. Yeah, that's a not an easy task. And that's a right. high bar. And uh, I would not be surprised to see. Her win this, but I would also be satisfied with Allison Janney. Yeah, good sure. lineup overall. Oh yeah, I mean, she's I mean, solid. Octavia Spencer's also really great in Shape of Water, she, and she she, is. she kind of becomes you see her more and more in that movie, kind of as it progresses, and she just gets better and better. Yes, and the culmination of her character in that film is is very good. Definitely, this is a category I feel like I would not be disappointed seeing any of these people win. Uh, agreed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I didn't finish watching Mudbound, but what I saw, Mary J. Blige, was good. It is three days long. Yeah. It was very, <laughs> it was very long. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, I would love to see Laurie Metcalf walk away with it, but I definitely think Allison Janney's going to take it. I yeah, think she, she's got the Golden Globe, rolling. right? Yeah. yeah. She's so mean. <laughs> she yeah. is so mean. Did she get the Golden Globe and the SAG? Oh, uh, I don't yeah. know who won SAG. She got she SAG. Get the I SAG believe as well. so. Uh, Yes. Alice and Janney got the Golden Globe. But that's what, that's, yeah, what, that's, that's what, what I said. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about uh, Laurie Metcalf. No, she hasn't won anything for Probably. it. Probably. I would like, yeah, I would love to see Laurie Metcalf win it, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Burge, any last thoughts on that category? You got to mark one down. Uh, Burge's sheet here, completely well, blank, folks, for the audience yeah, at home. Did we, did A virginal sheet. Oh, yeah, I'm no, like. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pick mine yet. Yeah. Uh, I would like her to win, but I don't know if she will. The best supporting actress, I would say I really want um, 
La La Land to win. Oh, <laughs> oh no, wait, sorry, there's been a mistake here. I got this. Uh, uh, we only, you're only gonna hear that joke like what, 24 more times? You've been waiting all year to use that joke. <laughs> you have no idea. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Lori Metcalf, man. Like she's just like I think she's like the most solid performance out here that has the most screen time to what they do. Like Mary J. Blige is fantastic in Mudbound. Allison Janney is like electrifying every time she's on screen in Itania, but. She, I really feel like she's not in that movie all that much. Like she's I remember not. just a couple scenes, and she's just kind of like the figurehead of that scene. And then Leslie Manville is great in Phantom Thread, but again, like she's not in it all that much. Like she's just like kind of like there at the table, or she's really great in it. But and same with Octavia Spencer. I, I'd say she probably is the one that has like probably even more screen time than Laurie Metcalf. But Laurie Metcalf and Lady Bird is like. That that entire ensemble in Lady Bird is fantastic. And if we have to like choose someone to give the award to, because I don't know if Cersei Ronan has the clout and the ability to beat the people that she's up against in Best Actress, then let's give it to Laurie Metcalf. That would be nice. It's a strong I, argument. I agree with you. I think the supporting category should be the actor who is supporting mm-hmm. the film the most. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I don't think Allison Janney supported Margot Robbie's character as much as Laura Metcalf I would disagree supported. with that. Would you say the writing, though, made you feel that way? Or the actual screen time? No, I think the way? screen time, because I think the perform Like, I would say Allison Janney's performance in that movie is so foundational for, for Tanya Harding's character. Mm-hmm. She's very heavily used in the first part of the movie. In the first, like, kind of half of the movie, she's yeah, very she's much in there. Exactly. Yeah. And then in the later part, she definitely fades out a little bit um you do get resolution though later on that i think is also very critical to that character i think her as the vessel of setting up itania is very integral to the film and i think is very supporting much like bernadette's point but i think it does support that character very much though my vote does go to uh laura metcalf though because i do think that is the the clear i think that is the strongest choice uh on the list right now yeah, yeah. I can definitely see that. Any last closing remarks on this category? I agree with Jack that I would be completely happy with anybody on this list yes, winning. for sure. Yeah. Did you guys say your picks yet? Oh, I think it's going to be Alice and Janney. Yeah? I think she's going to take it. I would love to see Laura Metcalf. Yeah, walk that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I'm I think Alice and Janney's going to get it too, but like, the thing is with the Academy Awards, they throw curveballs, man. Yeah, like, they're, they're just like, they do. what? So... Yeah. Sometimes they're not even sure which one's yeah, the right winner. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Guys, you can't do two in one category. Oh, we're going oh, to be, oh, be, be dunking that quick, basketball get to the next all category. night. So we can do another La La Land show. Quick, quick, quick. So, moving on, we are going to kind of split these up and have a little bit of fun with this podcast. Uh, the second one what? we're going to talk about. <laughs> what? Fun? No order. Structure. What order? Fun. No what fun. fun. I've already ruined it at this point. <laughs> uh, the second category we're going to talk about is best adapted screenplay. We have a whopper of a category as well. Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. <laughs> well, Molly's game on here. Shout out to Molly's game. Yeah, it's the one, it's the one main the movie one. of all like the awards that I haven't seen. I, 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 I was able either. to catch Dude, up on yeah. everything, what? but Molly's game yeah. like was out of theaters by Aaron's the time working. I could get to it. It's not available on anything. Right. I hear Michael Sarah's fucking awesome in oh, it. Oh, you know what? And Jessica Chastain's great in it. I just, I really, you saw it. It's got no, I was thinking. Um, oh. Uh, 
War for the Planet of the Apes? Yeah, I was thinking War for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> They're so similar. No, Very similar. no, I was Andy thinking... Andy Serkis is in both of them. You're thinking Gerald's game? I was thinking he does an Gerald's amazing Gerald's job game? as that Jekyll Gerald's game is so <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> I was Netflix. thinking Gerald's game. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, Gerald's oh, game is so rough. Which is also an adopted screenplay. Yes, right, so right. nominated for this award. Which is why I was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I'm less shout surprised out. by Molly's game, because well, I also haven't seen Gerald's it. Game, so. I guess. Yeah, yeah, shout out to yeah. Gerald's game. That's your honorable mention. Yeah, honorable mention. <laughs> I'm going to say that, unfortunately, I don't think Call Me By Your Name is going to get recognized in any other category. So I think the Oscars are going to throw it in this category, and I think it's going to go home. With the best adapted screenplay. Uh, I for really this. hope you were wrong about that in the fact that I hope it does get recognized in other ca- categories. Yeah, yeah, but I also think that Call Me By Your Name is gonna has get a this. fair shot at taking this. I think so too, but um, I would like to see Logan get it. Yeah. I want Logan to get it. And I, I really loved Call Me By Your Name. Like that was my number one. But, I, I yeah. did put a little heart next to Logan here. Yeah. Oh, um I think it would be like oh, yeah, kind you of did. I really did. Nice. Um I uh, I think it'd be wild to see a, totally. a movie adapted from a graphic novel totally. or at least a graphic novel like character get that would a nod cool. for this would be pretty crazy. It's really the first movie of its kind that I think wholly deserves it too. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know? I think it's fully. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it totally could has the merit to win that award. It's not gonna win. No. Yeah. Like you know that right? Like Probably it's not. not gonna win. Like it. It's the, so they good. would give it to the disaster artist before they gave it to Logan. Which the disaster right. artist is a very well written movie. Absolutely. I don't mm-hmm. think they're gonna give anything to the disaster artist. I agree. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna vote Logan. Um, It'd be cool. Out of my heart, yeah. I'd be so pretty happy if Call Me by Your Name got it though. Oh yeah, I mean this is another one where I'm like, yeah, I'm cool with all this. I think Call right. Me by Your Name is probably the safe answer. I would also love to see Call Me by Your Name get it, um, but I would also love to see Logan get it. Yeah, that would be cool. Lots and of Gerald's happiness. Game. And Gerald's game. Yeah. <laughs> and Gerald's game. It's my dark horse. Ugh. I can see maybe them throwing something to Mudbound. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I don't think the, the script, I don't know, is, is the strongest part of that movie, though. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> just like, yeah. Yes, Robbie. Just and like, also, I'm just trying to remember everything that happens in Mudbound, and even just the memory of it takes about three solid minutes. <laughs> I, uh, did you finish watching it? I did, and the ending you is did? absolutely great. It's oh. the best part. It's of a movie. very good movie. Yeah. I didn't know we you will finished get to watching this, it without me. We will get to this later, but I'm so excited to say it uh, that Mudbound was nominated for Best Cinematography. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the I cinematographer will. is Rachel Morrison, and she is the first woman in the history of the Academy Awards to be nominated for Best Cinematography. Right. So Netflix has already got that. And the movie looks amazing. Yeah. It does. But it's it's, so much She's not going to win Best Cinematographer. Yeah. Okay, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, that's really cool. And that's why I finally went back and finished Mudbound because I was like, I need to give this, I need to respect this movie <laughs> because I can't just, well, I had like half an hour left. I was just so tired by it's, the end of it. It's, I just couldn't, it's exhausting. It's a right? meandering movie and, it, and it's poignant where it meanders, but... It, you got to be in the mood for it. And it's yeah. like, I saw Darkest Hour when I was not in the mood for a movie like <laughs> Darkest Hour. And I was yeah. just like, man, the bathroom. Where is it? Like, like <laughs> my God. Like, okay, let's wrap. Yeah, Dunkirk. Let's wrap this up, guys. Yeah. Where do you guys, where do you guys votes? Logan. Logan. But Call Me By Your Name will probably win. Jack, you feel the same way? I've yes. agreed. Uh, yeah. No, my vote would probably be Call Me By Your Name. Okay. I would be very happy to see Logan win, but my my I've xed 
I've put a little heart, as I said, next to Logan, yes. but the X is firmly <laughs> next to Call Me By Your Name. Just so you guys know, we all have sheets of paper, so we're marking this down yes. as we go. <laughs> we're tattooing them on our bodies yes. Yes. We're, as, we, we as are we speak. Drawing it on my hands on my And I won't wash it until Sunday. It'll be there forever. Yes. <laughs> We've got like a bunch of string system up on my wall here. Can I got to talk to you about the mail real quick? <laughs> <laughs> it just makes the most sense. Carol. Carol. <laughs> oh, yeah. Call Me By Your Name. I think that's gonna take it yeah all right i'm i'm trying to put forth my guesses as what the academy will do this yes. year yeah. last year i voted with my heart a lot and i lost to robbie yeah. so i'm trying to vote <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> with the yes. academy and I will crush in you mind again. robbie you did probably will because he kept throwing it at bernadette under the guise that he was being polite but he was just gauging her response right and he needed to pick the same thing if he was like yeah, I get that. Or I uh, would... I was manipulating Bernadette. <laughs> That's, That's okay. Is, this is true. why it's totally unfair that you guys have gone on to this, not marking anything down on your on your sheet. You're letting us do the hard work for you, I'm and then okay marking down your sheet. Yeah. I like to. You think you're gonna convince me of anything? That's I'm talking saying. to Robbie. Oh, okay. Uh, to be fair, I'm trying to win. I like to. Yes. And Robbie also hasn't seen half these movies, so we I are like, doing the hard this work. This year, I'm doing. Yeah, you saw. Thank you. Well, you've grown up a lot. Real friend. Did you see? I like to look at the category and then go with my gut immediately. Did you see Darkest Hour? You just know. You know. That's the one I did. Did you call me by your name? Didn't see. Oh shit! I was moving. Well, let's. He was moving all of 2017. All of 2017. A lot of stuff. Well, let's try to even the playing field then and go into our third category, which is maybe one that none of us have seen. Best documentary feature. Mm. We have Abacus, Small Enough to Jail. We have Faces, Places. We have Icarus. We have Last Man in Aleppo. And we have Strong Island. So I have no idea what any of these are. I saw I one of these. I researched all of them. Which, but... one, which one did you see? I watched, uh, because a lot, these got like uploaded to like Netflix and multiple streaming services like within the past week. Right. And so I was like, I have enough time to watch one. So I watched the trailer for all of them. So I know what they're all about. Uh, Faces Place was the one that was not available. And that's the one I wanted to watch because I think that's the one that's getting the most buzz and it's probably going to win. What's that really? one? Uh, Faces Places is the one that I have not watched the trailer for because I don't want to know what it's about because I've heard nothing but good things about it. So I don't want anything ruined. I think it's that, a, what's it about? I think it's a filmmaker who goes on a journey to just do filmmaking and then they run into someone that they know. And then it is becomes it like about like their journey together. Yeah, it's kind of like huh. an organic documentary. I yeah. think Things so. Things kind of change and morph, and that's the movie you get mm-hmm. by the end of it. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I I watched Strong Island, uh, which was made. It's the first film made by a transgender man, uh, whose brother was shot back in 1992. Um, uh, the filmmaker is black. Uh, her brother was black, and the man that shot her brother was a white kid. And uh, never even made it like past grand jury, never went to trial or anything like that. It was called self-defense and she's revisiting it years later, attempting to figure it out. And the why and it's the only one that I saw, but I really hope that it wins and it might because it showcases a lot of really raw talent that I can't wait to see what this person does next. Cool. Uh, her name was uh, Yance. His name was Yance Ford. Right. Uh, and he's has an eye with certain things it's a very formulaic documentary kind of just like talking heads with like pictures and stuff like that but the way that they put it all together is like super captivating it's a quick watch it's only an hour and 40 minutes i highly recommend it it's on netflix it'll make you mad it'll make you cry it'll make you scream it's, it's a really good, documentary. good cool 
Uh, the remaining three, Abacus, small enough to jail, is about the first or the only bank that was run by a Asian family, I believe. Hmm. And they were small enough to jail because they were the only bank that couldn't hire lawyers after the 2008 financial crisis. Ugh. And so they got to like sent to court after like a five-year oh legal God. battle of like trying to figure out what's going to happen to this small family-run bank. Mm-hmm. And that seemed really captivating They look like me. really nice people, too. You're right. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Right. And then uh, Icarus, which I think is going to win, but it's only yeah. because it's so topical. It's about doping in sports. Oh, uh, okay. And especially mm-hmm. with, like, the Olympics just happening yeah. and those Russian athletes. Yeah, and their it's specifically doping about, like, Russian scandals yeah. and, like, them, like, getting in oh. and altering things and lying. Yeah. Russians lying mm. to alter the outcome of... Oh, that right. is hmm, interesting. They, um, then they, they covered a part of this recently on 60 Minutes. They were referring to this documentary. I didn't realize that that's what was nominated. Okay. Yeah. What what did you feel coming off of that 60 Minutes episode? Um, Yeah, it was, like, pretty blatant that they had all been doping. Yeah. And they were kind of focusing on the one uh, coach or trainer person that kind of got all those people going on it. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. And then Last Man in Aleppo. I'm actually spacing out on what that one is. Oh, that's like kind that of a continuation of uh, White Helmets that got nominated oh, for yes. Best Documentary Short last oh. year about the guys that are um, the, the first people that like rush to save uh, people over yonder. Uh, in Syria. Yeah, and yeah. They, like they're they're the last like crew that's left there that like when like a bomb goes off or when there's an attack or an emergency they're the ones that rush in immediately to try and take people out uh that's also really topical right now too because i was just in the news because they were saying that they need more money they need more help because the the bombs are falling faster than they can do anything so a lot of topical documentaries on here which is really good agreed Hmm. but yeah my vote's definitely strong island but faces places icarus tie for probably a win or something right I'm going, I think I'm going to put my vote on Strong Island because that seemed like the most interesting to me. And that's the one I want to see the most. Sure. Going sure. go with the heart. Jack? I have no dog in this fight. I haven't yeah. seen any of them. <laughs> I know. I, I don't, don't feel really know. like I can. I randomly put a check mark next to Last Man in Aleppo. Okay. Um, no reasoning behind maybe, like, like you said, Syria is pretty topical right now. And the Academy does seem to, like, lean towards... That kind of thing, especially in the documentary um, category. Yeah. I could see Absolutely. that happening for sure. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Just in it for the points at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fool for not going with the ones that Burns said she thinks is going to win. Unless she's trying to trick me. Maybe. But then mm. I'm also meeting my own demise by doing that. You well, never you, know. I don't know what you're marking down. Oh, Icarus. <laughs> that's well, definitely I what I marked She's down. here to tell you. <laughs> that's oh, what we're really? doing that's here. Logic. Yes. Like, ah, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you on Sunday after the Oscars. <laughs> well, to go back to uh, familiar territory for all of us, we're going to go back to production design. And we have Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, and The Shape of Water. And I think all of these design slash editing slash cinematography and costume design they're all so rich like this is a tough year for these mm-hmm. groups even like Beauty and the Beast like oh looks yeah awesome it um, really does should we throw out the definition of production design yeah real quick? not for me how is that the best how is that different than say cinematography 
Or like what exactly is production design? It's the design revolved around what you are going to shoot. Okay. And what the conception is behind the images that you are seeing. Okay. So well, not so necessarily like sets, sets okay. and... Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like when you're storyboarding, storyboarding and you have the idea of this okay. is what I want to see in this scene, it is a realization of that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like basing it on like, you know, like the difference between pre-production, production, and post-production. Right. Most of the production design is obviously in the pre-production when they are designing what the production is going to be. So like she said, it's a lot of like the figuring out where you're going to shoot things, whether it's an actual location that you're going to close off and change, not change. You have to build it on a set, all this different stuff. And it's kind of like organizing all of that. So like how Tommy Wiseau says... It's a real Hollywood movie. <laughs> you, don't, you shoot it in the soundstage of the alley because that's what you want to see. That right. soundstage Not the actual sure alley. does look like a, an alley, though. <laughs> it, you know, does. it does. <laughs> since we brought up the disaster artist real quick, the tiniest thing, since they kicked James Franco out rightfully from getting Best Actor, why didn't they just throw a Best Supporting Actor nod to Zac Efron? That would be... You mean Dave Franco? <laughs> no, Zac Efron. Dan R. Because Dan he was R. in it for like 10 seconds. Amazing. And he's a supporting actor. Uh-huh. <laughs> he supports that entire because every time he's. You see him at the end of the film. He did the you best see him during the film. Work in that movie. I'm, I'm so proud of him. He was hilarious. But uh, no, for production design, if I may. Yes. Uh, you may. Uh, I think you guys all know where I'm going with this. Mm. Yeah. Darkest La- Hour is. Da- nope. Uh, <laughs> La La Land. Wait, you shit. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all in agreement. This is another tough I list. I don't know. I... For me... Or... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go so ahead. Go for ahead. me, just to run through it, Beauty and the Beast, I think, looks amazing. I think it looks a lot better than I thought it was ever going to. Bird Runner? Meh. Haven't seen Dunkus, uh, Dark Sour. Dunkirk is incredible. Like, the color palette of that movie is it's beaches. so good. Beaches. <laughs> it's, uh, it's beachin'. And Shape of Water is also, like, the steampunk romance fantasy I've always wanted. So for me, it's kind of between Blade Runner and Shape of Water, but I think I will also get... I think Blade Runner is like... The it's like... Runner. I was watching like a behind-the-scenes thing, and I didn't realize that a lot of the stuff was actually built. Some of the stuff looks like it's CGI, but like they built a lot of things because Denis Villeneuve was our little sweetheart. Oh. Hello, Denis. Hello, Denis. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. Uh, he <laughs> wa- was really adamant about making real sets and making real props and having all these things be tangible. Even when like... Uh, you know, like when Kay is walking through like the wasteland of Las Vegas and all those heads and like they built, yeah. th- those are not CGI. They built like to scale models of like all those statues and everything so that Ryan Gosling would have something to walk through and that Roger <clears throat> Deakins would be able to like light it just right. And, and that's huge Even production like the, design. The opening mm-hmm. like fisticuffs of that movie, not to go into too many spoilers, you could tell that's like a real room, yeah. you know, right. and like it feels real. Mm-hmm. And it's a real place where he lands. Like yeah. it's a set. It's not like they just like they're in the middle of nowhere and they put a, pop, a couple cartoon candlesticks and like feather dusters around. <laughs> float, a, float a pear into the love interest's mouth via the force. Yeah, they're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I I am with you. I want Blade Runner twenty forty nine to win this mm. very much. I would not be surprised to see the Academy give it to The Shape of Water because mm-hmm. it seems like The Shape of Water has really been That's a, pretty a powerhouse when it comes to sweeping up awards. There's uh, a lot of practical effects in that And movie. there are a lot of practical effects good. and the lighting is perfect and yeah. everything looks gorgeous in that movie. Would not be surprised. Yeah, but I'm, I'm there with you. My heart of hearts, and I'm, I did not draw a little heart 
next to it. <laughs> I put my X on Blade Runner. <laughs> That's where I'm putting my foot down. You yeah. do it. You However, friends. Yeah. And I Denis would, Villeneuve is our best friend. He is my best friend. He's, he's, best friend. he's my honorary dad. I love him very much. <laughs> He loves I, you too. Like that's what's great. I, and I know it. And yeah. that's really, it's mutual. He um, does in those interviews really look like a middle aged dad. He really yeah. does. And um and he's oh, proud I wish. of you. He's so proud of you. But Guillermo is my jolly, happy uncle, and mm. I you know, I wouldn't be disappointed or surprised to see Shape of Water take it. We should do a review Sorry. of all the directors and see where they would be yeah. in our uncle. Yeah, Bob where they would fit into our into our family, <laughs> family tree. Yeah, family yeah. tree. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree with you guys for the two that we are discussing heavily in this category. Uh, I have saved my beloved 2049 for other categories. I I think production design is going to go to the shape of water. Yeah. Because the building in which they live, the theater and the apartments above it. That's true. And the facilities in which they work. Very academy. And the bus. And when they say at the beginning that that chocolate factory is burning down. And then you see it in the background burning and you can smell the hot cocoa. I could smell the hot cocoa and I wasn't even in the movie. I just think they built such a beautiful world before it even touched the lens for the shooting. Now, I did order a hot cocoa at the movie theater when we went to go see it. So that did you? might have influenced <laughs> you somewhere there. Uh, yes. Lala we, I was sitting. We didn't see it <laughs> oh, together. <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> No, did we did a little bit? No, Shape we didn't. No. No, did. I saw it with you. We didn't, we didn't podcast about he that one. We podcasted for the disaster artist. That's true. That's why I'm confused. I had a hot cocoa during the disaster artist. Also, it's a good thing to have that same line in the disaster artist. I love this chocolate drink. I wish the chocolate factory wasn't burning. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> so yeah, Diana, what do you think? Are you Shape of Water? Are you I mean, 2049? The more you're talking about it, I could see The Shape of Water getting it. I would personally pick Blade Runner, but I was thinking that if Blade Runner didn't get it, I wouldn't be surprised if Dunkirk got it. Even that's though a, That's a, a hidden one down yeah, there, too, because they built is. a lot of that as well. Like, it's even beaches. though, exactly, like you said, Jack, it's beaches, beaches but because there's also, like, the... In the ship, on the plane, and like all that stuff. Two other storylines yeah. that, that are on uh, the beach. The, the cockpit scenes oh, and, totally. the, and the boat. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's the long? Uh, I can't even, like the boardwalk, the pier, the yeah. pier yeah. that's yeah. leading yeah. out. That becomes a character yep. on its own, absolutely. right? Yeah. So I, I, I wasn't saying that necessarily that that's what I would pick. I would, I would totally go with Blade Runner, but I would be surprised that they were like Dunkirk, and I'd be like, oh, I guess that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Kenneth, a lot of Kenneth work Brana. by Andy Serkis. Yep. Uh, oh, wow. So, Diana, yeah. are you yeah. walking in? Didn't even realize. I'm going to go crazy. I'm gonna, Blade Runner? Yeah, I'm going to go for Blade Runner. Oof, I'm the only one in the Shape of Water camp, but I'd be happy to see Blade Runner take it. You just like the fish For boys. sure. <laughs> I just like yeah. the fish boy. Keith, <laughs> my little fish my boy. Little, little You're also very generous with these. You want to spread the wealth on these Oscars. Sometimes the Academy's Possibly. just like, fuck it, we got one movie we all really like, and we're giving La all La these <laughs> trophies that's to them. That's true. <laughs> I'm so kind. Living. <laughs> Somebody's gonna hear you. Yeah. I want to watch La La Land. <laughs> La La Land. <laughs> well, Birch, I got the category for you. Mm. We'll talk about best original song next. Then, since we're so into the music right now, <laughs> so we have Mighty River from Mudbound, Mystery mm. of Love from Call Me by Your Name, Remember Me from Coco, Stand Up for Something from Marshall, and This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. 
What are we thinking? Yo, Soup John Stevens gonna take this. God, Come I on. love him. Come on. I want him to. Do you, I don't think, he is. Do you think he will though? No. I would love it, but I, I don't love think it. he will. What are they gonna give to the fucking greatest showman? I you think, think they they'll are. give it to Coco. Oh. Remember me, great. I have a question, Robbie. I'm sorry. Yes. So when they award best original song, don't they usually play the song? They, they do play. a live performance. They do. No, no, no. It's not about being award. It's if you're nominated, all five are gonna are gonna perform. They're gonna perform uh, they during the show. Okay. I thought they gave it to like they're like, and then they unveil the curtain. and It's like it's the trapeze of British. No, show. they all get performed okay. throughout the show, yeah. and then they announce it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like it could go to Coco, but I would love it if it went to Sufjan because he's awesome. But I wanted to go to Sufjan because that's. Call Me By Your Name is in a lot of but stuff. Mary J. Blige is badass. I don't think it's going to win True. any of those things that Call Me By Your Name is nominated in. And this is the one that, if it wins this one and it wins nothing else, I will be happy with that. If it loses adapted screenplay, Timothy Chalamet walks away with nothing, it doesn't get best picture, all of these things. If Sufjan Stevens wins for Mystery of Love, the movie's won. It's so beautiful. That song it's so is so perfect. pretty. It's, it's, not a, it's not only a beautiful song. It is perfect in the context of this movie yes it is i would think mighty river if i remember it correctly from the movie it's like very like uh that's another powerful kind of like song throughout the film i love mary J. yeah it kind of becomes like a theme (laughs) yeah and i think that and i remember it being like kind of like ominous and heavy and like um it's when i didn't look at the list originally and then when you said it i was like oh yeah that's like a big component of that film i don't think it's gonna win but you know just kind of I do remember that from the film specifically. You don't always remember the music from the Yeah. Movie. If I was voting with my heart, but I'm a cold, cold robot, but if I was voting with my heart, it would be <laughs> The Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name. But I think they're going to give it to This Is Me from The Greatest that Showman. Would, I gonna, would much rather go to Coco. I, yeah. I feel pretty... Shut I up, think, Hugh. I feel more strongly about this than any of them. I would be very mad yeah. if it went to Greatest Showman. Yeah. You yeah. like Greatest Showman? But it's the writers I didn't see La Showman because fuck all that noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I kind of wanted to see it just because of Hugh Jackman's face when they panned him during the Golden Globes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like so disheartening. Yeah. He's so upset that he didn't win. <laughs> I, I will say, though, that I have an honorable mention for this category. I loved I Get Overwhelmed in A Ghost Story. Oh, oh yeah. Song. That song is amazing. Yeah, that Casey Affleck's character, C., yeah. plays or mm-hmm. writes and then it's, but it's not it's actually played throughout but it's not actually by it's it's by like a band it's that's... by a band called dark rooms because i looked this up yeah. a mm-hmm. lot it's before beautiful. coming here yeah. and it was written in 2015 so it is an original song but the guy who is dark rooms essentially wrote the entire soundtrack for that movie oh, oh cool and the entire soundtrack was based off of the feeling that he feels when he's playing i get overwhelmed okay so in my mind, I do feel like it is an original song written for that film, essentially. I think it could have been characterized as that, but it's touchy. Sort I'm not of a quite technicality sure. on that one, yeah. But right. no, that song is fantastic. They they put that song in the trailer for A Ghost Story, which is one of the things that we talked about this when we watched the trailer for A Ghost Story. That song is very striking and it mm-hmm. stands out. Yeah. And the way it's used throughout the throughout that, that film and, and the fact that it is part of the story of that film i think is moving and and makes it even more powerful i agree right. yeah so this is a tough one i feel like there are things that probably didn't get into this category that could have but that's such is life 
That's how it goes. Every yes. category. C'est la vie. Do not give this to the greatest showman. My oh. goodness gracious, I will have a fit. Is that, is that song? I good? think they I will. Mean, you seen it? Well, you know? it's more. I've of seen like the trailer. A, it's more of a standard musical oh. song. It's the song. song's in the trailer. Fuck it. It's a song about being recognized for who you are and seeing acceptance. Yeah. It's like you know, like the bearded lady singing the song and the trapeze artist. Do you like jam out? Nah. Yeah, come on. I mean, it's like very heartwarming. I think when you're watching the film, is the Steve right. John Stevens song in the trailer for Coming by Your Name? It's the one that we just watched. Yes. Yeah. So I marked that it's down so because pretty. that song is a jam. I can yeah. only tell. <laughs> yeah. I wish they would give it to that. I'll be very happy to be wrong in this category. Extremely happy to be wrong. <laughs> so happy. So happy. So Do you hear me, Academy? <laughs> Aw. Just make Bernadette happy. Damn it. Come on. Just make me happy, Diana. What are you locking in on? Coco won? Remember me? I mean, I feel like Coco could win, but I would really like for Mystery Love to win. So I'm going to cool. go with that. Cool. I saw Sufjan, and he was wearing a Boy Scout uniform <laughs> in Seems his band. about right. And it was right after Welcome to Michigan came out, and he looked so small, and he was very sweet. <laughs> That's just who he is. Small and sweet. I hope he wins. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, did you yeah, also lock in on that song? Yeah, mystery for sure. Song. Yeah, I cool. think uh, remember. I think Coco will probably win because I think that's like the big uh, fan favorite. But it's also a good song. It's also "Call Me by Your Name" has gained a, a lot of momentum in the past couple months when it got a little in the past month when they finally released it wide and people could be aware that it was out there and they shopped right. it around to talk shows and stuff. So it's quite possible. I'm just more excited to see Sufjan Stevens uh, play. Play it. Yeah. That'll be so nice. I think all these are going to look good on the stage. Yeah. Absolutely. I think like they might do some cool stuff for like Mighty River too. I'm excited to like see that live. How are we going to get everybody in Queens to shut the fuck up while that song is playing? Well, we're just say that. The whole, yeah, it's like, ball gags. Wanna, here's one for you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Very sexual. I got a, I, I've got a microphone. <laughs> you have a microphone? Yeah. Who's gonna give you a microphone? I got one. Whoa. <laughs> no one's giving it to him. He's using Who's it. gonna let you have a microphone <laughs> in that place of business? <laughs> the manager, you see George like. Is that mine? Did closet. you take my microphone? <laughs> no, those microphones are cool. He's gonna use one of those. Uh, oh, the, 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 the bar where they regularly have live music? There's yeah, microphones? There's a couple microphones. <laughs> oh, wow. Interesting. Uh, what are we doing next? Sticking with the theme, we're gonna go to best original score. So we have Dunkirk. We have Phantom Thread, we have The Shape of Water, we have Star Wars The Last Jedi, and we have three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which is the first time we're talking about that film this evening. Hey. It'll come up again. Mm-hmm. It'll come it's up in the, big ones the whole the back half. <laughs> yeah. So I have them all written down if you guys need refreshers, but what are you guys thinking, composer-wise? I don't necessarily remember the music from Three Billboards. Yeah, me either. I love yeah. Carter Burwell, who is the composer for that. I do love Carter Burwell. But his... Twilight. His score not is that not... Much, <laughs> uh, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> he, well, I, he's a, I'm a big fan of his because he is he's heavy on, on the, the Coen Brothers. Yeah. And he's done a lot okay. of Coen Brothers. Yeah. And he's done a lot of... Um, I'm trying to think of another film that he's done. But he, he uses a lot of piano, which I gravitate towards for score. Sure. Right. Right. Okay. I will say, though, that that score isn't necessarily what sticks with you. Right. From walking out of that film. Yeah. Yeah. So, for me, I think I would give it to Shape of Water. I think I'm going to give it to Shape of Water. I think the music Shape of Water is, like, 
as much as like the production design is like mwah, so perfect for that movie, the music just like really kind of ties it all together very neatly, which I think is like the job of like a score to a film. I also really want to give it to Star Wars because John Williams. He just always crushes it. He that's, just always that's crushes mine. It. I think like, I think John Williams deserves he, it for Star Wars Last does, Jedi. He, he changes everything. It's fresh. Yeah, it's and great. it's still so Star Wars, mm-hmm. and like it's. You know, you guys know me. I'm like the big star. I'm the Star Wars boy. But like, I just think that Sugar Water being so original, um, and I, I just think it. I don't know. It's it's tough. I'm still mulling it over. I think I'm gonna give it Sugar Water though. Who did the music for Phantom Thread? Johnny Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going with that. I'm going with that. I'm all right, Radiohead, and I, uh, I am all for Johnny Greenwood. He is stuff. great. I was going to say that the, the PTA boy. The music for Phantom Thread is lovely. Yeah. It is a beautiful score. I think it really, like, kind of underpins everything, the entire aesthetic of that movie, and really, like, carries it along. Um, and there's a lot of, like, very beautiful piano music. I also want to shout out Dunkirk. Oh, yeah. yeah. The score in Dunkirk, it's, very good. it's not necessarily always music, but it does so much to drive up the intensity and yeah. the suspense sure. of that movie that I'm going to give it to Dunkirk, I All think. Right. Listen, that's it's not a bad Zimmer. It's like the metronome that kind of like it, holds it's, the tension together. It definitely know? is probably the most mm-hmm. avant-garde of the music, Absolutely. but I think it make that also makes it stand out in a way that the other... like. Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Three Billboards, a lot of piano, heavy stuff. Star Wars, you know, it's it is great, but it's also John Williams Star Wars. We've right. seen that seven times now. He does always kind of start from ground one and work up. He though, does, you know? but it's still Star Wars. Yeah. I think Dunkirk is stands out as the most unique on this list. Um, okay. I'm not saying that I feel confident that's the one that's going to win, you but like that uh, ambient noise jazz that we get. I from, could see, from yeah, one of I, I could see it standing out against the grain on this list. No, that I would think be that's cool. a great choice. Sorry, Burwell. If I chose you, we would have a well-rounded group. We would all choose differently. But I'm with <laughs> you, Robbie. I think Shape of Water. It's very good. And it's so beautiful. It yeah. is a. It's the music you would think a fairy tale would have. Yes, and that's and it, exactly what the movie is, you know? Exactly. And uh, for it being this, like, you know, modern, and I had a, f- a friend of mine who I was talking about the film who didn't like it that much. He was like, it's almost pastiche how much it's, like, using from other things, and he's a very grumpy British man. Um, <laughs> and he's very nice. I know that. I know this grumpy British yes, man. Yes, but... Um, and he is... Pastiche is a word he would use. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, even if it is, it's like, well, that's the right music for it. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. I, I think it really ties the movie together. Again, though, without seeing Phantom Thread, I, I do think all the music on this list is, is very good. Solid. This is another category where I would be totally happy yeah, seeing any of these movies win. 100% yes. happy with any of them. Totally like, yeah, agree. totally. Cool. Yeah. If Greatest Showman wins Best Song, I will flip it a table. <laughs> I yeah. hope are those shits bol- bolted down? <laughs> or what, what? Are the tables <laughs> bolted down? Yeah, they are. Points? They are. Yeah. So we're, on which table you sit we might be able to rip the back off of one of the. I might rip like the the, the, the cushion off the, those yeah, off the stool off pretty yeah. easily. Those so. are like already kind of falling <laughs> off. <laughs> you can, you can kind of hit somebody with it. Yeah, if you want to. I might. The jaws of all the faces you might punch are not bolted down. <laughs> yeah, so you can do that. The people singing. So along. I should sit somewhere else, yeah. not in your booth. That's Just during that me. category. Okay. If you like some ramen, you might get it on you. Yeah, fair. We're gonna jump to the shorts. Because I think, again, this is a category that maybe we're not super well-versed in. Uh, first, we'll talk about animated short film. We have Dear Basketball. We have Garden Party. We have Lou. 
negative space, and revolting rhymes. Do you guys have any feelings about these? Do you know what these are? Oh, man. I didn't see any, but I know Revolting Rhymes is based on Roald Dahl. It is. Which is a book that I loved that as a kid. Cool. Which is a messed up little kid book to read because they're all like fairy tales the, that are creepy. I'll take Revolting yes. Rhymes, yeah. But yeah. I don't know animation-wise. <laughs> for 1,000. I've only <laughs> seen like the previews for the animated shorts. I didn't get a chance to see any this year. That's the one I marked down just because sure I like alliteration. Um, it's, it's good. John yeah. Joseph. <laughs> yes, exactly. But didn't Dear Basketball was um I want to say like Kobe Bryant. Kobe did Bryant, a poem, that's it. Yeah. And it's like the animation of that poem. Cool. Yeah. That's that sounds cool. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And Lou is a Pixar short, which I did not watch. It is on YouTube. Pixar is always good. Oh, that's the um It's like a high uh, the Frozen 30 minute thing that they put before <laughs> uh, Kobe. Right? Weird name. Lou. <laughs> yeah, a little left field, Blue. but you know, Whatever. they couldn't just call it Frozen the animated short, could they? Right. <laughs> it's I went with Negative Space. I watched it earlier today. It's delightful. It's on YouTube. It's a German animated short, and it is about a, a, a father and a son, and the father is teaching the son how to pack a suitcase. And it's very Wes Anderson, like mm. all the clothes are on the floor and very like right angles to each other. And then they fold it up and they put it in the suitcase. And you see the progression of the father and the son, their lives, as the son is growing up. And I found it delightful. That sounds very cool. I very much enjoyed it. So that's what I have down. Speaking of Wes Anderson animated. Woo! You know what comes out this month? I'm excited. I'm excited. Robbie, do you have a locked in... I'm going to go with this. Um, so Garden Party also looks beautiful. It's like yeah, amphibians. Oh. Like hanging out in that ponds. That looks awesome. It looks very awesome. Your affinity for fish boys did not make it in this one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry, Garden Party. Uh, I think, so I was going to say Revolting Rhymes, but after your pitch or your kind of description of negative space, I think I'm going to actually go with that. That sounds, that sounds really cool and really beautiful. It was great. I mean, it might not get it, but that's what I want. Cool. Is this it. how the Academy votes? <laughs> Just listen they to someone. They haven't seen it. They just yeah, wait for just someone else to swim. They, they might not be drinking as many Miller High Lives as we are. The champagne appears. They could be. Hey, if they're not <laughs> going to live know. the high life, that's their loss. Oh, yeah. Cheers to <laughs> that. That's my boy. Woo! My boy, it's my girl. There we go. That's good audio. Mm-hmm. So going to the live action short film, we have DeKalb Elementary, The 11 O'Clock, My Nephew Emmett, The Silent Child, and Wata Woat, All of Us. I didn't see any of these. And again, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the 11 o'clock because I like that time. Cool. What about that time do you like, Burge? It's usually when I sit down and watch a movie. It looked it's, cool. That's very good. It's like a patient, like a psychiatrist and his patient, and they kind of reverse roles because that's how the patient likes to be instructed to. Oh, or I'm into that. Huh. It looks that interesting. Sense. They yeah. all looked interesting. Fair what enough. do you, do you know anything else about any of the others? Uh, the Silent Child is about a deaf child, and their nanny or their caregiver finally like teaching them how to huh. actually have communication with others. Hmm. Uh, my nephew Emmett is about the murder. It's based on something that took place back in like the 30s, I want to say, and it's the recount of how his nephew Emmett was murdered. Wow, which sounds very dark for. A short film. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that would mess you up. Yeah. Like. 
Uh, DeKalb Elementary is based off of an actual 911 call during a during a school shoot, shooting, so that's oh, also shit. very topical. Oh, I feel like that might win. I'm gonna vote. Yeah. And then Watu Wot is about a bus full of people, I think, from like different walks of life, huh. kind of like coming together okay. and having conversations. All of them. I'm gonna go. All with of us. Cab. All of I them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to stick with the uh, alliteration theme I got going on here and go with Watu Wot. That's where I am too, Jack, but not because I, you know, <laughs> have not, a feeling. I've not it's seen just... any of these. Uh, the <laughs> right. DeKalb Elementary sounds like it could be, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen any of these. Yeah. And uh, Robbie yeah. and Diana, you said DeKalb I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I'm going to try and see if I can see any of these. Let's, let's, let's uh, watch them and then regroup before yeah, Sunday. Regroup. <laughs> can be like, all right, there's no, no, changing. there's no right, changing. You can. You express... haven't even put yours down yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got a mark. <laughs> Don't you worry. You, you can always oh, you're, express you're writing regret. down what all of us have chosen. Uh, yeah, no, Robbie, Robbie, yeah. I'm going to need that shirt back from last year. Ooh. Absolutely not. You've been found out. <laughs> it's framed. You can't get it out of the frame. You know once you frame something, it's in there forever. Oh, that's it's, true. It's framed and it's, it's boxed up for moving. Yeah, in carbon. You're never unboxing it. That's actually true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving right along, we're gonna go to the next category: makeup and hairstyling. And this is the shortest category of them all. Because we know it's gonna be darkest hour, right? Yeah. Victoria yeah. and Abdul. Oh, Diana. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And then there's Wonder in there as well. Right. And I will say this on the makeup and hairstyling of Darkest Hour, because I, I think I'm the only one here that saw it. Yes. And yeah. I do remember that when we got together for the best of, we were doing a little pizza party with some salads. Yes. Beforehand. Because yeah, we're healthy, kind of. The salads were there. Yeah. We didn't have that today, though. Not today, no. Uh, because no. today is You have to tell fun. people, Diana. <laughs> <laughs> um, I skipped the salad because I'm honest. Mm-hmm. And I just want the pizza. <laughs> and me, just poured the ranch on the pizza. Me and Jack were talking about Darkest Hour, the trailer, and how like it doesn't really look like it's that engaging. And one of the things about it that we were that you said you were like the makeup looks horrible. Like why would you hire Gary Oldman and put him in that makeup? And why not I, just get a real old man? A real old man. <laughs> and I agreed with that. But then I saw the movie, and Gary Oldman, one hundred percent physically and performance-wise, disappear. You forget it's Gary Oldman about half an hour into the movie. And the movie is about two hours long. And every scene that he is in, he is an absolute joy to watch. He has a range of emotions. He's not just a grumpy, crotchety Winston Churchill. He's also very passionate, very funny, um, uh, very angry. He's got a temper. Like, it's all over the place. And Gary Oldman, the makeup that we're talking about right now, looks amazing. And everybody else that's in the movie... Their makeup and their hairstyling also look amazing. So that's, I really don't feel like, I did not see Victoria and Abdul and I did not see Wonder. It was the only two Academy Award nominees, like American films, that I did not see. I love Dame Judi Dench. I love me some Owen Wilson. Yes. Oh, wow. I love him. <laughs> and but, the kid from oh. Room. Did you see his behind that makeup? Yeah. Did you see a tweet recently from Owen Wilson? And he said, <laughs> I've only said wow a few times, to be honest. <laughs> He's self-aware. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I like Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right with there with you, though. I think it's going to yeah, be the darkest no hour. I will say in the trailer, because we, we did a little like catch up and watch like a like trailer reel, kind of like condensed amounts of like all the trailers for Best Picture. I will say I, I kind of rescind my opinions on the makeup. I thought I kind of looked a little bit better. It's a, it's a very good movie and we'll talk about it when we get to the, yeah. the last category of the best picture. Um, 
It's just you got to be in the mood for it. And I wasn't in the mood for that type of movie. I went and saw just I saw it yesterday to like jam it in before this podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was the in a theater. The theater in. was still packed. Really? It was still packed. Winston Churchill's a, a big big man. It was <laughs> wow. It's a it's a very it's a very wow. good movie. It's a very very well made wow. movie. Joe Wright did great. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested. Uh, not to say that Gary Oldman is. Or could be a bad actor per se, but yeah, he really does well in roles that he has to sit in a trailer for you know three hours before getting on to set. I think he huh. does well in the relishing of like taking time to see the transformation take I, place. And I was talking to, uh, and again, we'll talk about it more later. But I was talking to Ria um, Banerjee, who also is part of the Story Screen family, yesterday, and she was talking about how Gary Oldman. Uh, it like is known for like disappearing into his roles and you think about like even any role like as silly as like his role in the fifth element right to like as serious as like immortal beloved like he is able to really just kind of you know he's gary think about also too like for the bat boys here yes you know him as commissioner gordon is like he's He's got this sweetness and this humbleness to it that's just like weird seeing other commissioner gordons and other because it's like you don't like no he really not right he's like like the animated batman commissioner gordon's like that's that's commissioner gordon it's in the dark knight he's got that one line that i love and it's one of my it's one of my top 10 favorite lines in film of all time and it's where he walks in, he's about to arrest people, and they, they look at the, the, the uh, Harvey Dent's on the TV, and he goes, oh, boy, looks pretty good on the tube. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God. Um, I, the only time I ever really seen him filming in was when he was in the, the Dog of Planet of the Apes. I was just like, they had him on set for yeah. one day, yeah. and they're like mm-hmm. saying all these really like kind of tough guy lines. And he kicks that off, I would say. It's because he wasn't. Yeah. Bad for him. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that, where it's like him with the, the, the he's able to plug in his... He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets to see kids. He's that, just sees kids. That, was, that is a good scene. He says that. But, uh, Are you saying good. he wasn't sitting in a trailer for three hours before he getting out of the He basically was just like, <laughs> was himself? we're going to make you look like Commissioner Gordon, <laughs> and you're doing the monkey I think you're thing being, this time. Uh, not to like stretch this anymore, and I'll, I'll close it at this. Sure. I think you're being a little unfair, because Gary <laughs> Oldman did not actually play Gary Oldman in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That was Andy Serkis, Mo Cobb. Oh my God, oh, Gary Oldman. So right. he how can you forget? He oh didn't. You know, he, he's he's acting like another person, like another actor that we know and we you love. Know, I'm so. really sorry. I, you know, <laughs> Andy Serkis being such a good mocap artist that he is, I get. Yeah. Talk about yeah. disappearing into your role. I mean. <laughs> so Jack, what are you thinking? Are I don't know. Thinking? Darkest Hour, I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Diana? I don't know. Darkest Hour. Yeah. I'm I'm with it. (laughs) Okay. That's the first, I think, unanimous category. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Circus Hour. (laughs) Let's go into best costume design next then, because we're right on this thread. So we have Beauty and the Beast. I'm going to go for Phantom Thread. We have Darkest Hour. It's fucking Phantom Thread. We have Phantom Thread. I'm going for that. The Shape of Water and Victoria and Abdul. And yeah, I am also on the thread. I could see for Beauty sure. and the Beast potentially getting it, but It'd I'm, be cool. I'm voting for Phantom Guys. Uh, I'm going to vote Beauty and the Beast only <laughs> because like, I'm not just going to vote for something because the pun's really good. <laughs> but it was such a good pun. Oh man, but the dress is so intense. There was also, there was <laughs> also like a, a joy kill in the Academy that said that too. Yeah. And uh, they were just like, oh, come on, Dave. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Well, you never have fun at these. I don't actually <laughs> like movies anymore. I will say that this category for costume designers, uh, there are a lot of names this year that I don't 
automatically recognized, which is the typical trend, I think, with costume design. And Jacqueline Duran actually is nominated for both Beauty and the Beast and Darkest Hour. Really? Which I thought was fascinating. It's the same designer for both. Very different. Very different concepts. Absolutely. I I know who's going to win Best Costume Design for next year, because that movie already came out. Black Panther? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wakanda Forever. Oh, yeah. That's all uh, special effects. So <laughs> they're not wearing anything. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. His costume is. They're actually right. all wearing Andy Serkis. <laughs> <Circus. laughs> they sew him into the. He gives him like a strand of mocap. Because well, Andy Serkis is that nice. It's like when you get him to like mocap <laughs> a, a fat, strong version of himself. He's yeah. on set and he's like, "Would you also like me to like do any other characters <laughs> while I'm anything? here?" And they're like, "You can do that." And he's like. Andy Suckus, I can do it. Oh, we need to get does. Alexis on set. We don't have Alexis. Oh, no, no. I, I will be the car. I can just do that for you. Um, I know how to zoom zoom. I know how to zoom zoom and, and beep beep. All jokes aside, I think it is crazy town to think that anything but Phantom, Phantom Thread is going to take this. Absolutely. Like, it's, funny. it's Don't play so yourself. Good. It's going to be Phantom Thread. So good. Oh, I mean, it's a movie about design. Yes. It's about clothing. Yes. And, and it's... Looks beautiful and the, and the madness complete yeah exactly and the complete unflinching obsession with right. design and, yeah. perfection. and perfection and I just yeah. don't see anything that's, else. That's fair. Not to play contrarian, but I do think like the larger than life costumes of Beauty and the Beast, and that they really like so exquisitely bring the animated feature to screen that way, and it's the costumes that really sell it. Like. I, I just think they do a really good job designing all that. I'm not trying to say that you're wrong. My argument to that specifically would be that Belle is really the one and only person that is usually wearing a costume, whereas the rest of it is computer generated. Mm. Mm. Okay. Oh, what about Gaston? Yeah, what or, about Gaston? <laughs> or what about, that, what about that funky like flashback intro where they're all like Marie Antoinette in the beginning? They're right, all, right. Crazy With the evil to me, though, that is like, Two that's seconds. like kind of second rate phantom thread like yeah. those are like <laughs> no, honestly, like fair. those are like the same sort um, of design of dresses but like just not with the same intensity and consideration I'm on board with phantom thread. i just wanted to throw my my kind of thought into the room with that one yeah I, I, I think i think you guys are probably right with that th- this could be a surprise totally it could go shape of water i mean i feel like it that might go could to suicide you saying that right now, uh-huh. in regards to this category, the Academy is just like, fuck it! We're an agent of chaos! <laughs> so maybe, yeah. but I mean, the right choice is here. Mm. Mike, weighing in, heavy hitter, coming down with just one locked in. <sighs> Suicide Squad won an Academy Award. <laughs> this Academy Awards don't fucking matter, man. <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll get into this, this year's Suicide Squad later on. <laughs> um, no, yeah, Phantom Thread, totally. Like, cool. it's just, uh, this is another one, too. I'd be easy with any of these people winning of the of the four of the five movies that I've seen. I didn't, again, I didn't see Victoria and Abdul. It uh, looks very sweet. Um, I didn't see it. But I'd be totally comfy with uh, Beauty and the Beat and uh, Circus <laughs> Hour, Phantom Thread. Don't bring up that Todrick Hall nonsense. Water. I, I'd be cool with any of that. Cool. And then uh, we have two more categories for this half of this podcast. The second to last, the penultimate, is Best Documentary Short Feature. Mm. We have Edith Plus Eddie. We have Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405. We have Heroin. We have Knife Skills. And we have Traffic Stop. 
And these are all, again, fairly relevant topics if we want to get into what they're actually about. Tell me about knife skills. Yeah, tell me about knife skills. Because I, <laughs> tell uh, me about any of these. Fencer would like to know. I also want to know about knife skills because Ooh. I have some skills with a knife on my phone. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you uh, bought some knives. He's sort I mean, of a, a on your knife phone flipping in a game. I'd like to hear about some of the other ones, but that's cool. Sure. Diana, can you start? <laughs> <laughs> we'll you start with hear about knife knives. Skills. Let's start with knives. <laughs> knife Skills is about, I believe, a French restaurant that opened in Cleveland that is fully run by ex-convicts, oh. ex-prison people. So Knife Skills is a winner. Okay. Kind of fun play on words there, depending on who you are. Make their own knives in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Shiv skills. Oh, yeah. Uh, Traffic stop is, of course, what you all probably think it is. It's about (laughs) a black man being pulled over for Uh, a routine traffic stop. And then it might not be just a traffic stop mm. or routine. A heroine is about three different women trying to kick the habit, uh, the drug habit. Okay. Uh, Edith plus Eddie is, I forget who this was funded by. It was funded by some pop artist. But regardless, it's about an older couple. I don't know where they live. Maybe New York. That someone found interesting. And so they just kind of follow their life mm. for a little bit. And I think it was like they needed money to pay their electricity bill or something. And someone's like, I'll help you. And then seeing kind of like their other struggles that they go through. And then Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405 is about a, I believe, female artist who has undergone shock therapy. Whoa. And she is basically a mute. She basically doesn't have a lot of motor skills, but she's an artist. And kind of seeing how that tragedy that she has been put through is expounded on her art. It kind of reminds me of a film called, uh, it's a documentary called Tarnation. Tarnation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's why, vibe. I think that's why I chose that, that for one? the category yeah, because I, I like Tarnation so much. We, we screened that one and it was uh, Robbie's uh, suggestion. Yeah. And everyone a, hated uh, you afterwards. I'm sure. I hated <laughs> we showed myself. It on, we, showed it on, <laughs> we showed it on Mother's Day. Actually. Yeah. It's the oh, first, well, my uh, documentary story. teacher in school showed it to me and, and yeah, I hated him for a little while too. It's a tough one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to put my vote in uh, Knife Skills because it's going to be uh, sad. Yeah, having not seen any of these, best name, Knife Skills. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, am, I think the one I'm the most curious in uh, besides that is uh, Heroin or, um, yeah, Heaven is a traffic jam and on the 405. I'm going to go for Heaven. Cool. Heaven. Cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down for heroin because that I'm, right. gonna, I'm gonna try and find that as soon as I can because that's it's super on Netflix now. Is it really mm-hmm. cool? I want to watch that right away. And I think Knife Skills is also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Heroin is also like the name of that with like it's heroin so cool. with the drug and then like the E and the, very good. That's just like it's built for you to make a movie and oh, call yeah. it that. Like yep. they've just been waiting for somebody to come along with the story. Very clever. Right. So to round us out for this half of the podcast, get back to basics, get back to things that we know. Mm. We're going to do Best Supporting Actor since we started with Best Supporting Actress. So in this category, a bunch of heavy hitters, uh, we have Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards Outside (laughs) Ebbing, Missouri, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell for, again, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, Fastest supporting actor, (laughs) Christopher Plummer. First off, good on the Academy throwing Woody Harrelson that bone that he deserves. Seriously. We're talking about how it's a thankless role. Golden Globes didn't give it to him, even though, like, they had tons of other 
like ton like so much space to fit him in. They didn't give it to him, so I'm really happy. I that agree. He gets to lose to Sam Rockwell. Like, <laughs> Seriously, yeah. 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 I'm all for Sam. I love Willem Dafoe and Florida Project, but I Keep Sam Rockwell's my... performance is amazing. I right, all the performances. I, think I haven't seen Willem Dafoe before. would be my close second, and yeah. I would actually be yes. probably between Sam Rockwell and Willem Dafoe. They would be the ones that would make me the happiest. Yeah. winning, and everybody else that actually has a shot. I love to Richard win. Jenkins, but Sam Rockwell, so... man. He's so adorable in that film. I love Richard Jenkins. He plays such a good... His villainous nature and, like, the way he was written to kind of, like, turn, like, masculine heroism into, like, a villain. Like, subverting that trope. Maybe almost like a pastiche. Um, (laughs) But, like, he plays into that character super well. But I think I also would go with uh, Sam Rockwell. I'm confused. Did you... Are you talking about Michael Shannon? Oh, oh, wait. oh no! Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, wait you a fucked minute. up there, Sorry, buddy. Richard Jen- up. No, no, no. That's fine because everything you just said about Michael Shannon is perfect, <laughs> so and that's good. exactly what's going on there. <laughs> yes. No, um, Richard Jenkins is the room. Is yeah. the, the name? He's the oh, villain. I'm like yeah. super embarrassed right now. No, um, it's okay. Richard Jenkins is the adorable <laughs> cat lover. <Aww. laughs> um, Richard Jenkins is also very good. Yeah, <laughs> he's and so lovable. He's so lovable, and uh, let me see if I can say some things about him for a second. To be honest, though, I am a little bit surprised that they would. Put the nod towards Richard Jenkins and not over Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon. Michael Shannon was great because he was really good yeah. in that role. Yeah, he was excellent in that role. Way more than the trailer led him on to be. Sure, yeah. he was yeah. a much He's more complex kind of character. In the Richard Jenkins is like just one of those like not even just the Academy Awards. When I just say like Academy kind of actor, like yes, they love well, him. A... They've loved him ever since The Visitor. Like they Visitor they, so they, good. they constantly. They give him the credit where the credit's due because he's just a very good actor. He's one of those actors that you, he he makes everybody else that's around yeah. him even better. Like Sally Hawkins yes. shines throughout that entire her movie and she's great. Yeah. And we'll talk about her more in a little bit. But every scene she's in with Richard Jenkins, she's just, she's at another level because he pulls to, it out. Her highest wattage. To play yeah. supporting in that way, he does do that very well. And he is such a great foil in another other character, which is a lot of what the film's about. I mean, if they gave him the award for this movie and then in parentheses put Bone Tomahawk, we would be happy. Because he totally got snubbed. Bone Tomahawk came out in 2017. Oh, no, it's just an injustice. It's just an injustice. No, no, it's just reparations for an injustice. Or Burn After Reading. Or any other movie he's ever been in. No, just Bone Tomahawk. Um, he really is phenomenal in Bone Tomahawk. I remember I didn't recognize him at first, and I'm a big Jenkins fan. And I was like, who is that really good actor underneath that beard. So I say that because it was over the course of seeing The Shape of Water that I realized that was Richard Jenkins and Bone Tomahawk. And I had a moment of just like, oh my goodness. He was probably very distracted the entire movie. I was distracted (laughs) for the rest of the movie. Yes. No, he is really great in the movie. But I... uh, But come on, it's it's going to be Sam Rockwell. He's so good in that. uh, Nonsense aside with the whole thing that we talked about before... Sam Rockwell is just able to make that turn, whether you think that it's justified or not. He does it so well. He's just a slimeball, stupid dummy. Yes. And he's able to make the turn in there towards something else effortlessly. And all of us, like, that's a testament to his performance that you can, he can have all of these detriments to his character and you can still go, go get him. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think the negative reaction to his turn in the movie just kind of speaks more to his skills of doing totally. it. Totally. Yeah, right. Like, totally. Think, the reason, like, some people are just like, well, I'm too quick or just like, just like, well, you're talking about it. I don't know. Yeah. That whole sequence know. of him, like, overhearing got a reaction and exactly. getting himself beat up is so intense. Yeah. 
or just like all of his scenes with his mom in that movie are so good. And like it's when like, he's yeah. healing himself when he after the fire and like that's when he's changing when he's in the cast and that's he's like in a cocoon. Exactly, like he's morphing into the scarred butterfly that we get Ooh, to see. Yeah. Nice. I also like Sam Rockwell because he's really turning into like the next generation Christopher Walken. Ooh. Like, he's a really oh, good, he's a cool guy. Yeah. He's funny. He's been he around can for dance a long like time. a motherfucker. A little bit but weird. Like, and now he's a damn good actor. Like yeah. he's always been a great actor, but now he's getting recognized for it. And mm. he's come a long way from same director, but like Seven Psychopaths, where he plays like the energy, the the fun kind of mm-hmm. character, and now he's he's playing like this character, same director, same movie. It's it, to see his evolution, even in the course mm-hmm. of like that, like. Two films. Is yeah, it's right. you know, Martin McDonough is the director of both the movies, and when I think back to when uh, Colin Farrell uh, won the Golden Globe um, for uh, In Bruges, mm-hmm. Oof, yes. he stuck around with Martin McDonough for Seven Psychopaths, right. where Sam Rockwell was introduced, mm-hmm. and now Sam Rockwell did another movie with him, and now he won. He's he won the Golden Globe, and he's probably going to win this one, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that means Martin McDonough will make another movie with Sam Rockwell, because that would be great. And just to like throw some shout-outs to Willem Dafoe, he is fantastic. He's phenomenal. he's phenomenal. He, you forget that he's just not like a working man, yeah. man you know? He, Who owns yeah. a motel. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. he feels like he's he's a staple in this slice-of-life movie. The thing about Florida Project just feels like it's real life. It's yeah. phenomenal. It just feels so real the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. That was, I think, obviously, I think we all feel a certain kind of way about Blade Runner 2049 getting snubbed in certain categories, but mm. the Florida Project, for me, was, like, the one that got snubbed the most. Big yeah. time. Oh, yeah. And it's just such a phenomenal yeah. film, and I'm glad he got some recognition for that, because, yeah, he's amazing. I think you can play the Florida Project in, like, even Any some of the characters these. we already, like, mentioned. I, right. I don't understand why, I mean, it... Nah, I'm not even getting there. <laughs> okay. No, go ahead. Later on, maybe. Him not getting nominated for Best Director. It, it, it's That's a my very biggest loaded, one, yeah. It's a very loaded uh, category right now. It's got some great talent in there for many different reasons, and we'll talk about it again when we get there, yes. but that's the one that got me where when I saw Florida Project, I was like, well, Willem Dafoe will probably get a nominee, maybe, but like yeah. Sean Baker is going to get nominated for this because this is yeah. insane work. Like He's just dealing with the real world, real people, and he's creating a cohesive story. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah. For sure. Uh, did anybody see All the Money in the World? Yeah, yeah. me and Diana once. Yeah. Christopher was... Plummer is great in it. He's good. He's very good. He's good, but you know what? If you're going to put Best Supporting Actor, I would have loved to have seen the other kind of smaller part one of the characters that was one of the, the hostage oh people. yeah the oh. guy the main hostage um, that talks to him on the phone and yeah everything. who's like a spanish actor he's fantastic i, I thought the movie. he was awesome he's very good. so he i'm a little like surprised every, like, that he didn't get nominated it's that, uh, that idea when you think of like I'm gonna use an electrifying performance okay like when uh, he's on camera you just stop thinking about everything else in the movie and you're just paying attention and hanging on every word that he's saying. His name is Romain Duris. He played okay. Cinquanta, which is one of the guys yes. that... Cinquanta. One of the Italian people that kidnapped the grandson and he's awesome because he's, he's kind of like the Stockholm Syndrome where he's actually being nice to the kid the whole time and sure. then you're sort of like, you're poor. I get where you're coming from. You just thought you'd Make kidnap this rich kid and now you're starting to feel bad about it. Yeah. So... It's like, he was really great. I feel like the plumber nod, like, now that you guys are talking about these other performances, I haven't seen all the money in yeah. but kind of hearing about these other performances and knowing that Plummer got it for, you know, kind of replacing, Plummer for she, replacing. Yeah, for designated hitter. He just, like, like, came in. Yeah, and just <laughs> took like, care of business. Shit and just do this. But, yeah. like, I think it kind of almost, like, takes away from, like, are they leaning into the publicity of the movie 
and they're overshadowing other performances. It's, it's or... very possible. I mean, he is very good, and Christopher yeah. Plummer's a great actor. He, he's sure. the oldest person to be nominated for an acting award. Mm-hmm. He's 88 years old. Yeah. He like. I don't think they would just do it as a publicity thing. And I really, yeah, and I, if fair. I hadn't seen the movie, that's the first thing I would connect to. But okay. having seen it, he really just runs the show in that yeah. movie, and, and like, and him with Michelle Williams is a treat. Okay. Because their their characters' dynamics already gives both Michelle Williams and Christopher Plummer, these two very talented actors, so much to like chew on in their scenes and it's crazy because a lot of their scenes too they're not together yeah. because a lot of Michelle Williams scenes was shot with Kevin Spacey so they kept all of the stuff where Kevin Spacey wasn't in the shot and they just re-recorded scenes reshot scenes where they were together so it's really interesting to see how good of an actor Michelle Williams and Mark Wahlberg are because they're able to jump right back into these characters. Pick up the ball. Kind and of it's Kevin Spacey's performance is very different from Christopher Plummer's. He's way more aggressive from what I've heard and what I've seen in the trailers. He's a little bit more aggressive where Christopher Plummer's is kind of like a little more cushy. And okay. he's got some he's got some nastiness behind him that does come out. But for the most part, he's more of like a... <laughs> more of a subdued performance yeah. in a way. Yeah, he's more he's more Winnie the Pooh. You start to feel bad for him by the end, <laughs> even though it, there's really no reason to. But uh-huh. yeah, you do how, kind of feel sympathetic to him. How is Army Hammer not on this list? That's what I was going to yes. say. If anything, I think if Plummer wasn't in there, Army Hammer should have been in there. Michael sure. Stolberg too. Yeah, Michael Stolberg is great too. Easily be on here for Call Me by Your Name. He's great. Yeah. Come on. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, Army Hammer gave Army Hammer. I know you're on it. <laughs> fourth an, an appearance in that film and in that role that you thought he was just going to be the vehicle for the transformation of other characters around him, but he also transformed. Right. Exactly. Throughout the film, yeah. and he was phenomenal too, and very good looking and charming as well. I, I just, <laughs> that it's hurt. just somewhat, somewhat. <laughs> Yeah, and such strong arms and like, <laughs> but I just like be able to take care of you in like all the ways that you can be taken care of. You've so got nothing sweetly. to worry about. It's it's just surprising to me that Timothy Chalamet, who also had a fantastic turn role in that film in in Common by Your Name, is on this is on there for lead and Army Hammer, Hammer is not there for supporting. It doesn't seem a little weird. Because it's, it's such a And maybe that's to throw Woody think. Harrelson that bone, you know? I guess so, and I am happy to see Woody Harrelson get recognition for that role that right. I do think was a, like you said, relatively thankless, thankless role. role. Yeah. yeah, but um, that, that, in my opinion, that doesn't mean he should get nominated. It wasn't that great no. a role. And I think for like in the sake of I, like competition, with his I, weird, I, I like really, life and, I really <laughs> enjoyed his his yeah. part in that, that was movie. Like, it was enjoyable, but, but I didn't I think, the way his think it was so memorable. Even like after an event in the movie, like carries on. Okay, I think it was like. Very powerful and indicative of like what he's doing. I would have dropped Woody for Army. I think well, that's yes. kind of. I was gonna say like for the sake <laughs> of competition, yes. which I think is like should be a part of the nature. Of There's the a Woody Wars. Army joke in there somewhere. <laughs> and I'm just gonna let hang with a peach. Yeah, you all, you guys can all have that. Yeah, <laughs> if the listener wants to come in hot with one of those, please by all means. But I think that yeah, I, from what I've heard tangentially, because I did not have a chance to see Call Me by Your Name, this does seem like a three wild like oversight it's a big omission i think i will say uh that three billboards outside ebbing missouri while i still love it is the film of the year that i think once i saw it i was super hot on it 
and I'm kind of becoming a little more more lukewarm as it wanes in my rearview mirror. Is it your, I still very much enjoy the it. Discourse on that movie has gonna, soured. That, that has not soured. Quickly. Okay, so that has nothing to do. With that has nothing to do with. I don't, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Where it's I like feel I saw like it it's just it. not as it's not as staying with me as a movie like Call as me you by thought your it would or Florida Project. Like it didn't stay with me as much. I enjoyed it while I was in it. I was like, this is intense, Even and like, you still love it. Yeah, yeah. but it's just. Not as much as what you thought, right? When we saw a killing of a sacred deer and three three billboards, it should have, and that you had the right reaction. (laughs) (laughs) But seeing three billboards and uh, killing a sacred deer kind of back to back, like those movies to me are like the exact same caliber. And that got nothing. Movie, it's not on here at all. Deer is like not even. Yeah, but killing of a sacred deer is the anti-academy movie. In yes. almost like, every single one. But too, to be honest, I'm surprised that because either Nicole or Colin Colin got nominated. I could it's, see them well, having been nominated. Like, it is like an like Jack said, it's an anti cad movie, and we even mentioned the Lobster getting Best Original Screenplay nomination was like really. Right. We were actually like surprised by it. We were like Swiss Army Man like seems even more like a more of an Academy movie than yes. this, and it's like we were a little confused by it. And but Killing of a Sacred Deer, even like at least the lo- lobster is technically a love story, which the Academy likes. Killing of a Sacred Deer is just like this this yeah. weird kid that you don't <laughs> want to talk to at school. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Literally. it definitely the the kind of like the the surreal and comfortable elements of the lobster get like real leaned into in Killing of a Sacred Deer, and kind of like. That like box that it's in gets exploded with dynamite, and that's like that's what the, <laughs> yeah. the movie lives in. Good luck. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're lucky that Get Out got recognition this year as yes. a horror movie mm. because the Academy does not usually touch horror no, with a ten foot pole. Yeah, so no, I guess yeah. that's a good point. Well, thank you so much, guys, for listening. What we have just tapped into is going to get tapped into even further Let's going tap forward. It. <laughs> <laughs> tap that keg. Yeah. So we will be back in just a bit. For you, it'll be even sooner than for us, which is lovely. But we'll catch up with you guys at the second half of the Oscar 2018 Nominations Predictions Podcast. It's a good name. It's a long name. A little worried, but I like it. Sorry, how do you know my name? Oh, my name is Mike Burge. I work at uh, Story Screen. Okay. And uh, doesn't explain how you know my name. You 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 write for me and you're on the podcast. Oh right, yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh huh. I was just going to ask you. Um, the the Oscars, the Academy Awards are uh, coming up pretty soon. The 2018 90th Academy Awards. You ever you watch movies? I've seen some. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, are are you watching the Academy Awards? Uh, you know, actually, I don't have cable, so I don't really have a way to watch it. I mean, I guess I could, like, go to my parents' house and mooch off them or something like that, but I don't really know. I'm probably just going to read the... Yeah, they don't don't stream it anywhere, either. Not for free, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A cable subscription? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. great. Well, actually, I mean, if if you're into the idea, uh, StoryScreen is actually hosting uh, an Oscars party where we get to show the Oscars live uh, from the beginning of the red carpet. Uh, to the end of Best Picture, getting nom- getting called out there uh, probably half an hour over the time that they're supposed to. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Uh, what like what time would this kind of thing? Oh, it's start uh, off, it's uh... Uh, it starts at six thirty p.m. on Sunday, March fourth. It's over at Quinn's in Beacon, New York. 
That's this Sunday. That's this Sunday, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I could I could check that out, I guess. Cool. Yeah, you should come. We're going to uh, do some like fun prizes and stuff like that. We're going to hang out, have some good time. There's going to be some food. It's going to be cool. That sounds good. Great, man. I'll see you there. Maybe. All right. High five. Bye. Listeners, welcome back to our second half of the 2018 Oscar Prediction Podcast. I shortened it a little bit. That's good. It'll yeah, just get into an acronym at the end. Yeah. Shield. I'll have to write that out. BBS, <laughs> Shield. BBS DOJ. We're working on mm-hmm. it. Just like when I learned that SCUBA was an acronym. And it blew Ooh, my mind. You just blew my mind. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's a thing. Is what does this stand for? What? I know the UBA is underwater breathing apparatus. Oh my it's god! Super cool underwater breathing <laughs> apparatus. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely right. Uh, so we're all writers here to a certain extent. So we're going to start off the top of this half with best original screenplay. Pretty loaded category. We've got The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which is a pretty, yeah, loaded category, for mm. sure. It's very loaded. And I have an honorable mention. Scout Ooh. was snubbed Scout. on this God, one. he stole it from me. <laughs> Fuck you. I told him <laughs> I was going to do it. Robbie, Robert Anderson wrote Scott. a great screenplay called Scout that both Jack and I read uh, this year. And speaking and of red, Robbie just turned bright. Thank you very much. Very good. Thank you very much. It needs more drafts. Uh, Robbie, but can I get, uh, get a copy of that, please? I'm thinking, like, I, I kind of want to write another draft and then give it to you guys. Oh. You know? we, get, um, we get the better version, is that what you're absolutely. saying? Absolutely, and then they can just go fuck themselves. Yeah. Oh, I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm into the rewrites. We did the heavy lifting for you guys. <laughs> Thank so you. you can... Also, again, I said I'll put before, a little but... polish on it at the end for you. I appreciate that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you uh, for reading that again. It's, no, thank you for writing it yeah. so I could read it. Anytime. Yeah. Well, at least that one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hard to write scripts. Uh, what do you, I mean, this is like a big one. Yeah. Yes. Who's going? Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to go I, first? I have, some wor- I have some words. So yeah. I just want to kind of go out the bat. I don't think the strongest part of Shape of Water is its screenplay. I okay. agree. Um, I think that like kind of more of its technical achievements and its acting are definitely like what shines and probably it's directing I think is also very excellent mm. um, I would love Big Sick to get it I, I'm i probably going to vote Get Out because I do think that's the best one in the category but then like three billboards you know um, Martin McDonough is a playwright I probably know that like if you read that script it probably flies off the page I bet it's probably written very well and then uh, Lady Bird you know I think the the dialogue of Lady Bird is like it's probably its strongest part, but yeah. I don't know how much of that is from the page or how much of that was made during the film. Sure. So that's kind of my quick overview of it all. I think I, if you've seen other Greta Gerwig, it's probably a lot of her. But I'm page. sure she cultivated some I mean she's also directed the movie right? on screen. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's like that's like she's also helped co write some Noah Bombach you know? crazy stuff too. So mm-hmm. So I have a quick question just mm-hmm. generally about best original screenplay here. And I guess this goes for adapted as well. But this is, can be a, kind of an audience surrogate <coughs> question as well mm-hmm. for maybe those who are informed might know this. 
when someone that is an Academy voter votes for best screenplay, are they voting for the screenplay that they are seeing on the film, or have they actually read these actual screenplays? No, they haven't read the screenplay. I think it's so just based it is on just viewing. from it's what's come from yeah. the film. It's so just like, like with production design; they didn't go in and like watch behind the scenes stuff yeah. on how they sure. cultivated. Sure, I think it's like they're like, wow, that's an original Bec- story. That's a great story. Because you saying that yeah. about you know with Greta Gerwig or like how much yeah. of this, how much of these words come from the page and how much yeah. is potentially improvised, how much of that is from the performances. Right. That's think, why that, where yeah. that question kind of came from. Yeah. I honestly think the entire, you know, the best original screenplay, the entire like conversation around it would be very different if all the scripts are being read. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah. Now don't get me wrong. Like I am not a part of the Academy, so I don't know exactly how it works but it may be operated where i know that they not everybody that's in the academy votes on everything they have different sectors of the academy people who know acting and Depending. stuff like that yeah, to like some degree so it's very sector. possible that they do oh you mean not some schmucks that just cool. record a podcast yeah. I would no like i mean like maybe somebody who <laughs> likes to read and other people just like to watch i don't know <laughs> the sector who likes to read it's, you, it, it's, it's very you, possible. you like to read I think I, if uh, the actual screenplays were going out for people to vote, I think Baby Driver should have been in this category. Oh, oh yeah. If it was based off of just the written on the page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the screenplay, the way it was written, mm-hmm. speaks so much to how the film was made. Hmm. So yeah. I'd have to imagine that it's just going off of screen alone. And I also know that, like, Get Out, if because I, I listen or I watch the director's commentary for Get Out, I know that... Jordan Peele said that he wrote, like, an entire mythos for Get Out. Like, he he made, like, you know, like, a Bible for what the world of this movie yeah. would be. And Get Out's just, like, a story. In it, I, you know? That's Damn. my vote. Yeah. I, that's, I like, my gut. Yeah, yeah. 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 He might be yeah. making a sequel of it. There's mm-hmm. Yeah. I would take that in and a heartbeat. And if he's doing, like, Twilight Zone, it might be, like, a adjacent, not, like, a direct sequel, huh. you know? But the Armitage family, he describes as having, like, like... Uh, Templar connections, which is why there's a Templar mask in it, and like, like arriving from that, like he goes in on it, and mm-hmm. you know the thing is like maybe some of these other movies have that same thing of it, like that same kind of like world building to it as well. We just don't know, but I do know that about Get Out, and it yeah. definitely I'm like give me some of that. Wow, I I'm mm-hmm. pretty pretty comparable to Robbie in the sense that, but my gut reaction was get out like that's the one <laughs> yeah. that i want to see win or that i feel deserves to win mm-hmm. but the dialogue for both the big sick and ladybird is really amazing so it's, you know yeah. what's weird though i feel like big sick should be like a adapted screenplay because it's like it's really his life based, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which it's I guess, based like, on his and his wife's life yeah, yeah. but whatever yeah yeah i i i'm with you guys that i i really want to see get out win this i think it's the one that deserves it more than anything but i think three billboards is a very academy movie Mm. and i can see the academy voting for three billboards for this mike's making some i really think i really think get out beating three billboards would be awesome yeah for this category Mm -hmm. especially with the racial backlash i think this would sort of be the the like the curveball that the academy needs to throw that would this be year, and I think it would be 
not only the the right choice, the just choice, but the smart choice for them to give it to Get Out, especially over three billboards. Diana, for what you just said, for yeah. like kind of the backlash the three yeah. billboards has had. I mean, that's not I don't why agree. Went, I don't but... agree with all no, the backlash, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, but I do hear that that argument, and I I do recognize it, and I think for that sure. would be that would be good for everybody for Get Out to I win think this much one. Much like at the table right now, it's between two films. You know. Yes. Uh, that said, Big Sick is the underdog in this category. Yeah. Totally. I'm glad to see it here. At yes. Least. You know, Kamel Nanjiani really, he just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Like, it's such yeah. a very, and like, you know, it's a well acted movie. He's essentially just doing it all again because he did it in real life. But, like, yeah, right. the dramatizations are there. Like, the, the way he, like, flips it and makes a real world thing kind of work better in a film. He does that super well. Um, you want to talk about supporting actors getting snubbed? Ray, Ray Romano. Romano. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> Holly, Holly Hunter and Ray Romano Come shine on. in that movie. They're both so good. Give them a cut an <laughs> yeah. Oscar in half. And give yeah. Them really yeah. They're like, yeah. they're Not crazy. <laughs> I kind of wish they were my parents. They kind of are my parents. Kind of. The yeah. thing is you yeah. can't give it to one of them. Because yeah. it's right. them as a unit that right. is so supporting. Absolutely. You know? Nominating okay is a tough thing. Yeah. That's why they call it nominating. Yes. <laughs> it's an honor to be yeah. nominated, I've heard. Plus, the, yes. the, the big thing that really shines about the big sick is the fact that his wife spends half the movie in a coma, but she's still, like, a really well-fleshed-out character mm-hmm. that has her own voice, has her own opinion, like, fuck you, you think that just because you're waiting for me, everything's perfect, but I woke up remember, remembering you being an asshole right before yeah. I slipped into a coma, so it's, like, it's, a, it's an interesting dichotomy between the husband and wife so that's a pretty cool thing to have in a screenplay you don't yeah. usually have like co-screenwriters shining yes, absolutely. usually one person dominates right i agree with you guys obviously i do think it's going to three billboards really only because get out <laughs> i think <laughs> you know what i think the <laughs> internet is gonna explode if three, three billboards, billboards wins it. yeah I think and then everyone's going to come out singing, pissed. this is me. Yeah. And, then, and then you're going to flip the table. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think with the writing in that film, I think he made some really tough choices. Martin McDonough made some really tough choices with these characters. And then also when you are getting to the end of the story to make the bold choice of saying, you know, I'm going to have these characters say these words and leave you here. Yeah. And for you to imagine a world outside of that world, he did the work to make me believe that these people exist yeah. and yeah. the story is still unfolding. I just don't know what it is, which is very cool. I think it was very <clears throat> powerful. Yeah. These are I agree. all Yeah. These are all scripts that are written and directed by, right? Cuz all the Ooh. people who wrote these scripts um, are also directed by the person who wrote them, right? Is yeah. is the Shape of Water written by Guillermo? I think, yeah. I think so. Then, you're, you're absolutely yeah. Right. Then yes, yeah. I think that's definitely. I think that's very interesting. It also kind of makes, you know, a, a lot of writing happens on set when you're actually making a movie. A lot mm-hmm. of things change. A lot of things that like, no. Okay. Kamel Nanjiani did not direct The Big Sick. Oh, that's true. That's uh, true. Who, oh, it was Michael Schulwalter. Michael Schulwalter. Okay. That's, I was oh, getting holy shit. I, for, yeah. I was getting confused. It's uh, later yeah. on. Best you were director. Like, no, he no. doesn't agree with best you. Best director. No. All the all no. the people nominated for best yes. director wrote were also screenwriters. Yeah. Michael Schulwalter is pretty awesome. Though. He's yeah, he is. Cool. He doesn't, I mean, <laughs> he's just cool. Also, <laughs> Big Sick like looks really good. It does. It does. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's some really like. I mean, good, it's no like, the best, but. I love the back. 
I guess what I was gonna say though. Honorable mention. <laughs> separate from, I guess, the big sick is a lot of like writing happens on set. A lot of things change, and like when you see the actors that you cast actually kind of play with each other and be on set, like things manipulate and change, and yeah. like no movie's set in stone all the way through. So it would make sense that a lot of these visions coming to fruition, like uh, the process, kind of evolves and changes through production. I think the hard mm-hmm. part for me is that I would love to see either Greta Gerwig or Jordan Peele win Best Director, and I feel like they're not likely to. Mm. Right. So I feel like the one who doesn't win, I hope that they also <laughs> get Best Original Screenplay as like a consolation. Yeah, you like, guys are very fair. You're like, very, you it's like, perfect world. Like I'm like maybe Greta will win first Best Female Director, but that's not true, right? Because Catherine Bigelow already won. So a never mind that. Back. But um, you know, and then Jordan Peele will win Best Screenplay, and then I'll be like, yeah, it's we are good. evolving, and then I'll be like. Maybe it's not so bad. That's not true. You're right. It's I would terrible. like to see. I would like to see Jordan Peele win one of those. Two. Right. Yeah. Very yeah. Nice. I mean, we'll get we'll there. More. But just yeah, saying. we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But. Whoosh. I, I yeah. I think Three Billboards is gonna be tough to beat. I think so too, especially in that category. Yeah. I can really see that. tough. Yeah. You know, he. I really. I. I really do wish I read all of these. And you can actually find them. All the PDFs for these scripts are online. Mm-hmm. So if you are interested in reading them, you can scoop them up and you can read them yourself. And if you've never read a screenplay before, a lot goes into that. A lot of love, a lot of really good direction. It's not just the words that the actors say. Mm-hmm. It is the world of the film on the page. Absolutely. And yeah, if you've never read a screenplay, don't I've read one. i read one. <laughs> Stop <laughs> so moving right along we're gonna get this one (laughs) this is the uh we were talking earlier about the suicide squad getting nominated for (laughs) an oscar and this is kind of that category too his best animated feature (laughs) we have the boss baby the breadwinner (laughs) coco Ferdinand and Loving Vincent. Yeah. I mean, it's going to Coco. Right? I really wanted to I, see The Breadwinner. I, I heard so. good things about it. I heard it's on Netflix. I gotta, I'll gotta gotta watch, like to go watch I, that. I heard too. that was really good. And uh, that one, I think, is like the same. I don't want to misspeak about this, but I want to say it's like the same people that made like The Secret of Kells and I think you are Song right. of the Sea, which are really cool because I saw some of that artwork in the, one of the cartoon museums where half of it's drawn. Half of it's actually like cut paper, cool stuff. Right. But uh, I only saw Coco and there were a lot of screaming children that were screaming for Coco and they were they were so pumped. So um, I feel like Coco's going to win. Because I had to wait an hour <laughs> for the, the film. film. <laughs> there was a lot of that during the movie. It was like pure excitement. Where's Coco? Hey, what's this, what's this snowman bullshit? <laughs> we want Coco! There was a lot of that. It was intense. Timmy, you're five. Don't talk like that. You're a monster. One of the craziest Cállate. things I've ever seen in the theater <laughs> was that was that goddamn frozen short. Long, long ass frozen short in air quotes. They took it out eventually, right? It was only they they did did take it out. They were like, we are so sorry. There were kids screaming. (laughs) We fucked up. Screaming. They wanted Coco. Um, Does anyone know anything about Loving Vincent? Oh, it looked so good. It's about Vincent Van Gogh. After he passed away. It's kind of like a sort of, if you've seen Waking Life in a sense, it's sort of Mm -hmm. that style of animation. Okay. It's all rotoscoped. I've, I've heard mixed things. I've heard some people that really liked it and some people that went in with high expectations that were like, eh, it was okay. Interesting. So, it's like a film that they shot 
and then they animate it over it. Does, is that the movie that kind of, it looks Verscoping, like, yeah. basically... For uh, those who don't know. It looks like Starry Night, Starry yeah. Night the entire time. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That looked so I cool. I could see that maybe scooping it. I would love to see a film like that take it, but I think in yeah, a year yeah. where there's a Pixar film... Probably Boss Baby. <laughs> so in the age of I, Alec Baldwin and yes. Trump, it's Boss Baby all the way. Right around the time that these nominees came out, I saw an article from a publication I will leave unnamed that w- that was in defense of the Boss Baby, and I was like, "Here we go! I would like to see someone defend the, the Boss baby. baby." And the article was about two paragraphs long and it was like well i don't really remember it but it wasn't that bad was the actual defense of the boss baby (laughs) that is the best this writer could muster i was i was i mean i was blitzed out of my fucking skull but like it wasn't that bad the parts i remember were like pretty good uh so yeah i don't know i haven't seen any of these but i i'm a i hear i've i've heard very good things about coco coco was good yeah, I've heard excellent. Made me tear up. The Coco. music was great. Coco's yeah. great. Like it, it's there's not a chance in hell anything else is gonna and work. Yeah, generally, unless it's Ferdinand. I mean, Pixar. No, the animation is <laughs> not as good. Pixar swept the animated series category for years and years and years. Basically, from like Toy Story yeah. all the way through. It's pretty beautiful, though. It's like the color palette, just the, the fact that it's Day of the Dead, but no. the animation is awesome. And it's Coco. like it's like what Meryl Streep getting nominated like. For best actress, it's like oh, Pixar movie got nominated for best actress. But, but yeah. where it I was, looks yeah. really beautiful. It's Sorry. a great lesson. But <laughs> where I was going with this is that Pixar has been not winning for the past several years. Oh yeah, that's true. They have been in a bit of a rut Who after sweeping year? for like ten years in a row. They have not won for the last few because they've been doing a lot of sequels. Zootopia. And stuff. Yeah, but I don't think there was a Pixar movie nominated. Zootopia's Dreamworks, Dreamworks, right? Yeah, Dreamworks, yeah. yeah. Zootopia was super good. It was good. It was, good. Yeah, it was, very good. Yeah. Yeah. was really good. Robbie likes animation. <laughs> Robbie does <laughs> like animation. Robert likes, likes animation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Coco's so. good. It's worth checking out for sure at some point. Did mean to see it, but I didn't catch it. We will I... all see it at some point. Yes. Yeah. Perhaps. Yes. yes. Let's make it happen. I'm down. Cool. So the third one we're going to go for is foreign language film. And we have A Fantastic Woman, The Insult, Loveless, On Body and Soul, and The Square. Did anyone see any of these movies? This was I one really I, wanted I tried to, see to squeeze getting into at least one of these. I really want to see The Square. I want to I see, really Fantastic want to see Woman. A Fantastic Woman. And yes. I really want to see On Body and Soul. On Body and Soul is on Netflix now. They, what is they put all of them right up on now, Netflix like today, almost like the other day, and I'm like, I can't. I just, uh, we're recording a podcast. What is the premise of On Body and Soul? I haven't heard anything about that. About Two coworkers <laughs> who work together realize that they are having the same dreams. Oh, and then they kind of get together and kind of like make those dreams. I did watch the preview for cool. that on Netflix. Their own thing. Okay. Is it like a sex thing? Not I mean, necessarily. It's it sort of like a love <laughs> thing. You gotta play it that cool, Jack. You just play it cool. Yeah. You can't blow At first, spot. you don't just like go for it. You're just yeah. like, play fucking cool. <laughs> Got the same dreams. You're in. Just chill. Just chill. Hey, just no, chill. you were in my much. dream. Oh, wait. You were in my dream. We should, should we... No. Should we do a should we do a <laughs> sex thing? Not yet. I feel like we can maybe get oh, dinner man. and talk about the dream. Talk That's about totally it. Fair. The trailer for The Square looks pretty... Fucking baller. Yeah, I, yes, it did. I, I, I tried to watch the square. The square was the one yeah. that I was really gonna try and and get in, but I was just really busy these last couple days, so I wasn't able to do it. Mm-hmm. And so the square is gonna get my vote 
just because it's one of the best trailers I saw last year. The yeah. trailer, you can watch and just enjoy that. I'm going to vote for Fantastic Woman. Me too. Because I really want to see that, it. I think that I've a Fantastic Woman things. is what's going to win. I've can heard I, the performance is awesome. Can I do a write-in for Raw? Which I know Birch is right there with me. Right oh, now. I think we should be a write-in yeah. for Raw. <laughs> but the world's not fucking fair, no, so you can't. I not. told you the Academy does not like horror. No, they don't. At all. They even don't. when it's even when it's well, <laughs> at its if you had to label a genre, it's it hard. would no, I'm yeah. just being right. But I mean, it is m- more than that. Absolutely, in a lot of ways. I think most horror movies though are like usually more like, than that. Yeah, I mean the good ones, yes, yes, are more sure. than that. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a fantastic woman, if you guys don't know, is about a woman who has an older boyfriend. And the older boyfriend who is like in his 60s, 70s, maybe pushing 70s. She is maybe in her 30s. And she's transgender. And she's transgender. And he passes away. And her family says, do not come to the funeral. Yeah, they don't accept her at all. You are not allowed to mourn him. I'm glad I already voted for it. And And (laughs) the trailer looks whimsical. Yeah. Great. The trailer looks like her being like, Fuck you, I'm coming. What yeah. um, foreign language is it in? I think it's Spanish. Oh, yes. you didn't say Spanish. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's, it's set in Spain, yeah. but it's, it's Danish. It's all in <laughs> Japanese. <Yeah. laughs> Crazy. It looks good. Yeah. I, I've heard that the main character's performance is awesome. I've heard so as well. Bridge <laughs> likes that one? <laughs> laughing about over there. <laughs> it's just the way Jack said crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets me. Uh, so Robbie the square is, is a French, yes. Fantastic woman. Yeah. Well, Italian? The, like, very the square? The square? Mm-hmm. I don't know. All I know is it has Handmaid's Tale in it. Peggy. Oh, uh, because <laughs> there's also a lot of... But, Elizabeth hey guys, Moss. Uh, do you guys Here we know, go. Free do association. You guys, <laughs> do you guys know who else is in the square? No. Um... I can't remember his name, his 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 name, but he is Dominic the guy. West? No, he is the guy. <laughs> He's great too. Who smoking uh, hot from the affair? All of the people on the set of Rise of Planet of the Apes, Dawn and War, how to be monkeys. And he, Andy Serkis. And he play, no no, and he plays Rocket. Oh, the younger guy. The younger guy, and he's oh, the one that like he's the one like in the trailer thing, that's like, like he's the one in the trailer that's using the the uh, same the, like arm extension to use, and he's like. A character. I thought maybe that was just like a bit part. Like he shows so, up in the movie at some point. He's like, but he's like, there's four names on there, and it's his name is. Well, on he's the title. in. He's all over all the marketing of this movie. When I think of this movie, yeah. I think of him doing the like ape impression. Yeah, interesting. Because so that is that they're very forward with on that. IMDb mm. that the premise is that when the monarchy in Sweden is abolished, the royal palace of Stockholm becomes a museum of contemporary art. Mm-hmm. So it's Swedish. So it takes place in Sweden, but it seems like they speak multiple languages. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing that got me confused because I was like, I think the main uh, yeah, character yeah. is supposed to be like French or Italian. But I mean, Swedes are okay. usually fluent in English too, mm-hmm. so it's kind of... Yeah. So are you saying that should win the category for most languages? Yes. <laughs> most foreign language <laughs> film. Yes. And Handmaid's Tale. And Handmaid's Tale. I can't remember his name. Oh. Timothy Holton? I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe. Just put it in mm. there. Yeah. Possibly. I, but yeah, I, I'm voting boss, for The Square because it just looks so cool. I can't wait to see it. I am as well just because I cool. heard a lot of buzz about The Square this year. Uh, it's one that I really wanted to catch before the end of 2017, but have not and would still very much like to see. Mm-hmm. But uh, A Fantastic Woman also sounds very cool. Yeah. I heard a lot about The Insult as well, but only just some positive buzz. No, that no. one I think is French because it's I've seen it, Le Insult. Le Insult. Le insult. Not Le Slap. <laughs> Perhaps. 
insulting my honor, I see. <laughs> the television event the of the century. I wish I, had, I wish I had seen that. I, I didn't watch it either. I thought, I thought Loveless was the blowjob movie that came out last year. I'm sorry, did you Love, say the blowjob movie? Lovelace? That's Lovelace. Yeah. Got it. That's Lovelace. What does that mean, the blowjob movie? It's about oh, deep throat. It's about, yeah, the, the woman in the deep throat porn film. It's Amanda Seyfried plays, oh. Ama- or what's her first name? Something Lovelace. I can't remember her uh, first name. Luna? Linda? Oh. Linda Lovelace? I think I watched the preview for Lovelace. So it's supposed to be that a kid disappears while his parents are in the process of arguing, getting divorced. Yes. Okay. Different um, movie. Very Diana, different reeling film. it in. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I did watch the previews for a lot of these. I just Linda, didn't actually think get so. my Linda, I think, act I think. together to watch any of them. Never but saw I think that one either. I think a lot of them are streaming at this point, though. I think you're right. So hopping right into the sound categories, because this is the one that people always have a lot of questions about. Will you explain That's good. I, I can do my best. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go into sound mixing first. And we have Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and actually, these are the same exact nominees it's, for sound editing. It's nice. Oh it's, it's, nice. <laughs> it's, it's nice that they oh, they didn't even reorder them. No, they're exactly they, it's just the same. In alphabetical. It's an alphabetical order. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, can you guys explain them to me then? The difference between sound editing and sound mixing, and then I will pick my favorite. It's just two different so. categories, so that they can give one to Baby Driver I know. and one to Dunkirk. Yes. Uh. No Blade Runner. Ugh. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Go on, burn it. Uh, so melancholy. <laughs> so, okay, you guys correct me if I am wrong. I love Baby Driver. I, I believe sound mixing is the actual sounds that they take on set and the ideas of what you are supposed to hear on screen. And it is the remaking of the sounds that were lost during filming. So like the Foley work? Is that right? No, that's Yes, correct. It's like what you were supposed to hear while the camera was rolling that they maybe didn't quite get that they should have. We watched a preview about Foley the other day, though, that Foley is so cool. Yeah? Yeah, a documentary about that. It's not that super annoying video that was going going around on Facebook for a while, was it? I hope not. You know what I'm talking about? It was about an actual documentary about Foley's, and it looked awesome. There was like a sick video that was going on around Facebook for like six months that was just the same like Foley work video. None of you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. All I remember is the Logan Foley sounds where he was like doing the fight scene. Oh, I love that. That was cool. He's in the studio. Yeah. He's just like working out in his house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, let me get these sounds. Also, he has so many more veins than I ever knew about. Oh my God. He's got a lot of veins. Yeah, of all that Australian blood. He has twice (laughs) as many veins as a normal human being. Yes. He's like a roadmap. And then uh, sound editing is they take all of those sounds and edit them into the film the way they should be. So maybe sound mixing is how loud things should be and sound editing is where they're cut? Uh, Sound mixing is creating the sound effects that you want, whether they were naturally on set or whether they were uh, foleyed. Correct. So it's the sounds that you're hearing. And then sound editing is the how those sounds are presented to us in the final cut. If they mat- if they match up, like, no, that's still sound mixing is matching. Sound editing is just like Taking how all those, those things all work making together. Making them make sense. So 
in the context, film. So I've got mine backwards here. In the context of our nominees, one of which let's use like Baby Driver as an example, where the yeah. like, one of the biggest characters in Baby Driver it's is sound. is yeah. soundtrack, right? Yeah. So where does the soundtrack matching with the action in the movie better fall into in these two categories? That's editing. Right? I think. Yeah, that's yeah, oh, editing. I think so, mixing. Like, here, like this is. I'll give you my vote because we're going to do them both at the same time, right? Right, so right, absolutely. So I'm doing sound editing for Baby Driver for the exact same reason what that you're saying okay. what you're saying about Baby Driver. That and, makes and sense. For sound mixing, I'm doing Dunkirk. Ooh. Dunkirk because for the sound sure. plays Without such a, a key yeah. part of that. That's not just in music. That's in the sound effects and the things that you can hear, the bullet holes coming through steel, yeah. and all that stuff. The way I mean, see, when isn't we that went the editing saw though? It, people like ducked down yeah. when the first gunshot rang out after just like, yeah, like moments twitch. of silence and that the sound of it and the leveling of that is like what it sounds like that's because that should that's be editing. Good, that's that should the be editing i feel okay that's the final well, cut it's all editing no 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 that's, that's not right? that's not what final cut means like everything's making it into the final cut sure it's what it sounds like that's that's not an actual gun that they're not shooting a, a bullet through steel on that set and capturing it on the camera they had to go get that somewhere else and then put it into the movie. The lining it up and how it works throughout the thing is editing. How right. it sounds and how it makes you feel can also be... It's very confusing because yeah. it's like Jack These said. These categories are difficult. They're, they're very, yeah. like, kind of... Nah, 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 nah. Especially when you have something like the lightsaber, which is, like, a, cult, a completely fictional mm -hmm. weapon. And right. Sound right. Mixing. No, it's sound mixing because they're trying to recreate the fiction into a real sound. Yeah, right. make it sound like it's actually the there on set in the okay. movie and you're and you're seeing it. Y'all, yeah. it is so funny they picked the exact same I bet a lot of the same people are working on those things though. Yeah, probably. Oh, I think man. there are two nominees though. I think we can all agree that there are yeah. two nominees for these two I'm, categories. I'm with Mike though. I, I definitely Dunkirk think it's, on the mixing. it's mixing for Dunkirk yeah. and editing for Baby Driver. I still like, want to shout out... Um, maybe Blade Driver. Blade, Blade, Blade Runner. Driver. <laughs> Blade Runner Ooh, for Blade sound Runner. editing. Baby Runner. To contemporary music. Blade sound Driver. Movies. Yeah. Um, I do want to shout out Star Wars. Um, I guess more on the sound mixing front because I do think... A lot of Star Wars is that is is, yeah. is about like how do you make yeah the lightsabers the spaceships that's even true feet this is the same thing on... you said uh, last year for Rogue One yeah you, I mean, said, like, you were like they should get it because like none of those things exist the thing is I do think Dunkirk does deserve it because of the kind of what you're saying like when we're in the theater we're like ducking and like it's just aggressively loud and it sounds like a war is happening but with Star Wars you know even footsteps on a star cruiser's floor sounds different than any other footstep anywhere else. Anywhere, you know, and it's, it makes you feel like you're in Star Wars. And I always have a soft spot for Star Wars because it is like the escapism that everyone can kind of, we can all go to a galaxy far, far away. And I do think a lot, a big part of that is the score and the sound and kind of the more like the things surrounding the movie other than what you just see. Mm -hmm. But I'm also going to give it to Dunkirk and then Baby Driver. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I will be the only one who is flipping these two. And I think I'm going to stick Stick by it, because when I watched Dunkirk, granted I did not see it in theaters, but I saw Whoa. it at home. It makes a I big know. difference. Bro. I made a mistake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's okay. We can yeah. go see it. We're going Saturday. Yeah. They're playing it at the Galleria one more time. I work. Oh, I sorry. Play dude. Saturday. I know. See it in the theater at some point. But I will say, when I watched Dunkirk, I was blown away by the way they edited the waves coming into the beach. 
and the way that the shouting on the pier was happening. Yeah. And the way that the boats sounded when they were coming in and the airplanes overhead. I think all of the sounds edited together was seamless. And it made me feel like I was there. I could see that. And then the sound mixing for Baby Driver, having the concept of like, we need to get all of these sounds into the film. The mixing of, I mean, he essentially makes his mix when he's making his like getaway mix. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stick with mixing for Baby Driver okay. and editing for Dunkirk. Cool. But right. I'd be happy to see those films take those categories. Yeah. yeah uh, I think you guys are like, all flipped I, for me. One of them is going to win it's, both of them. Yeah. So I'm right. just kind of hedging my bets here where it's like, oh, yeah, it's what I prefer. I, I also really like the sound in Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do too. Really, it's great. Definitely. I just like, this is one of the ones where, I, like, as much as I love Blade Runner and I think the sound in it is great, I just think that it doesn't stand a chance against something like Dunkirk and yeah. Baby Driver. The sound is such a such a character, right. you know. Yeah, I think more than anything, I I don't personally see Dunkirk taking anything else in yeah. the rest of these categories. Yeah, that's another one that's curvy volley. You know? uh, yeah, but I just for yeah. me, Dunkirk it's a is is a technical achievement yeah. that just right. made me feel nothing. Yeah. Yes. So, I, but I the sound I really think is phenomenal in that movie, yeah. and and same goes for Baby Driver. And yeah. I I really love Baby Driver. And I I am a huge Edgar Wright fan, mm-hmm. but the 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 editing specifically, I think, of the the sound in that movie is yeah. is top notch. There is a, a scene in Dunkirk with like bullet holes going through. They're inside like a ship. Oh, that's the worst. And it's very close quarters. So stressful. And there's bullet holes going through metal, and I can hear that. Right now, I right. know what that sound yeah. is. And it's I, intense. Know. Was it you, Mike, that told me the story about how they, how meticulous Nolan was about recreating the sound of the German planes, the like the whistling sound that they made as they were diving onto the beach? Uh, maybe not. I don't think it was me. Uh, someone told me the story, and I, but I, I don't remember it well enough. But I, I remember someone telling me about how that sound was kind of lost to time. Like the the um the planes made a specific maybe it was my dad who actually told me about this but the planes made like a specific so you know it was sound that type of plane when they yeah. were diving and it was somewhat just to like instill fear uh into the people that they yeah. were sort of strafing that's crazy um, but there is no hard historical recording or um the the, the planes themselves don't exist anymore in the way that they did in during world war ii to recreate that exact sound it's pretty cool so yeah. nolan That's went out cool. of his way through you know reference and like interviewing people interviewing and and, and, and <clears throat> just going pouring through history to that. like so he could accurately recreate the sound that those planes made yeah that's amazing very, very yeah. cool cool story that I am, I am definitely not doing justice telling that story even the bits but, uh, that you gave us is it's cool. pretty pretty interesting yeah sure. we were I all like very it. silent and attentive listening to you tell that yes. story so <laughs> imagine if i knew it well <laughs> <laughs> amazing brain exploded yeah if anything the shape of water i feel like take that out for sound mixing put disaster artist in just like james franco doing tommy with so's voice yeah. <laughs> just uh, yes. throw that in there <laughs> I'll give him that. <laughs> My name's Tommy with a capital go away. Go away. <laughs> uh, so while we are discussing these things that are really technical, let's get into best visual effects. And this is a real heavy hitter in a really interesting category. 
I think they chose like the perfect films for this category. We have Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Kong, Skull Island, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and War for Planet of the Apes. And this is a hard category. How did Kong get in there? In here? <laughs> what? Kong looks good. Yeah, but Kong not that good. good. I would not watch it for John C. Riley. Not okay. that good. Listen, there's a weak link. Hey, it looks better than Beauty and the Beast. Okay. <laughs> I think Berto would have to say, fuck you. No. <laughs> it, 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 it does. It's... Beauty and the Beast looks like a children's film. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, to its detriment. It's supposed to it's look supposed like to. that. It's like, you know. It's to just, its detriment, it's for not, sure. It's not on this list. But, no, like, even, not. like, for all of the categories that Shape of Water got nominated for, Kong, Kong Skull Island is taking that over... Well, there's not really there's much. Not there's, not there's not a lot of CGI. There's not a lot of CGI in Ship of Water. Yeah, but other than like, the water, there's, there's some water. Yeah, the, the, the water, water in the apartment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like I think they pretty much gave him best costume design. Like you'll find, like in costume design and visual effects, we're not getting like any, uh, any like crossover. So I think they're kind of like okay. But so if it's more practical design, put we'll give him costume design, and if it's yeah. more of a CGI plethora of stuff we'll give it to the visual Is that necessarily effects. true though? Does it need to be CGI to be a visual effect? Oh man, I want war to win though. I think that that's what they mean when they when they go to visual effects. I don't think that they're really that's what a visual effect is. Yeah, like a special the, it's, effects. I think in 2018, well, a special effect that's what can be practical right. or visual. Right. right. And a visual effect is, is essentially or... yeah, yeah, CGI. I think by right. looking it's at the computer graphics. the ones on this list it is these are all very these are movies using a lot of like CGI tech behind Super it. Super high sure. tech to like, hey, 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 now, look at this. It so, is. Which is why I'm going for the Circus Delay, War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that's my like Diana and Mike. That's I, my I wanted to, that. but uh, Maybe then Blade you think Runner about how like some of the stuff two. looks, and you're like, meh. I think the the color palette of Guardians of the Galaxy is very cool. It is awesome. Um, it's, again, like, I, you guys know how much I love fucking Star Wars, and I I keep it's just 20, 2017 was a really amazing year for movies, and I want to give it to War for Planet of the Apes too because I think Andy Serkis is so much a part of like the visual aspects of that movie, and like mocap is like he is like not the founder of mocap, but he's like the pioneer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Like, and if yeah. they're not gonna give him best actor, this is the closest we can get. Yeah, and, and I think I he deserves give him my this. Vote. Yeah, and they look like monkeys. Apes. <laughs> apes. Well, some of them are monkeys. Yes, but most One, of them are apes. Okay, well, I was talking about the monkeys when I said that. Okay. Thank you. Even yeah. Woody Harrelson. They trick you into thinking exactly that like a monkey. could ride a horse. <laughs> that ape would break monkey. that horse's back. I don't actually think there are any monkeys in Planet of the Apes. I thought the one guy they find, the little guy. No, he's an ape. Right, whatever. No, the apes. Bad ape. Oh, God, I oh, love fuck. him. I love Steve That's how good the visual effects are. <laughs> Steve so good. <laughs> tricked me. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's a really hard category. I think that Blade Runner probably also has some really fucking definitely amazing visual effects. I wish there was like a, a category for like best visual mood. Yeah, well, because then cinematography. Oh, interesting. If, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> if we're gonna talk about good job, Diana. Purely <laughs> visual okay, effects from a from a uh, a CG perspective, War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, has some of the best. Most convincing CGI I have ever seen. I think because it is, yeah. it is so much close-ups on the faces of the apes and emoting of the faces of the apes and 
the detail and the animation that they've managed to accomplish yeah. in the faces of the apes is unbelievable. You can't sell a movie like that unless that it's said, and guess what? It was. That said, and again, like Robbie just said, this might go into the cinematography category, but Blade Runner 2049 is the best looking movie I saw this it's year. It's so breathtaking. So that's your, yeah. your guess for I this? I am going to go with Blade Runner 2049. Me too. Okay. I, but again, this might be a cinematography thing. It's hard for me to kind of disassociate those two things. Right. And if we're, again, if we're going to just talk about like there are some visual. There's close ties between those categories for like sure. Like graphics. Yeah. I'm going to say War for the Planet of the Apes would be a great contender. But my jaw was on the floor for the entirety of Blade Runner 2049 sure. just right. because of how incredibly good think, all the visuals are. I think with Blade Runner, like the thing that it's doing so well is where the camera is. Yeah. Whereas in War for Planet of the Apes, like that CG and those visual effects are so convincing throughout the entire movie. And when you think about a movie like Last Jedi, there's these moments of breathtaking visuals when they're right. on crate and the dust is getting kicked off. Yeah. And the lighting awesome. Plan. That's incredible. And then when they're in the room where they're fighting all the uh, Imperial the guards. Yeah. Like, totally. Amazing. But I think War for Planet of the Apes is consistent the entire movie, and that's why sure. it's my vote. For visual effects alone, with Blade Runner 2049, I mean, the whole film is breathtaking, yes. A. But two scenes that really sold me in this category is the casino scene, mm. that stakeout scene. Mm-hmm. It is visual effects, True. hands down. Mm-hmm. And then the second scene, well, all of the joy scenes, really, but the joy scene oh. with the other replicants. With that sex scene, yeah, that scene left me feeling. It's a great scene. So overwhelmed yeah. emotionally. Also, the Sean and Young scene. Yes. Yeah. Not to That's not true. to I mean, not yeah. to yeah. stifle the conversation. A, no, 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 you're, you're making a good case for it. A very good argument that Blade Runner. Yeah. All of those scenes. In my opinion, that was my that was my close second. Was like I feel like that's more likely to get it. Right. Like emotionally, I is, want Ward to win. Is Circle what you think is going to win and X is what you want yeah. to win? Yeah. X is what I want yeah. to win. Circle two for one of these. Yeah. A couple, <laughs> I know. A couple of them, I'm She's like, it's probably going to be, it's probably gonna be one of these. I would really rather okay. it be this there's one. A, there's actually a lot of internal conflict <laughs> yeah. going on in oh, your sheet always. here, Diana. This there's is why I don't do good on standardized s- testing. Scribbles. Yeah. And <laughs> if this was a, uh, like a punch hole thing where oh, you're like yeah. filling in A's and Game B's and C's. Yours done. Yours is the example that they show you what not to do. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. I'm not book smart. I'm, I've got common but sense. To go back, because I, I did cut you off a little bit there. No, the, it's this, okay. the scene, go back to the scene, the romance scene yes, with, with the replicants. With the, the rope, like the AI projection coming in and out of a human body that also isn't human, mm-hmm. but is human if you look at it in the realm of Blade Runner and in that world. It's uh, Anna the whole de Armas thing. and whoop. sorry about that, guys. That's okay. Uh, Anna de <laughs> Armas and Mackenzie Davis. Mackenzie Davis, Davis. Yeah. yeah, she's great. Just that scene alone, plus the rest of the film, right. makes me think that the visual effects for this film are out of this world. Yeah, Granted, cool. I would be happy to see War of the Planet of the Apes taken home as well. If they went that like, route, cool I'd right? be into it. And this and the Sean Young scene, which I think they do. There has been a couple notable examples of digital actors um, playing either younger versions of themselves or uh, versions of themselves that have been deceased 
Mm-hmm. Um, namely in Star Wars. Rogue One. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yes. And I think Rogue One is the exact example of how not to do a scene like that. Yeah. And without getting into too many specifics about that scene in yeah, Blade cool. Runner, uh, yeah. the Sean Young scene is done with such care to recreate a younger version of Sean Young. And the, the, not only the effect, the, the, the graphical effect of recreating her face, but the way that the camera... Plays to the strengths Mm -hmm. of that. Almost as if, like, the director knows what to do. Yeah. uh (laughs) (laughs) Almost Um, like he uh, should have gotten a nomination or something. I'm going to, when we get there, I'm going to tell you that's the one thing. That's a tough one. I think we're all going to be fucking upset about that one. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I I agree with you, Jack. I'll tell you too, Jack. You almost pushed me over to Blade Runner 2049, but then I just started thinking about just every Sir-kiss. emotion Sir-kiss. that right. Andy <laughs> Circus does on that, and I, I had was, to go back. But I was you're completely sure right. I'd be so happy if it won that. Yeah. yeah. I was very, like, positive about my choice. I still am sticking with it, but yeah, that, you guys had a very, very solid argument, for sure. And, and I mean, I love War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I would be happy to see it take an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but then again, if Blade Runner... Blade Runner needs to win. This might take us into our next category. Yes. Blade Runner needs, needs to, win to win Best win. Cinematography. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So for Best Cinematography, we have Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. And while Blade Runner 2049 is in a reimagined world, it is a world that is fully fleshed out in my mind. And that's why it has my vote for cinematography. Roger Deakins needs this. This is his They need to nomination. give this to him. Yeah. He's Come never on. had a win. He always gets knocked out. But it, uh, it's honestly looking like someone's going to knock him out here, man. Oof. I don't but know. I mean, think? even... No, no, no. no look, yeah. look, look. Look at me. Blade yeah. <laughs> Runner 2049 is, is the most beautiful... He's the captain now. Blade yeah. Runner 2049 is the most beautiful movie of the year. Yes. I want it to win. But it's gonna win. The likes of Dunkirk and The Shape of Water are more to the Academy's taste, especially because the name Roger Deakins apparently aren't fucking attached to the Or even Mudbound, I'm afraid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like they're gonna give it to Shape of Water and I really want it to go to Blade Runner. That's just like such fucking bullshit. I know. I agree. That's fucking bullshit. Because the thing like I said before, I mean the world of Blade Runner is beautiful. It's where you put the camera that makes it into the, this like art house so, movie you know jack was talking about the similarities between visual effects and cinematography and like kind of like trying to figure out where the line is yeah cinematography is much more uh, is much more than where you're putting the camera there's the lens the uh, lens going to the storyboard the lighting is key and that's where roger deakins really comes in that's where he a lot of his it. stuff is so like silhouettes yeah and just very good he's really good at doing like uh fill light and backlight and like kind of playing games with them like he's got he's got this really cool style that he himself has even come on like come, like said like I don't think I have a style I just kind of try to go for the emotion of what I'm trying to do on a certain project he I and really Denise, try to just not, so yeah, modest beautiful, yeah. beautiful so, and wonderful they're just and like, listen, oh, like come I'm, on. I'm just I'm just doing my job <laughs> and he's like I put lights here and I put lights there and you know Jared think... Leto's actually kind of a nice guy they both said that they're like we didn't know what to expect. He's actually kind of like a really nice guy. <laughs> it turns out we just you just have to blind him. That shows you how <laughs> nice. That shows you how nice Denis Villeneuve is. Just He's put like him even in a Jared Leto is a very good person. He's a pretty nice man. I think that also like to recreate this world and it not feel like to have a sequel that takes place 
that's made what thirty years later, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and it doesn't. Thirty years. And it doesn't feel like it's a different like. And it's the same thing with like Star Wars. The new Star Wars feels like they take place in the Star Wars universe. They don't feel like it's totally weird and outside of like the norm. Or like this feels like twenty eighteen or new age Star Wars. And then this movie, it feels like an ex- a continuation of Blade Runner. You know, and that's the production place, design yeah. that we were talking about exactly, before. It's yeah. like they were like, this is not twenty forty nine based on where we are right now in 2018 this is back in 1982 when we made blade runner and it was based in this kind of 70s dystopian idea it's like what if a what if like a dystopia got worse yeah and it got worse 35 years later and that's corporations really took over and we tried to quote unquote clean up the streets Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we're seeing it happen in real time (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah it's the best looking movie of the year i well, you saw, you looks, saw Darkest Hour though too. I did, yeah. And, and Darkest Hour, yeah. Like, Darkest Hour is shot very well. Okay. Uh, all of these movies are shot. Even Mudbound, like me, Mudbound looks great. It looks, looks amazing. Awesome. It's one of yeah. the best parts of the movie. Absolutely. And Shape of Water is like very good. I don't know how much of that is uh, cinematography because I've looked at um, the guy, uh, Lostin, Danny Lostin, something like that. I looked at his filmography, which is not that impressive. Yeah. Yeah, but he's worked with Guillermo del Toro in the past, and those are his biggest movies. So I'm thinking it's kind of in the way that Guillermo del Toro directs him to do it, because a cinematographer and a director can have different types of relationships. They can kind yeah. of trust one another and just kind of do their own thing, uh, which is what Denis Villeneuve says he feels with Roger Deakins, the same the Coen brothers said that. That's why he's worked with them multiple times. I mean, Roger Deakins also did Sicario and Prisoners with yeah. Denis Villeneuve. Um and I just think that The Shape of Water, I think it's more of uh, Guillermo's vision than it is his. Blade Runner is just so beautiful. It just looks so goddamn it's good. So like it's, you can put that thing on mute. It's such a and saturated just like watch color it and you palette. understand everything just from yeah. like where he's putting the camera and how everything's lit. And what right. Yeah. Like him walking through that out outside the casino area and like in the desert and the yeah. orange light and mm-hmm. like, oh man, it's like, so I've never, stunning. I've never seen anything that looks like yeah, that. Yeah, it's looks beautiful. Right. So uh, are we all on the same page for D that one? Kids, D kids, D yeah. kids. Come just, on, just Robbie? give it to him. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah? Oh hell yeah. Cool. I, again, like I do. I think still think all these potentially well, Shape of Water might take it, but I don't want it. To I mean, Shape I would of Water be and really Dunkirk bummed. are the biggest. And yeah. hey, in that know, circumstance, if Mudbound wins, which I don't think it's going to, that'd be cool. First, Rachel Morrison's the first female nominated for this. Looks season. awesome. Mudbound looks really. All these it does movies look, look great. I think Mudbound is like more of an achievement. Not even more of an achievement, but like that's another like. I think the movie also has really great production design too. Yes. You know. Definitely. Sure. So please, before please, we please give us a yes. <laughs> before we get into the the top four heavy hitters, we have one last one to get to, is best film editing, mm-hmm. which kind of ties all of these films together. Before we get to the top four so baby driver dunkirk i tanya the shape of water and three billboards outside ebbing missouri and Mm. it's tough it is a very tough one i'm gonna go first sure and i'm gonna say i think dunkirk should get it and i think it could get it i'm gonna vote with my heart here and say that i think dunkirk should and will get it hopefully Mm. just because i think that film i think same as you said, Jack, earlier, that it was just a breathtaking film to watch that you walked away kind of feeling nothing about. Yeah. And it's a great roller coaster ride. 
it is yeah. so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, just kind of okay. Well, I watched Dunkirk, but the the magic is in the watching and the viewing. Yeah, what your eyes perceive and your your ears hear. I think when Baby Driver came out, guys, like we were talking about it, and we were like. Well, Baby Driver just came out, so now that's definitely, like, the best film and sound editing that we're going to get all year. That's going to sweep it. And then Dunkirk came out, like, the next month. And we were like, Uh uh (laughs) uh-oh. Because it really does, like, I'm going to fall hard on Baby Driver here because I'm going to back my boy up. It's one of the best parts of the movie. But Uh, I really, I'm going to second that. I'm going Baby Driver. I'm also yeah, going to be the driver. Totally. And I, but I equally want but Dunkirk to Dunkirk win. But I think Dunkirk could win it. And I think it's more of the Academy favorite. But I think it'd be really cool to see... Edgar Wright. Yeah, I think it'd be Just really cool to see Baby that Driver get that. Yeah. Because it's really good. And it kicks ass. And we'll see. I, I also think... I, Tanya. I, Tanya. There's a flow scene to scene in that movie that makes the pacing of the movie like rapid fire like Mm -hmm. it feels so good and the way that like scenes bleed into each other and go from like past present future documentary like talking heads like totally the way that it like the the flow of that movie is like doing ballet on ice like it is (laughs) magic and i also think shape of water also has a very good ebb and flow to it as well yes i think baby driver in terms of like what i'm looking for in editing which is the flow I think Baby Driver is the, like the winner on this list. In the same way that I'm, I'm afraid that The Shape of Water is going to steal cinematography Oof. from Blade Runner. I think it could do the same thing here in film editing. I think so. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Shape of Water is a bully. It is a bully. I think it's going to be a really I, smart, beautiful. Bully. I really yeah. think it. This. I mean, it. It, it might. Sweep. As, as far way. as like the nominations have yeah. gone like so a, far, I think it could really take away a lot from others. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say it's not deserving, but I I could see it going that way. I, and that's that's I, the little heart is next to baby. It's not actually, but my heart is. <laughs> in this case, my heart Your is with baby heart. driver. Um, but I I do th- kind of feel like the academy is going to give it to uh, Shape of Water. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a great ceremony, man. Like this is it like is. almost I'm every excited. category. Just about almost every category. I'm like on the edge of my seat on who yeah. this must be how normal people feel f- during the Super Bowl sports <laughs> yeah all, but like, that's <laughs> what I was like I was like this is how people I feel about like, sports I, I love the it. Super Bowl I'm waiting for the Cloverfield Paradox trailer <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the Super Bowl to end so you can all be those... disappointed by the Cloverfield <laughs> yes. Paradox all those great tight ads <laughs> it's just crazy and this is another you know he's coming up like, 2017 was one of like, the best years in film I'm so happy that we started doing this during that year because it gave us a lot to, it gave us a really good place to jump off from, and it's just another. That's what I'm is another one where I'm like, yeah, I really do think a lot of these really deserve it. In any of the year, yeah. I think Itania would take it. I really think any of that movie is one of its best achievements. I do very much enjoy Itania. Yeah. I do think it did drag a little bit at the beginning, and okay. I think it kind of ambled a little bit towards the end. But I also very much enjoyed it, and I do think the fun in watching that film is seeing what comes next mm-hmm. when it comes to the interviews or yeah. I think how also, that ties in to Tanya's real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also for me, uh, maybe what like accentuated that fact is that Jack and I did, we're a little younger. We didn't know really anything about So I've heard. 
We really don't know anything about like the real life story that's based on. my mind, man? So when they flow into the next thing, I'm like, what's gonna happen? I don't know. <laughs> Robbie didn't even know the what the incident was. Robbie didn't know the yeah, incident. I was about to say, Jack, I was like, don't let him pull you in on this. Yeah, yeah, no. Jack doesn't even know. I knew know the story about... of Tanya Harding. I didn't know how to say her name properly. Yeah, <laughs> I knew the story. My oh, mom man. listened to that episode and she was just like, she thought it was so interesting to hear us kind of be like, Mostly me. But, like, you know, not, like, know like a ton about what was going yeah. on. I, I love that, too, because I didn't know about that either when I was listening to the episode. And then you started saying that. I was like, cool. Yeah. That's <laughs> probably really cool. I was very excited. I, it's I, a very I, hot I, take. I was going to love that movie as much as I did. I'm it's, like, Whoa. it's like you not knowing that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the good guy in Terminator <laughs> 2. It was a, you guys all got yes! really good. But you'll never have that. I have that. He has that. <laughs> and see, and this is like Tanya Harding, that's ridiculous because it's like, or we consider it ridiculous because it was such a big pop culture thing. Yeah. And you're like, you like movies and pop culture, so you would think you would have guessed it. I would have but that's kind of like people watch like Dunkirk and they're like, I know exactly how this <laughs> ends. But most people don't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do they get off? Uh, that's another one. Like, the I, only thing I, I, I knew know. going into yeah. Dunkirk, I was like, I know that Winston Churchill has a speech about Dunkirk. the evacuation of Dunkirk where he's like, we're fucking like really fucked this up. Yeah. And that's pretty much the thing. And I'm like, so did like, most of the people die and they only got some off. Like, I didn't know what the actual end result was. And the end result was they got most of them off. Yeah. They were able to get most of them off. And I didn't know that. And somebody who's, like, really into history and stuff and doesn't give a goddamn thing about uh, figure skating from the 90s, they're smarter than me because they know about Dunkirk, but I fucking know who Tanya Harding is. <laughs> and, I know, I know to, and I know how to say her name, you dweeb so and nerd. where does that put Robbie who knew neither of those things? He's, he's special. So... He's our special little baby. Aww. Yeah, he's a baby. He's, a baby. he's our innocent, <laughs> our innocent, innocent. It's forget about the baby. It's our job to take care of him because it's true. Nobody else is doing it. It's yeah. true. He's, he's our baby watcher. My, my dad helped me move today. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Your other dad helped and my you other, move. And my other dad helped me move today. I'm the other dad. That's fast yeah, you gotta you gotta help him out, or you're gonna just leave him out in the cold, and the ice weasels will get him. That's true. Hey. Nobody wants that. I don't know dreams about ice weasels. Yes, Nobody wants from that. From Star Wars The Last Jedi? They're more like foxes. Yeah, yeah they're foxes. foxes. I appreciate you working in there. Yeah. yeah. I, mm-hmm. I will say that I think together as a family, we're evolving and becoming stronger. And last year for this podcast, we were grasping at straws a good chunk of the time yeah. with the categories. And I feel like at least we're all... A little well versed in each of the categories. We're gonna be a Charizard next year. Oh my goodness! Be, uh, right now we're, we're a Charmeleon. We're, Charmeleon. we're a little we're... skinny. We've got the baby fat off. We're a little darker, <laughs> red, darker <laughs> red, darker <laughs> red. It's good. Can you we know, be flex a little bit? <laughs> Can we be a dragon though? Charizard. Charizard is, is, is part dragon. dragon. Charizard isn't a dragon. Okay, he's, uh, what? he's not a dragon type. He's not dragon type. Pokemon, oh. But like, you guys didn't know this. He's a flying fire type. Yeah, he's fighting. Fire. Which is why he's kind of useless in the competitive sphere because dragons dominate. In right, right. He's not like Dragonite, like dopey big. <laughs> yeah, Dragonite Pete's just, dragon. Dragon just be like a, just a fish. Who do you guys bird. think is going to win best no, actor? Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. <laughs> hold on, Jack. Hold on, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Thank he's you. A, he's a giant lizard that flies and, and breathes fire. fire. But he's I, not a that's dragon. That's a dragon. I not in the Pokemon categorization. <laughs> So I Dragon really Knight think, needs a tip uh, for the listeners. Older than for the you listeners, guys. I'm not looking I'm not at Bernadette. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> looking at She didn't make the rule. 
That's not her doing. It's a joke in the Pokemon universe. There's a lot of good actors in this category. I agree. uh, Best actor category. All right, Jack. (laughs) Jack is reeling us back, and we'll have this discussion off the mic. Is gonna when Ryan was it when Ryan Reynolds gets nominated for Best Actor for Detective Pikachu. I don't know how to edit, but I'm editing this segment out. (laughs) (laughs) So, our next category, we're getting into the the big four. Best actor. We have Timothy Timothy Chalamet for Call Me by Your Name, Daniel Day Lewis for Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. I don't think I've ever seen Timothy Chalamet's name written down, and that's the most extra way to spell Timothy I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> I think it, I, I heard it was pronounced like Timothy or something oh, like that. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, he's like, it's, it's, he's like there, actually there's French. There's a lot of weird even stuff. He grew and up it in might, the States. It might, the way that's spelled might be pronounced differently, but he's been in interviews. And he says Timothy? And he calls himself Timothy. Well, I think so like, it's like he he's might like just be most doing of, that. Most of my friends call me do. Timmy. Right. It's, it's so, like, who knows? But yeah. Timothy Chalamet just like sounds good. So It I mean, does sound good. Yeah. Oof. I will say, watching that film, even though it took course over the span of a summer, when I first started watching it, he looked so young and he made yeah. me so uncomfortable. And then when I got to know him better as a character, he aged before my eyes. And I thought, never mind. He doesn't make me uncomfortable anymore he, in he, this context. He comes of age. In he comes the of most, age. Like he made you uncomfortable because he was so much younger than Army Hammer. Well, you're looking at like essentially what his thought, fa- what Timothy Chalamet's father studies. He looks like a Roman statue. True. Yeah. And then you look at Timothy Chalamet. And it's like a young, hairless Nubile. child. Oh, yes. No. I definitely felt like Army Hammer was trying to play. A younger character than he is, which he's is true. He's supposed to be twenty six. Yes, correct. Twenty four. I thought is maybe he was supposed to be younger. right in that mid twenties. Army Hammer is like mid. Army Hammer is twenty four years old. Yeah, twenty four. Yeah. Well, no, Army Hammer himself is not twenty four. Oh, his character, his character is, is twenty four. Okay. But yeah. Army Hammer is probably like later twenties, closer to thirty. Yeah. yeah. But Timothy Chalamet is supposed to be like sixteen 17. or seventeen. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be seventeen. Which is for sure twenty. Yeah, which sense. is for oh, sure wow. age of consent in Very Italy, yeah. at least. And in the 80s, yes. Is he in actuality like 20 or not even? Uh, he's, I think he's 20 because there was a really good yeah. article about, uh, I guess, uh, uh, Cersei Ronan told him to definitely get a fake ID if he gets the opportunity. <laughs> oh, yeah. They <laughs> both it, have them. And yeah. she like was really spazzing. I read an interview where she was like, had this backstory for her fake ID. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. people know who you are, fool. Like, yeah. how, it's how like old? I got your IMDb page right. up right here, and I can tell you're yeah. not 21. Yeah. How old is Saoirse? I think she's also 20, oh, okay. not 21. I thought she was a bit older than right. No, I gotcha. think she's a bit older than Is that. she now? I think she's a I bit older so. than him. Maybe now. Like, Atonement was like 2008. That was like 10 years ago, and she was like she was young. 12, 13 yeah. in that. I think she so was I'd younger. imagine she's got to be like in her early 20s. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> So for this acting category, though, it, it's unfortunate because I think we all kind of know where it's going to go, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily where we want it to go. I, She's 23, 23. IMDb. <laughs> Woo! So if what you're getting at is that... And he's you, 22. What? You think it's going to be Daniel Day-Lewis? I do. I think it's going to be Gary Oldman. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Which I, is not what I want. I think, it, I think it's going to be Daniel Day-Lewis, but I would like it to be Timmy. 
I interesting. You think Daniel Day Lewis? Yeah, his performance is really with, fucking good. With it being Daniel Day Lewis's closing scare quotes, lost. last last. Yeah. Performance, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Look out for his rap career. We'll see. And then that. the subsequent <laughs> film. Right it's more like more like Daniel Day Liar. <laughs> nice. Wow, he's really so good. good in he's it, though. very very good. Makes me so uncomfortable. He is extremely good. Yeah. Um, I I could definitely see it going his way, and yeah. I'm would not be mad about that. You guys, how does Daniel Kaluuya stack up against? These are some heavy hitting. Yeah, yeah they are. They really I've, got, are. I've got down here on mine. Yeah, it's Tim. It's Timothy Chalamet or Daniel Kaluuya with a heart next to both of them. I want either one of them to win. Fuck these old bitches. Get them out. <laughs> yeah, but you know that it's going to end up being them being like, it's just an honor to be nominated. Yeah, of course. Because I'm young. They're going to give it to the older I actor. want the Academy to go, in the face of Daniel Day-Lewis, Gary Oldman, and Denzel Washington, we gave it to that kid. Hey, remember That'd when Anna cool. Paquin won and she was like nine or something yeah. like that? Yeah. It can be done. And Gary can Oldman be done. is going to get nominated again. <laughs> Yeah. Denzel Washington is going to get nominated. Gary Oldman again. has and never that's won an that, Academy Award. He's never and won, that's yeah. again too. I think that he's gonna win because he is very good in Darkest Hour. I hope and Daniel he has Day not Lewis won wins. and he deserves it. So I'm, all... I'm not I don't I'm not upset. Denzel Washington is great in yeah. Roman J. Israel Esquire. I didn't get this it's one of his best performances he's ever done. Really? Because he separates himself from the type that you would normally expect him to play. Training sure. day. He goes into some really <laughs> weird territory and he pulls it off and you sometimes don't think that he's going to and that's kind of what helps carry the film he's autistic in that film correct or he's on the spectrum he's got a scene in this movie man where he's like trying not to cry in front of people that's very and he's just talking like trying to act like he's in control of the situation when you can tell he's obviously not and just like a single tear comes down out of nowhere and you're like oh fuck he's crying and then like a bunch of other tears just like come out like one, two, three, go. And it's just, you can't, it's amazing. I watched it in a theater at 11 a.m. all by myself with a cup oh. of coffee. Nice. And my, my, that my, sounds like a dream. My yes. baby that boy Colin Farrell is in there too. Oh, and man. he was yep. kicking ass. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. It's a very good movie. It's by the guy that did uh, Nightcrawler. Oh. Right, right. Oh. I think the trailer for that movie did not... No. No, it didn't bad. sell it. It yeah, did not, not sell it. It used to be called Inner City was going to be the name. And then when Denzel Washington got attached, they changed it to make it a Denzel Washington vehicle for the Academy Awards. So Aww. they named it after his character. It worked. And it's, <laughs> it worked. And yeah. he's he's very, 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 very good in it. Yeah. Uh, All these guys are phenomenal. Right. Yeah, Danny Kalua, you know, I think his performance in Get Out was really good and like, you know, you guys know I love me some Get Out. And, yeah, but I, I love I, Get Out, but I don't think he'll get it. I, it's I don't think his performance is no. so the part good. Of I'm not sure. No, yeah, not I'm not sure it stacks yeah, up. No, 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 no. I disagree. That was my no. Oh, okay, oh. dude. No, how, no, for sure. How he responds to people is like you can tell what he's thinking without any inner monologue. Okay, and he barely talks That's in true. these scenes. Like you can tell. The fear, the specific feeling of like, this is a little weird, but like, I'm used to this. Yeah. All just through his eyes and his reactions to people. Mm-hmm. And it's insanely, he's my favorite one on here. The only reason that I tie him with Timothy Chalamet is because the that kid does the exact it. same thing and Call Me By Your Name. He's got moments where he doesn't have to talk and you're like, dude, I've been you. Yeah, thinking about these exact that's same a really, things. That's a really good point. I guess, like maybe for me, I can only speak for myself. But when 
you think about the acting in a movie, you think about the talking bits, not so much like just the reacting reacting bits. And and that's really that's a really excellent point. Like the whole not the whole point, but one of the points of Get Out is to simulate, put you in a position where you feel like you're in a racist environment and you feel claustrophobic and you feel fear. And, you know, Daniel Kaluuya plays the perfect surrogate mm-hmm. for that. And that's a, that is a really good point. And same mm-hmm. for Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Like yes. so much of the emotion and the empathy that you get in that movie is nonverbal. Mm-hmm. And totally. And Timothy Chalamet really conducts that extremely well jack's in love with army hammer yeah after, he <laughs> because i was timothy, timothy chalamet yeah. Yeah. totally yeah totally you were that young hairless boy i was i'm still quite hairless. in northern italy um, yeah, in, uh, in, in northern italy during the the dreadful 1980s uh, what is it? The, it's like the, the shirt the shortage. Shirt shortage <laughs> of Italy. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you need to watch that uh, Honest Trailer. Yeah, it's, it's pretty worth it. That's like one of the funniest yeah, Honest Trailer for all the Academy Awards is pretty good. Pants. That's one of the shorts or something. <laughs> yes, there was a, there was a, a cloth limitation. There was not Dude, does everybody a lot of cotton. remember? Because I feel like it got dug, it got buried under once the movie came out and it was so sweet and it was so gentle, so nice and it was, a, it was like, a, like an award movie. Remember that there was the whole thing like they had to digitally remove Army Hammer's balls. Oh, I read in that. Oh, yeah. Scenes of that movie because his shorts, his shorts, his shorts were so, so short, and his balls were so balls. Were they hanging out or just like out? Like he does no, no, he's like sitting down or like when he like Dude. moves and it's just like hey, <laughs> what's the movie where you could see that one woman's. Uh, the bottom part where she like moves her legs and that's the, the bottom part. part? Oh, basic instinct. Yeah. Sharon Robbie. Stone? Basic, basic instinct. instinct. Yeah. Jesus the lady bits. <laughs> the lady bits. I guess we're saying balls. Bottom like area. You gotta watch that later and don't tell. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't call it the bottom <laughs> area. Mike is <laughs> I call the bottom part. Hey, hey, we just talked about this. He's our child. <laughs> We're responsible for him. I know. Robert. I about Big sister roles are for tough love. Oh, baby. Baby. What are you talking about? Her? No, like, no. You see the bottom of her feet. What are you talking about? I'm a dingus. <laughs> 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 Long day. Oh, you're I such a good <laughs> JJ. I'm, I'm so happy I'm friends with you. <laughs> I think, honestly, they should have left Army Hammer's balls in. Yeah, that's oh, actor. I agree. Best director's cut. Director's, cut. director's, director's cut. cut. Director's cut. Uh, Robbie, I which was able to put the balls back in to the film? Mm-hmm. <laughs> which actor are you going with? I think uh, I got a clear cut from everyone else here. But... So Gary Oldman, I'm going to mark down as taking it because I'm trying to win. Okay. But uh, cool. Daniel Kaluuya, I I put a little hardness. Cool. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of the movies on this list. Well, Gary Oldman is this year's like Leonardo DiCaprio. Like <sighs> they're gonna give it to him, I think, because no. he hasn't been awarded yet. I just hate the politics of <laughs> it. So I'm sorry, I really, Jack. I, really like I don't want it to be that, that way. Your disappointment is palpable. I really like <laughs> talking about it. I don't want it to be that way. And we're talking about why all of these performances are specifically good. Gary Oldman's getting it. Like, that's oh. the line, guys. Oh, yeah. That's what's happening. I mean, he's Sorry, a good Jack. actor, but I'm so disappointed. <laughs> he's very yeah. good. He's very good in the movie. He's a very good actor. He's been nominated before. He's never won. Give it to him. He's the Sirius Roger Deakins Black. of the acting yeah. community. He's like the only know. one on this category I don't want to win. I know. Yeah, I know. Is I it know. just because he's playing Winston Churchill? No, it's because he there's, really uh, there's is. There's a great. lot of he layers. He is fantastic in the movie. There's an ogre-like number of layers like to why box. I don't want <laughs> so Jack, are, to win this. Are you going to release a Dunkirk type of like time 
stream of like why you don't want Gary Oldman to win for multiple reasons. They <laughs> no. all meet up at the end. He has Ooh, baggage. Yeah, he, he does has have baggage. baggage. He's he does. He has baggage. He got bags. It is Winston Churchill has his fair amount of baggage. Truth. Yes. Um, that I don't think they really touch on on that movie. That no, said, having not, not seen that movie, uh, they get all like the little. The things you've heard about Winston Churchill, they give each of the things a little... That's why the performance is so good. He's not just like the tempered guy, the impassioned guy, the funny guy, the asshole. He's all of them in the span of like his first three weeks as prime minister saving the fucking... The the fucking country. I'm not trying to to talk too much smack because I have not seen that movie. It Charming. looks boring, and I, that's why I didn't go see it's it until trailer, yesterday. Again, that's a and bad I sa- trailer. And I sat down, and I was like, harumph, I'll watch it so that I have all the best pictures. <laughs> and, and when he first shows up, you're like, oh, oh shit, like, this is pretty I'll, good. I'll, I'll hang out with this guy for two hours. This is pretty cool. <laughs> right. And Ben Mendelsohn, the guy that played the bad guy in Rogue One. I love that yeah, guy. Uh, ben he plays King George, and he's like the main, like, tippy, tippy, tip, look, tip for that. That yeah. they go and it's they build a really good repertoire. Those two actors and those two characters. It's it's a very good movie. Yeah, it's just not a movie for everybody, and it is Oscar bait. Yeah, like yeah. that's what it is, it's and it's speech. very good at yeah. being that. The King's Speech. I remember I, I'm hopeful. I hope that the Academy does not do too much Oscar baiting this year. I would like to I see so them. Too. There's so many movies of. It's a very different year. I think. I think there's a lot of surprises there. We're progressing. Sort of yes, yeah. I think so. So, let's talk about Best Actress. We have three more categories to get through. Yes. Uh, Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water. Frances McDormand for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Margot Robbie for I, Tonya. Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird. And Meryl Streep for The Post. Shit. <laughs> so, Fuck. this list I am more familiar with. Yeah, it yes. <laughs> it is hard. I will say my honorable mention here is Brooklyn Prince. From the yeah. Florida Project. Totally. Oh, I yeah. think she should have been nominated for I this. So and I almost kind of wish she would have been nominated slash one. But that's in a different sure. different realm. And also, that's the kid. That's the kid. Oh, man. I She's said that. great. What was the first thing I said to you guys when I watched the movie? I was like, nominate that fucking kid. <laughs> She's so good. She's, She's great. Yeah. yeah. I think also, um, and I don't remember her name, unfortunately, but the lead actress in Logan. Mm. Oh, the kid. Speaking of kids, speaking of very, very talented kids. Yeah, Yeah, she was really great, too. I mean, we didn't even talk about poor little Patrick Stewart not being even considered for Best Supporting Actor, which is one of the best fucking... Slap. I'm not going to go all the way back there, but that is... No, that's really really just like like consider that. I'm glad you brought it up. If you watch that movie. I think I said it... uh, I was talking to Diana's mom about it. Yeah. uh, Because she hadn't seen Logan... And it was like, why, why, why do you think so Patrick good. Stewart's so good in it? And I was like, because he's a character that is a good character that we've been living with for a while. It feels like we know him and he's approaching the end of his days and he's afraid in a way that you've never seen that fear portrayed before with a character who is approaching the end of the days. He is so afraid that he's run out of time and that he lost and you can feel it and it's sad. He's also afraid of his power. He's afraid of yeah, he's him not it. his control over right. himself. Right. And I also think that so good. that's an interpretation of the character we have never, never seen. seen. A character so that has otherwise been so powerful and so confident yeah. right. throughout yeah. the rest it's of the So yeah. yeah. the, the seams of that universe I'm, together. I'm so sorry, Bernadette. I didn't mean to. Oh, no. That's an excellent plug. I was really upset that I was. I honestly 
was really holding out all hope, even when he wasn't nominated for a Golden Globe, that Hugh Jackman was also going to get nominated. I was yeah. holding out hope. I was like, he's really good in this he's movie. And just giving him the nomination, you're going to give it to Gary Oldman, sure, whatever. Yeah. Just give it to him. But I really liked the actor, the actors that they picked. You know, maybe they could have dropped Denzel Washington and had uh, Hugh Jackman in there for Logan. I think I prefer his performance over Denzel's but Denzel's is way more academy worthy and it's good and so sorry sure. so best no, actress, supporting sorry, actor sorry. for Patrick Stewart should have happened mm-hmm. absolutely. absolutely and that mm-hmm. would have been a different conversation right right I think Frances McDormand's gonna get it and yeah, I'd be happy on. if she gets it but I'm actually kind of she got the Golden Globe uh, give this one to Sally Hawkins and she asked for that to happen mm-hmm. she said other actresses need a doorstop too. Give it to the younger, mm. the younger kids. Yeah, I was going to bring that up during the the best would, actor. Her her uh, line about that during the sack. It was I would sad, love right? to or see. Or was it yes. Golden Globes? No, it was Golden Globes. Or was it sad? Which one comes second? Sag, sag was second. Came after sag. Was second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the doorstop line was good. I so think. good. I would love to see Margot Robbie get it. I was just yeah. going to say that too. I don't think she will, but I would love to see I think her get she's it. Stacked up against these other people, yeah. she's the weaker link. I think she's very good in that movie. She's so good. She is so good, but like, yo, like, Frances McDormand and Sally Hawkins are like on some next level shit. In I feel movies. like Frances McDormand's gonna get it. I, I think so. I think so too. I feel, feel like, fairly confident. I know, I'm. I still made my vote because Sally Hawkins, like her spaghetti scene, <laughs> where she's like very passionately signing the reason that she's about to save Mr. Fishman, like. Right. That is one of the most powerful scenes I've mm-hmm. seen. In it's the movie great. Here. It's incredible. I, yes. But I just think that same energy Frances McDormand has the entire time in Three Billboards. Yeah. I just want to throw in Margot Robbie's spaghetti scene is the scene where she's putting on makeup before yes. she goes. Oh, out. it's so good. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah. It's sure. brutal. Sure. It's so good. Woof. I, I mean, Meryl Streep has a spaghetti scene in the post. And she's. Uh, yeah, I think it's actually it's in the trailer. Yeah, is where just like all the guy, all the men, especially the main dude, uh, oh, from played by Woods. Oh, which Brad guy? Bradley Whitford? Cooper? Brad, no, no, whoops, Brad, Bradley, Bradley Whitford. Whitford. Bradley, Whitford. Bradley, Bradley Whitford. Whitford. We're on the same whoops, thing. Sorry, uh, he's get out. Just like he's just like yeah, just like he's such degrading a dick. Her, yeah. her without actually yeah, degrading her to guy. her face, but just like degrading her gender and everything that she stands for. Yeah, he for. keeps kind of passionately And she's just got this moment where it's she's just like, just she, like thank you for your opinion. He's just like, thank you for your frankness. And you're just like, oh, that is... It's kind of like... Trend. All women. Yeah. Right there yeah. in one, that's the box right there where it's like, yeah, that was really insulting and condescending and absolutely made you feel horrible and embarrassed, but like you can't say anything because then it's just going to get worse. So you just smile and nod and... Tell okay. the person what they think, what you think they want to hear, and that's yeah. and it's she does it. That's effort, cool. it's that thing with Meryl Streep. It's she does it effortlessly, where you forget how hard it is to do what she's doing, and she just nails it. And she's the best part of the post. Yeah. Well, I mean, damn, speaking I, of someone who doesn't need another doorstop, it's right. Meryl very true. Well, that's yeah. the hard part. Yeah. I think it's easy to dismiss her because she's been so successful. But right. her performance in that movie is probably one of the best parts of that movie, very, hands down. Very good. Right. Um, but I also love Saoirse Ronan because, man, Brooklyn got nominated? What Was that last yes. year or the year before? I think a couple years ago. ago. Yeah. That movie was, like, mediocre oh, by really comparison to, to Lady Bird. Absolutely. I though. mean, it was good, but 
her performance in Lady Bird blows her performance in Brooklyn out of the water, and I felt like Brooklyn got a lot more Oscar acclaimed. But uh, Brooklyn was a very Oscar baby kind of movie. It was, yeah. And see, that's the thing because she got nominated for Brooklyn, she's able to have agency to go out and pretty much pick her projects whatever she wants to do. And she decided to make a movie with Greta Gerwig that was a way better performance and way better, way more applicable to her kind of performance that she can do and it's like yeah i mean that's how the academy works some of it's politics like it's absolutely it's and that's what francis mcdormand means like she's not saying it's just a doorstop like for the fact that you can take this thing and bring it home and just like disrespect it and use it like that it's gonna hold the door open for them for them to be able to get through and meryl streep francis mcdormand don't need that but sally hawkins margot robbie and cersei ronan could totally use it and sure. I feel like Sally it's Hawkins, okay. more than ever, she's a little bit older. She has a pretty decent she's, career already. Yeah. And the fact that that movie, she's not even speaking the entire movie, but she conveys so much. Movie, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys all gave such beautiful spaghetti scenes for all of these <laughs> different, different actresses. But yeah, Saoirse Ronan, I think her spaghetti scene is in the scene with Timothy Chalamet after having sex. Oh and her God, saying, yeah. I wanted this to be special. Right. And to find out that you've already done this with someone else. And he said, why do you want to have special sex? Yeah. You're have so much unspecial sex in your life. And her coming to that realization of like, I have so much agency and I'm so in control of my life. And to realize she's not. Yeah. And that she needs to have retrospect as well is very empowering. Yeah. It's a really tough... This one's really Category, tough. Category, for yeah, sure. Because I, I feel like a broken record. But like, I... I want, I'm going to give it to Sally Hawkins. I think like almost everyone on this list does deserve it, though. Everybody. Yeah, I would not be yeah. unhappy with anybody. Like I, Meryl Streep is a lot like Denzel. I think it's a shot in the dark. It's a very good performance. Yeah. Thank God they got nominated because they deserve it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think it's really down to Saoirse Ronan, Francis McDormand, and Sally Hawkins. I think Margot right. Robbie's amazing in I, Tanya. I just don't think she's on the same level as those other three actresses. Yeah. Um... And I, I want Sally Hawkins to walk away with it because I love her. It would be like very she's cool. very sweet in that movie, and yeah. I, I want to be nice to her. Is that what you're going for then? Mike? I'm going for Sally Hawkins. Sally I mean, Hawkins? I'm I'm fairly confident, like Jack said, that Francis Mc- and Diana, like Francis McDormand's probably walking yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I want the so points. That's my. When vote. she wins, I can go. Good for you, golf club, Francis. You yes. got it. But right. if Sally Hawkins wins, I can. Throw my hands up in the air and yeah. scream at the top of my lungs and be like, "Look at my list! I did it! I did it!" Right? Yeah, I think I had told uh, Robbie and Jack because we did the hot take on that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I saw it, I was like, "I'm gonna go get an undercut." And I went and got an undercut. She did because <laughs> <laughs> because of Frances McDormand. Yeah, and yeah, I think she makes that movie. I think that movie is phenomenal. Yeah, but I think without her, I. Don't think I'd be that into There's it. There's no one else. I love Sam Rockwell, but mm-hmm. Francis McDormand is that film. And it's totally it's an ensemble. It it's yeah. you know, like you. Uh, same yeah. with Lady Bird. You take yeah. any one of those people out, and it's, it's going to change what the movie was. If yeah. it's a, for a different person was playing the dad, the mom, the best friend, either of the boyfriends, or even the main character herself, it's going to change the dynamic of the movie. And I don't think it wouldn't. Have, they mm-hmm. hit gold. Yeah. With that ensemble cast, and it's the same thing with uh, three billboards. It's the same thing with the post. Uh, it's the same thing with Shape of Water too. Like they got yeah. all those people down. We have huge ensemble 
They the same with Disaster Artists. It's yeah. too bad yes. that the Oscars doesn't have an ensemble. A best cast. They really should too, that because be that's so one cool. of the most interesting parts of SAG is the ensemble one where they're just like, all of you. Well, it's like, you know, a, a movie is is a machine with a lot of moving parts. Yeah, it's if how they you had, play if, off each if, other. If they had an ensemble award, I'd vote for the big six. You've narrowed it Ooh. down here to yeah, five. Very good. No, I, I put an X on my winner, but I'd be I'd be okay with any of these. Let's, let's, yeah. I don't want to They're get like, too yeah. ahead, but I do think that's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, so moving full I'm steam ahead for this last dude. <laughs> uh, we have best director, which is a highly contested category in this group specifically. Uh, we have Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, or Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. And I think we have a couple that we are missing here. But uh, And the winner is Denis Villeneuve. Fuck all of you people. Like, whoever is making the announcements. (laughs) (laughs) And you cut to Denis in in the audience just like... Thank you. No, no, no. You don't. No, no, please. Don't. Uh, <laughs> it is, it's, it's your movie. I, I did course. not. It's, it's, no. it's so nice to be honorarily nominated and given the award. And also, his right. Fuck all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan and I are going on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to do a comment by your yeah. name right now. <laughs> Harrison is flying us to Hawaii. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Don't get in a plane with them. Oh, we no. We are great friends. No, don't get in a plane oh. with Harrison. That's no. bad. He's got a death wish. Get in a plane with Harrison. He also saves people. You won't make it. He crashes his planes, but he fucking lives. Like, he walks away. <laughs> That's because How often a, does that happen? Like, he's, he's really good at flooding but Harrison is really good at crashing Harrison is very tough and I think Denis would not make it no Harrison would walk away and Denis would not he's too wounded he's too soft I can't hear you back there you talk fucking louder and take all that shitty accent Harrison Harrison, we're going quite fast and I'm sort of scared and we're upside down now slow down a tiny bit please you know how many times I've landed planes I am aware but I've also heard you've crashed (laughs) (laughs) that's landed what are you talking about never tell me the odds (laughs) (laughs) we're on the ground what's the difference Denis if you're listening let's shoot this man this is gonna be fantastic (laughs) it's a good skit all I request are some seat belts (laughs) Um, this is another crazy one this is stacked this is stacked so, sorry, listeners. Uh, Denny definitely should have gotten a nomination for Blade Runner, and, and I think won. we're on Sean Baker's side too. He should have gotten totally. a nomination for the Florida Project, hands very, down. Very mm-hmm. upset about that. But and I, I think when, I don't know who I would take off. It's, I think I would take Greta Gerwig out. I'd Dude, that's Guillermo the first off. one I was going to too. Oh, like, really? I, I disagree. My vote is for Greta. Really? Because yeah. yeah. Guillermo's my vote. That you think will get it, or you want to get it? I think he'll get it. I want Greta to get it. It'd be cool if Jordan got it. It'd be awesome if Jordan Peele got it. I'm but I want Jordan Greta to get it. To get it. I, also, I think Christopher Nolan might take it. Now, now, before we do this, this moving roundabout. on into the next best picture. <laughs> In the past five years, four of the Academy Awards, have, the, the, the winner of Best Director has not been the director of the winner of Best Picture. Correct. Right. So, <laughs> I don't, do you think that they're going to break that right now? Okay, so, so you're so saying that, like, think... whoever wins Best Director is also going to win Best Picture, or do you think they're going to no. try and, like, like, like Jack's been saying, like, Diana's doing, like, spreading love? And... I don't think it's going to be the same. You don't think it's going to be the same? No. 
Why, before we get there... Why do you feel Greta should get cut? No, no, no. Why don't they just expand Best Director to so 10 the nominees amount, also? Yeah. The amount that Best That's Film true. has. Yes. If Best Film is going to have well, nine, the why reason, doesn't Best Director also yes, have nine? Exactly. I agree with you. The reason that they Absolutely. expanded Best Picture was to give more... Uh, just to give more attention to like a La La big Night. Hollywood movies. But like it came from The Dark Knight in 2008. The Dark Knight didn't get nominated for Best Picture. And everybody was like, what are you talking about? And so after that, they brought it up to it can be up to 10. And they seem to be falling on nine That's been of eight recent a few times. Years yeah. And, and yeah. it's like, see, like this is at nine and they can go up to 10. And I don't understand why Blade Runner 2049 is isn't on here. here. It doesn't make sense at all. It doesn't make sense. They had the opportunity Crazy. to do it. It's like they're being mean to Denis. Right. Yeah. For no reason. Like like he didn't do any, he didn't do anything. Maybe he was in the room and he was just like, please do not you do not get to nominate me. <laughs> I don't I want love, the attention, I please. I love <laughs> the shape of water. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him being like that. Oh yeah, he's like, Well, this is my favorite movie of the year. It's like <laughs> Right. Well it was very similar. I was very pleased a few years back to see Mad Max Fury Road nominated for picture and director. I thought that was fantastic. George sure. Miller deserved that nomination. But then when I then saw they gave every award to Mad Max besides best besides director, best and director best and best picture, picture. and I think it Verge has a great quote where he's bewildered just like, what me. Do you think the director does right? Yeah. <laughs> what do you <laughs> What do you think they're doing? It's do you think si- the other people just like, figure it out on their that, own? It's that simple. It's just yeah. like what? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. We, me and Diana, were watching that ceremony together, and I was like, I can't believe Mad Max is winning all this. I is he going to win Best Director? That would be so cool. Like, he's got to win it. Yeah. And then we're just like, no, we're going to give it to a reverend guy. Yeah. Again. Uh, sure. Cool. And that cinematographer for The Revenant and Birdman and Gravity. He's good, though. He's the guy that beat Roger Deakins three years in a row. Oh. I mean, to be fair, The Revenant isn't, I don't really like it's that movie. Gorgeous. But it is, it's gorgeous. film. They use all natural lighting. It's like, gorgeous. It's insane. It's it is a beautiful film. I'm sorry. But yes, yeah, so I was very disheartened to look at these nominations and not see Blade Runner in either of these categories. That was a huge bummer. Agreed. Kind of left you can, remiss. They can make it up to both us and me and uh, Roger <laughs> so by easy. giving Blade Runner best cinematography. <laughs> Absolutely. You can let it slide on that condition. <laughs> on that condition only. <laughs> I want Jordan Peele to win, but. Guillermo del Toro winning would also be very nice. So who do you think? And that's probably who's going to win. Okay. Yes. Yes. (laughs) The heart is next to Jordan Peele for Get Out. Yeah. The X is next to Guillermo. All right. That's how I feel, too. I would love to see Jordan Peele take it, but I think it's going to be Guillermo. And he's a delightful person. I think if the Academy... I think if the Academy (laughs) is going to swerve... Here it's gonna swerve in the to direction Nolan. of either no no of either Peel or Gerwig. You think, you think so? so? I don't know. Think I feel like that's optimism. This, this is the best again. This is the most Academy movie he's ever made. He's ever made. That's why he's finally gotten nominated for director. It's the first time he's gotten nominated for director. Again, it's a big deal. Dunkirk is super duper Academy. It's a great ride. It's, that it, movie's huge. It does fucking like, nothing for me. I agree. But I'm saying even not even for like okay, my heart's next to Jordan Peele at the moment. I mean like as a 
as an Academy movie, do you think he w- he has no hat in the race of actually winning? I think he does, but my own personal bias, like emotionally, I am at a zero. But you for think Guillermo del Toro is going to win over Christopher Nolan? Yeah, I yes. think so. Yes, I agree with that. Too. I don't know about that. Uh, maybe and Shape of Water is so. more of an Academy movie than Dunkirk. Yes, Dunkirk yeah. is a more epic, made by I... a bunch of auteurs. Shape of Water is. About like a throwback Hollywood. to Golden Hollywood, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, eh, eh. I'm not Greta Gerwig to win. I'm sticking with it. So that is your yeah. Patton race throwing yeah. down. But I think that's a swerve. That would be cool. And I would be happy with swerve, but I feel like she's. I feel like she's worthy. And if, I would love to see Jordan Peele win, but I don't think he's gonna get if it. If you want to talk about politics, yeah. the way that Moonlight won last year, yeah, eventually. Um, <laughs> Eventually, Greta sure. Gerwig winning could win for best director. Yeah, here would be pretty huge. Would be a swerve in the same totally. direction, especially yeah. as true. the Times Up is such a huge conversation yeah. piece this year. It would be that pretty. Would be pretty huge. I'm marking, would not surprise me. I'm marking Christopher Nolan as my vote be, just because I think that okay. like the technical achievement behind Dunkirk. Yeah, that movie is gigantic. It's like mostly on water. Like you it's know, really I really good. It's dude. crazy, and like you got, and like listen, and like with Jack's point, like I kind of feel the same way. Like I've only seen Dunkirk once. I kind of want to see it more recently. I've wanted to see it again, but I'm I was so impressed by the scale, much like Mad Max Fury Road, where it's like the scale and scope of that yeah. movie is out of control. It's it's a right. like you say to me sometimes off the mic. Uh, mm. Different strokes, different folks. Yeah. And I've seen yeah. Dunkirk twice. I loved it both times. I thought right. it was better second time. And I'm going to see it for a third time in the theater. I definitely really like it. And I'm really very like excited. I'm like, it's like, I'm waiting in line for the roller coaster yeah. right now. Like, I'm yeah. just, at 4 p.m. on Saturday, I get to ride that roller coaster again. And I couldn't be more excited. Like, I so are I you saying it's more of like you have to be there for the event, essentially? I think the theater is the enjoy perfect it. way. It's the perfect way. Yeah. To, to enjoy it. it, to really experience the experience that Nolan is trying to do. Gotcha. We got to see whoa, it boy. at the 75 millimeter, which is just like, whoa, whoa, it's 70 millimeter, sorry. Uh, it, it's like... Mind-blowing. It's, it was mind-blowing. Mind. And now yeah. whenever I... And then I went and saw it at a local theater with Diana for the second time. And it was, even though it was smaller and quieter, I still have the memory from that first time yeah. that like pops in mm-hmm. it was still plenty loud and it was still plenty yeah. loud and i realized I was like oh it's not just it wasn't just that theater it's like no this is meant to be very loud yeah. and meant to make you feel uncomfortable and make it so that you can hear that ticking at all times if you're listening for it for sure. see that's how i saw star yeah. wars as well it was in 70 millimeter and it was amazing. <laughs> oh that's that cool. cool yeah wow. it was amazing yeah, i bet i i Probably sound like I'm coming across like I don't like Dunkirk, and that's not the case at all. I very much like Dunkirk. It's just something about that movie just feels so cold to me that it is very much. <laughs> I think it's, it's, could it be cool that it's Christopher Nolan? It's extremely cold. It? Yeah, it, yeah, it's it is a fantastic roller coaster, and I think it's exceptional for. And I think it's a technical marvel masterpiece. Yeah. But like, there's such a lack of any sort of human element or emotion to it to me that it just. Like I enjoyed the roller coaster, got off of it. I I didn't think about the roller coaster after I got off of it. I was right. exhilarated while I was there, but like post that, it was just kind of. You know, you just made me realize that maybe, again, different strokes and everything. Maybe the reason that I'm attaching myself to this movie in such a really hard way is 
uh, my background and being in the military and being in the Navy specifically. Oh, yeah. I can totally see that. Not even thinking about that is like the camaraderie of it because I do see the humanity in a lot of the characters, especially like uh, Tom Hardy's character and really like Kenneth Branagh's character. I know that he's kind of drab in it. I met people that are like that in the military that we weren't British and they, they weren't, they weren't that good at directing Thor movies. And not that good of a hat. No, not that good of a hat at all because it wasn't Andy Serkis. Um, yes. But that might be coming into it too. Like I don't want to go down a rabbit hole with that, but it's sure. Dunkirk yeah. really is, it's a roller coaster ride that I, like I get off and I immediately want to get back in line. Yeah. And it's, I'm really excited. Like that's one that I want to own. I have get out. I, I want to own The Shape of Water. I own Logan. I own yeah. War for the Planet of the Apes. These are some of my favorite movies of the year. Blade Runner. I think and with Dunkirk. Just... I think with Best Picture, that's when I'm going to be like, I want the movie that has an emotional core that sure. like, really moves me. I think with Best Director, it's kind of like, how well did you put together the roller coaster? Be it emotional, be it spectacle. Am I going to live after this? Yes, exactly. With the yeah. director thing, yeah. Because I, I, I was kind of going back and forth between Best Picture and Best Director there. Like, yeah. What the movie's doing I as a whole, I, and I feel but like, also yeah. like I think that Christopher Nolan is that coldness is there because of him, and I think just like with the tone of the movie, yeah. it's the first movie where his 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 chilling demeanor kind of works. I mean, the movie like, you feel like someone finally stopped strangling you by the end of the movie. Yes, yeah. that's how you feel. It lets you go. It is. It's taking stops, and you're like, yeah. thank you okay. so much. I, no, I'm, I can I'm see upset that. that you're strangling me, but I'm so relieved <laughs> that's over. I mean, if they gave it to Christopher Nolan, it would be a very, very late, like, thank you for the prestige. Because for me, that was his his <laughs> best film for me. Oh, me, please, and, me and Ravi please. reach for Bernadette. Oh, God, we love so much. <laughs> oh, yes. So that's, for me, like, the Christopher Nolan nom and reward I want to see for him. Well, that does have but, a core. It does that, have yeah, a that, core. That has but, characters in it that I have a connection to and that I for. have empathy for. Sure. Rather than... Dunkirk where I mean yeah there are the leads in there are I, that's the state of war it, I think. the idea is them that's surviving the, yeah. the idea is them surviving but I just have such Do little connection to, to yeah. any of the characters in that movie that's that, so on purpose you have these boys who are being yeah. stripped away of, of the things you would be emotionally invested they're in they're humanity think, yeah, yeah. You know, they're soldiers like, I exactly. think the, the fact that you really spend most of the movie not knowing anyone's name is totally on purpose yeah. to yeah. kind you're, of make you feel equal in that Despair. You're not supposed to connect with anyone individually. You're yeah. kind of supposed to connect there's, with the struggle. Yeah, right. There's no other reason to not name the characters than to do that disconnect. Yeah. And that's a trick that Christopher Nolan would do. He would right. not name a character. So you're just like, yeah. oh, that one's gone? That's not. And we've seen him try to do the, like, kind of lean more heavy into the emotional core stuff, and that's Interstellar. Yeah. That's him really trying to like huh. do Man, that didn't work. And it, it, no, it falls flat. It falls you can tell, hey Chris, you know? you're faking it on yeah. this one. Yeah. Oh boy. It's like you're making people cry. But <laughs> from the on the other side of the spectrum <laughs> there, like get out lands for me so well and like yeah. had me just sitting and thinking about the way that movie made me feel for so long that I think that is also an especially strong aspect of that yeah. movie. Right. And I think that is a lot in Jordan Peele's directing. Definitely. Right, right. Sure. I guess that's why I, I might say Get Out could be Best Picture. So late yeah. shout out to Ryan Johnson also for directing a phenomenal Star Wars film, yeah, Star yeah. Wars The Last Jedi, which would have been also awesome to see nominated for sure. Uh, that would have been great. 
but we will shout out that last before we get into best <laughs> picture since we're all like chomping at the bit. Yes. Wait, do we actually throw that. down our, our real? I think I got Robbie for Nolan. Diana's going Gerwig. And I think the three of us on this side, we're going Guillermo, I think. Mike, if did you hardcore I, say Guillermo? Was that your vote? I want Guillermo, but I also want Jordan Peele. Okay, what but... what are you thinking is going to get it? Guillermo. Guillermo? I yep. think Guillermo's going to get Guillermo's it. Gonna I think Guillermo's going to get it. I want Jordan Peele to get it. Then this side of the table is in agreement for that, for sure. I would yeah. love to see Jordan take it. I want Jordan it. Peele to get it. Yes. I think Dunkirk. You'll think Nolan will take it. Uh, Which is phenomenal. I'm going for like that kind of curveball. Sure. I think it's either Shape of Water. Uh, I, I think it's probably Shape of Water. Well, but I am going to lock down the curveball. Hey, let's another get into category. The, the best picture. Another category, yeah, though. Best sure. director here would not be mad to see any of these Agreed. directors mm-hmm. win. Agreed. Because they all did what they're doing. 2017 was a fucking wild They're all very me. well Both deserved. This sucks. Yeah. Diane, do you want to <laughs> imagine like not being into movies as passionately as we are <laughs> and getting through 2017? Yeah. What I, would you cling to? Have? I, I don't Nothing. Uh, misery. They're done. Uh, they watch <laughs> a lot of misery. Watch Maybe they watch more yeah. TV? I, I guess know. they had like the new I mean, Kendrick Lamar album. There are a lot of series I haven't watched. Diane, do you want to do you want to talk about more to Gerwig before we move on here? Um, nice, nice hosting yeah. capabilities. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I think part of the reason that when I said this earlier with her and with Jordan Peele is they both wrote and directed their films, and they're new to the kind of to the scene. So I would be pretty content seeing either Greta Gerwig or Jordan Peele come away with best director or best original screenplay because I feel like having their story and the dialogue in both of those films. I think for Greta Gerwig, I really liked um, Frances Ha, which she's in, and I feel like she may have co-wrote. Yes, um, And did. then, you know, she's great in, is it Greenberg? What is the yep. one with, uh, with Ben Stiller? With Ben Stiller. I mean, she didn't write she that one, but she was really good in that. In uh, Someone's Plan that came out last year. Oh, with that's the one I didn't see. That was great as well. But um, for Frances Ha, where she, like, co-wrote, it was really evident. Like, Maggie's her plan. character was Sorry. great. Yeah, no, definitely. Chime in. I'm, I'm all about it. Because that was really strong, so I was kind of interested to see her actually helm something. Because it's been, like, a cool progression of her having more and more involvement in these roles. And then crafting the role and basing it on her own life experience. But, you know, that being said, I also feel pretty strongly about Jordan Peele, like... It's really awesome to see him helm the film, especially like such a departure from doing like Key and Peele. And first movie. Yeah, and first movie. Yeah. It's, it's it kicks awesome. so much ass that yeah. he's nominated here. Yeah. yeah. Even if he doesn't win, yeah. it rules that he was nominated Absolutely. for a horror movie, yeah. for a movie of the subject matter in the political like climate that we're in right totally. now, yeah. for it being his first movie. Yeah. That is awesome. Being and a black like, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, deal. Yeah. it's kind of, big it's deal. not it the same, but in the sense that both him and Greta, it's their their first movie that they directed, and they are the minorities. You know, I mean, she's white, but she's the only woman who's nominated. And Jordan yeah, at Peele, least, at least they got a, a woman nominated yeah, there for best director. You know, director. and it's right. kind of effed I mean, up. Out of the five, but, only two of them are white dudes. Yeah, that's pretty good for yeah. the Academy. That is Absolutely. very good. That's true. But 
Yeah, that being said, and those two white dudes are Christopher Spanish. Nolan and Pete Spanish ish. Come on. He's like a light Spaniard. He's like capital S Spanish. He like kind of looks like a cousin of George R.R. R. Martin. He's yeah. also like, like, I'm in that family. I'm convinced that they're the same person. They are the same person. I don't know. Oh, they're super not. Uh, yeah. He's so much nicer. Have you ever seen them in the same place together? I've never seen either of them ever. <laughs> no, like a picture. Oh. oh. Even a picture? Nothing? I don't think they're no. right so the same time. We're not even trying to hide this, Jack. Practical Wake up. Aw. Mm. Mm. They're true. both Andy Circus <laughs> all the time. <laughs> the is, we're all Andy Circus. <laughs> so moving into the, the grand champion of them all. The finale. The one that you guys have been waiting to hear. The big easy. <laughs> Best picture with... A whopping nine nominees. Ugh. We have Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Why not ten, Chief Willoughby? Why not ten? <laughs> <laughs> How come? How come? How come? How come How come? Not ten? Jack, that was too good. That was very good. Robbie's Where's Chef me? Kiss. <laughs> Yeah, if, I mean, Blade Runner all the way, but yeah. <laughs> we're left with these nine. Right in Blade Runner. Yeah, we're the, I guess we're the only like, fucking psychopaths who know what good movies are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what do you guys think? I know we've had some heated discussion on director slash best Man. picture splits. For, for just a quick second, if Blade Runner was on this list, we would all vote Blade Runner, right? Yeah. No. I would. You would? You no. would? Okay. Would you? Ooh. All right. Mm-hmm. That's up there. Mm-hmm. Maybe not vote for it, but squeak about it. <laughs> Man, that's, yeah, a, that's, I, I that's a tough one. She would circle it I on would her paper. Give Blade Runner, all of the True. awards that I've yeah. given it so far, and the best director, hands down. Okay, I would have crossed my. I would have started oh, rallies John. for Denis, my yeah. sweet favorite director at the very least. <laughs> but uh, it's for like best picture, I wouldn't have yeah. done it. No. Okay. Okay. Your yeah, All it's right. a weird one. I'm not even comfortable with you it. You go first, Oh, Mike, yeah, you go first, then. You have not... Did uh, you think Darkest Hour? I'm throwing the microphone at All right, head. so Call Me By Your Name was my second favorite movie of the year on my favorites list. Yes. Lady right? Bird didn't even make it onto my top 17 when I was trying to, like, think back and, like, formulate it, like, form it. Uh, Shape of Water did not connect with me on an emotional level, the way that it did with a lot of people. And I blame that on just, like, my mood when I went to go see it. I'm super with you. Uh, Three (laughs) Billboards Outside Edmond, Missouri is a phenomenal movie. And I think that that's what's going to win. I think that they're going to uh, Best Director, Guillermo. And then I think that they are going to Best Picture, Three Billboards. Okay. And I'd really love it if Get Out or Lady Bird won. Because (laughs) directing aside... Or the screenplay, or the acting, they're both solid movies that I would watch at the drop of a hat. If somebody was like, hey, you want to watch a movie? Uh, I got Get, Get Out or Lady Bird. I'd be like, whatever you want. Like, Two TVs. Just throw Play it both. on. <laughs> Same time. Um, fuck. 
but surround sound and, 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 genre. And I I really liked the post, and I really liked Darkest Hour, and I thought Phantom Thread was great. But Dunkirk is the movie that Ooh. I'm going to say oh. deserves Best really? Picture from the Academy Awards. So is that is that your vote going That's down Dunkirk on paper? Is, the Dunkirk is the one that I'm rooting for on it. Wow. Because I think it's. Do I think Christopher Didn't Nolan deserves that. Best Director for it? No, I think that. Everybody coming together to make that movie from the actors, the director, the editor, Hans Zimmer, putting that movie together. Oh, I will watch like I will watch that. I'm going to go see it. On Saturday. On Saturday, just for fun. Very I've already seen it twice and I can't wait to go see it. And that level of excitement is like it's there with Call Me By Your Name and it's there with Get Out and Lady Bird and The Shape of Water and Three Billboards. But Fair. I think that Dunkirk is the one that I it's it's the dog I want to put my I want to put my ticket in that dog's corner. That's a saying, right? You want to put that dog in the ring. You have a really wonderful way of of as we call with my mom, Miss Malaprop, where yes. you kind of just like to combine things and not quite say them in the established. Right way. Yeah. Uh, you have a dog in that race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dog yeah. in the yeah. ring. Yeah. Ticket in the corner. There's any tickets in the corner. You don't know about no tickets in the corner. Are really ahead of the curb on that one. I want to I want to put a hat on that dog that's in the race to the corner to get the tickets. Yes. Oh my goodness. Wow. I spend a lot of time trying to figure out <laughs> what things you are meaning to say in your writing and then change them to those a lot of oh. the time. When I'm like, yeah, that's not a thing people say. Right. It's but, his own but style, you get that he sort of. What I'm saying, sometimes. right? Because you're able to change it. So you get what I mean. It's, yeah. I'm just making it. Um, so Jack, I'm, I'm for you. glad that you picked that because that will mean that I'll at least have one more point than you. <laughs> my dog will have one more point than you in this Your race. Your dog I, has one more ticket. I, I, I know one how more dog hat. racing works, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm keep explaining it. I don't know how dog racing works. Jack, what are you going for? Because I... I uh, no offense to Dunkirk. I think that is one of the least likely ones on this list to win. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, I yeah. do not blame you for voting for it. Because my pick probably also is not going to win. Okay. But I would... would you pick Call Me By Your Name? I did pick Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to win. Oh, um, X and a heart. Because... <laughs> because he I... Loves. I, I, I he think, loves I, it. I think that's the... Uh, the That would also, if not Lady Bird or Get Out, like Call Me By Your Name would also be the swerve from the Academy this year. Um, in the same way that Moonlight took it last year. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it is just a perfect love story mm-hmm. in the way that it, it communicates the romance uh, between these two. Um, I think it has a really beautiful, poignant message. I think it is gorgeous to look at in the Italian pastels that they deliver there. Um, I I really think it all comes together in the end. Um, part of this is my guilt for not putting it on my personal top 10 uh, I feel like I fucked up a little bit there yeah, you haven't slept in weeks. Uh, I have not okay. I'm, very, I'm very tired Sorry, we, we forgive you yeah, okay. um, I, I, I think this is a great list this year mm-hmm. um, having not seen The Post or Lady Bird or Darkest Hour but I think this is a really solid lineup of movies um, oh, you didn't see I, Lady Bird? I did Dang. not see Lady Bird. Uh, let's go. Yeah, that's a good joke. Let's go see it, Jack. I know, I know. I'll see it again. Um, Phantom Thread also, I would, I kind of feel like is a sort of 
Oh, one that's that sort of gone by the wayside a little bit, or not sort. is 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 gone a little bit um, under talked about, a little yeah. bit under the radar. Sure. It's yeah. great. Here, it's it's really, underrated. It's really I think a lot of excellent. PK movies don't really like blow up in like a big circle. Like our right. community talks about them a lot, but I right. do think they get seen by the Academy. Yeah, and okay. I would not except for Inherent Vice. What happened yeah, to that Inherent one? Vice. It was so good. Yeah, but um, good point. What was the uh, the one right before? There will be blood. There the will be well, blood. The master is the master. The master, master yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. the master pick up quite a few? Uh, I think the master got picked some up noms. Good, right? I don't or think it no, won it? anything. Oh, okay. Not win anything. I feel like Phantom Thread is almost every bit as stressful as Dunkirk in just like a different way. <laughs> kind of a neurotic. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like I spent so much time being like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, Day-Lewis. don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, like, I know Jack was saying, he's like, the Academy doesn't like horror movies. And like on this list alone, we've got yeah, Get Out, though. Phantom True. Thread, and The Shape of Water, which you can all consider horror movies in some way. True. Yeah, yeah. they definitely those. verge. Dunkirk yeah. is a horror movie in its own way. For sure. Yeah, it is. It's, it's my, a my thriller. My dad actually but... described it as a disaster movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Actually, like, I think about that. it in that context. In yeah. the way that the, the, the antagonist, the villain, is is sort of unseen. It's yes. almost uh, it's like a, elemental. It's like a Yeah, exactly. Sure. Right. Like a hurricane. But, um, hurricane. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm putting down my, my X and my heart here on Call Me By Your Name. Call Me By Your Name. Nice. I hope you, fuck, I hope you're right. I really do. That would be, be very cool. Very nice. That would be cool. That'd be the sweetest. I and uh, scream. Diana, I'm cheating a little bit and looking at your list, but <laughs> oh yeah, you're with me here. Well, that's what I want to win. What? I, what do I you want? Think call me by your name to win. I kind of think that for a curveball, I think Ladybird could win. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Are you gonna put? Is that I'm what gonna, I'm marking you down as? Yeah, mark me down for Ladybird, because if, okay. if I win, then you guys have you win to carry big. me around. <laughs> Quince. We did, we did agree to that uh, I will, prior to I this. I will yeah. carry you around in Quince. Yeah. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Oh, Light yeah! Crap! <laughs> <laughs> All the way around. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I cool. feel like it could be... That, that could be a possibility where that's sort of like an underdog that they might... Be, the Academy might go for, so... It's possible they got a lot of new blood in there. Yeah, making these votes and stuff. There are a lot of under- yeah. there are a lot of underdogs on but this I list. But I love to call me by your name, and I would love to see that win. I'd be very happy. I with that. don't yeah. feel confident that it will, but I would love that. Robbie, I'm going to let you go next. Okay. I think we might be on the same thing, but we'll okay. see. We'll see. Okay. So when comes the best picture, so you know I've been out for blood this entire list. Like I'm trying to fucking kill all you Snatch motherfuckers. Snatch up the points. I'm trying to win. I don't give a fuck about y'all. We all enemies at what this are you table. Winning? Supermarket sweeps. I'm not sure, but I <laughs> Mochi? Think you don't get a t-shirt this year. If you guys, maybe I'll. I don't know. Kimchi. <laughs> get me some kimchi. God damn it. Tickled cabbage. Um. So for best picture, I actually. Um, and doing it the other way where Ooh. I'm voting for the one I want. And I put a heart next to the one that I think will win. Oh, so what do you want me to mark you down for? I want Get Out to win. Yeah, that's what your name Get is Get Out is my vote. Get Out is my cool. vote. Cool, um, I think Get Out's the movie that I, out of the ones on this list, that's the movie I think about the most. Um, I have, it's the movie I've seen the most. I So good. I, for the, the whole, everything we all already brought up about Jordan Peele, that's resonates with me. And I just think that the movie is very poignant and important and also just entertaining. 
you know? And I think that for Best Picture, the goal is to entertain, is to kind of, like, is to be accessible, to make you watch it, and I want to give it to Get Out. I think Get Out is such, like, a, just a cool, easy movie to watch. You can watch it a hundred times. Like, it's so good. Um, and then the movie I think will win, um, which is not as important, but uh, <laughs> I think, or as important in the context of what I'm talking about, <laughs> it's an important movie, it's a very important movie, is uh, Three Billboards. Oh, okay. Um, I agree with you. Yeah, I think that's like my, that's also like my runner-up pick. I love Three Billboards. I think the movie is fantastic, but Get Out is like that little lynch ahead, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, I where, I, that's I, where I stand. I agree with you. I think probably the most likely to win on this list is either Three Billboards or The Shape of Water. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where I'm bummer. sitting right now. I was <laughs> kind of a bummer. Yeah. 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 I was yeah. going in between those two. And what my vote is for is the shape of water. Mm. I have thought about it a lot. And while I have not seen Phantom Thread, The Post, or Darkest Hour, I've seen the rest of them. And I think as a whole, when I'm watching the shape of water, I'm taken somewhere else. In a way that I can't in real life. Hmm. And to me, I think that aspect of film is very important. Definitely. Not completely necessary. Not to say that I can't enjoy a film if it doesn't take me somewhere, that yeah. I can't go. But I felt very attached to Lady Bird. Lady Bird spoke to me from a single mom, Catholic upbringing, in a very deep way. It's made for you. It's made <laughs> for me. Taylor made Bird I loved Call Me By Your Name. I thought it was beautiful. The only thing that didn't speak to me was that level of affluence that that family had. Hmm. So hmm. it didn't necessarily yeah. speak to me in that way, but in every other way it did. And Dunkirk, I've been following Nolan for years. I love that film. It didn't speak to me in a way that I was holding it in my heart when I left the film, but I think the film itself is visually stunning and almost perfectly made. And Get Out was the film that our country needed at this time. Definitely. Absolutely. Perfectly. Just kind of. Just dropped. run down a list. Just right there. Before all that. And then right. just like, Jordan Peele was just like. <laughs> Here you guys go. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone. <laughs> and at the beginning of the year. No, yeah. it's not like yeah. midway Black through. Black History Month. Black History Month. <laughs> Having some similar conversations soon, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but The Shape of Water stuck with me on a cinematic level, on a personal level, on a sound level. Just everything that it did, I was so ready to go into that film and not enjoy it because of how awful the trailers were. But then to see the film and it be so much more, and then to read it as a storybook and realize that it's being narrated, that maybe even the ending that the Richard Jenkins character didn't see that thing happen. So maybe that thing didn't happen right. at the end of the film. Yeah, mm. that's true. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, it's what he wanted to happen. It was, like, yeah. his making was of the, the story. that spinning at the end of the movie? Yeah. It was the inception of <laughs> oh, this year, man. for sure. Uh, <laughs> and so that film, yeah. to me, I think, represented every facet of what the best picture should represent. Mm-hmm. And we won't get into the whole... No, uh, plagiarization no, yeah. of possibly of what it could have been. If it was plagiarized, Guillermo del Toro did it the justice. Hopefully, that that family. I think you know. Wanted. I don't think we have enough information to even you know. Can go that far. I don't care. 
Yeah. It's kind of a moot point. His is probably better. I'm going to be honest with you. Can we, can we, because you brought this up, um, and because we haven't recorded anything else about The Shape of Water, can we talk a little bit, you and I, since you've mentioned it, about how it didn't land for you emotionally? Because I honestly was... Going I, into the shape I of water, I agree with you guys on that one. I didn't I'm connect on, with I'm it as much. I, 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 yeah, I think we really enjoyed. I was it, disappointed yeah. a little. I was bit. a little disappointed in yeah. the shape of water, I, and I, I, I can. I wasn't disappointed. I just. I was. I think I was disappointed because I did not feel that emotional connection. I because I felt like I had a really strong connection with Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Like, Me as well. I cried, and then I did not feel that way going I, out of shape of I water. I felt kind yeah. of flat by the end of Shape of Water, yeah. and I think that's because. So much of that movie is predicated on the relationship between um, Sally Hawkins' character and the fish man. Um, and for me, the the movie didn't spend enough. I didn't I didn't get to relish in the the relationship that they built together that they that they created. I feel it, like they could have spent more time it on that. Seemed for like sure, to so show much some of kind that of was connection. just kind of glazed over yeah. especially in favor of spending more time with michael shannon's Creepy character fucking michael buying shannon. a car which i could not give a shit <laughs> yeah less of a shit about and also I mean, uh the other guys great, russian oh michael stuhlbarg yeah also could not really care to like I, I just feel like those subplots did not go anywhere in a way that i think it was taking away from the relationship building that sally hawkins had and I'm not trying to like go spoilery here, no. just in case. But You're like at the end of a podcast, totally. you can but, say. But but like <laughs> I, I personally, I I think that Shape of Water has a good chance of taking a lot of these awards. Yeah. But for me, it's a movie it's that that was slightly. I walked out of slightly disappointed because I did not feel it did not resonate with me in the way that <clears> I, hearing everything going into it, was really excited for. Yeah. Okay. I'm on board with you on that. I I definitely. I thought uh, Michael Shannon was amazing, but I definitely still felt like they could have spent more time on the the building of the relationship. I would have liked to see more of Sally Hawkins falling in love with this fish man and and like... And and, like showing some connection. Yeah, and I think they spend the amount of time showing how she is inherently lonely. Right. But I think the connection that she, she makes there feels a little bit rushed yeah um and it rushes straight into you know the rescue and and the antagonism of michael shannon's character right but like the actual love the romance that is so important to that movie feels a little bit glazed over for me yeah, I, I agree with you on that i didn't feel a strong connection to it yeah in that sense like i didn't feel as emotionally moved as i did watching pan's labyrinth and maybe that's me going into it with really high expectations right well which for, is, sure. is what it is. For, but. for me, the expectation was hearing Guillermo del Toro having such a critically well-received movie right. and thinking about Pan's Labyrinth and thinking yeah. about how not only gorgeous Pan's Labyrinth is, but how emotionally resonant that movie is and just not, not getting that with Shape of Water. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think it's half... I wasn't really in the mood when I saw it. I need to watch it again. And I also think it was half what you're saying that they don't focus enough on. Like, I really like Michael Shannon's subplot and I really like Michael Stolbach's subplot. And they are very important to what the film is trying to say in the idea of 
being this adult fairy tale in 1940s America and the things that they're doing. But I honestly think that we need, at the very least, two, a comfortable three extra scenes yeah. of the Fishman and Sally Hawkins' character falling in love. Yeah. Because maybe there were. they become maybe aware they, they, they become aware <laughs> of each other's existence yeah. and make a connection. And then they're in love. And now we're going to rescue him and take him out. And I really feel like movie's not that long, right? It's like less than two hours. Yeah. It is less than two hours. Throw yeah. me an extra ten minutes in there of like separate scenes of just like maybe Sally Hawkins does something like an accident happens and and he's able to like break chains and get out and help her at the cost of him like getting hurt. Something that just shows that that the fish is as worried about her as she is about him because I never got that point of view. Right. I never and I think the emotionality and again it's 50% what the movie did and 50% my feeling. I never got that the fish felt the same way. I got that the fish was just like... Get me out of here. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. I... I mean, you know, she gave him the egg and she played a record for him. That would go a long way for for some, probably, mm-hmm. ostensibly, but... Uh, I... <laughs> oh, Robbie. Just don't agree. <laughs> oh. I just don't agree with the point. I'm sorry, Robbie. I, I just, like, don't agree. <laughs> I just don't agree with you at all. Like, any of you. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, That's totally all right. And I don't want to, like... I think that your opinions on the matter are like totally valid. I think those criticisms are valid. I think that um, I can understand wanting to see that relationship grow, like kind of grow more steadily and see it fleshed out a little bit more. I think if you added in scenes like that, it would really hurt the pacing of the movie as it is right now. Um, it would be like a complete like restructuring to have to do that. I think we really slow down the movie hmm. and then we'd be complaining about how boring it got in the middle I also think that the composition of the movie, by having this ensemble of different characters, I also think it's a fairy tale, and romance and fairy tales happen fast. That's true. That's the point. That is a very valid that's like, point. Is that you get swept away by romance, and that's is what's happening, and it's so bizarre because it's like, why would this human be with this thing? It's because they're all othered and they find comfort in each other and it's totally magical. I totally no, get that. And I, again, I, that's, I get that. That's get the that. 50% yeah. that I'm saying is yeah. I just wasn't connected and I had to see it again. I also think that movie is like a little bit more up my alley than some. Sure. You know? I just different think that's strokes, different, different strokes. strokes different yeah. folks. I, like, okay. I'm not going to tell you, I, you know, I, I, that's why I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I'm just saying no. I disagree. Yeah. Totally. yeah. I and just, I don't disagree with you. I For sure. I need to see the movie again to really be able to formulate exactly how I feel about it. I need to see it again, it. too, and, and really keep that criticism in mind of their romance and things like that. But, like, it just worked for me on, like, every level when I saw it. Totally. I saw it on Christmas Day by oh. myself with all a lot of people who, like, don't celebrate Christmas, and they were all really funny during the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. I love that. And I had my cup of coffee, and I was just, like, my parents went to church, and then I went to my church. And I'm, like... <laughs> I just had such a great. I was just smiling Aww. the whole time, and I was like crying. I'm like, this movie's so good. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's it's I I was disappointed that I did not feel that mm. strong. Oh, me too. Like, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went I'm on in. Board with that. I went in super wanting to feel that way about right. that romance, and I didn't feel it. And it it could also be 
it could have something to do with I saw Call Me By Your Name and then two days later I saw Shape of Water. Yeah. yeah. And that happened also. The way I think the way that Call Me By Your Name grows that romance so that really organically with me. Yeah. was so striking and so almost unlike you know like better than any romance i think i've seen in recent memory on film it gives and then bias s- and it really no, does and totally it's fair. so yeah. organically and it gives it time and it gives it space and it also gives it conflict as well but like the way that sure. that, that romance blossoms over the course of the movie and then put up against shape of water where it's just like well you know they're in love I just think kind that's of like just the point. It's the thing of genre, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like a fairy totally. tale. No, it's a totally it's different like, genre. It's like you're, you have to speed it up, like love in a fairy tale. And but the thing is, a movie like Call Me by Your Name, which I haven't seen, but I can imagine, is like a movie where it's all about like to- like turning down the speed and yeah. like seeing right. the microcosm of love expand and crystallize. Yeah, you know? and it's like maybe it's even like the simplest thing of like you said, like it's a fairy tale. It's like maybe they don't need a reason to fall in love. They see each other and they are. Right. Sure. Totally. By first sight. But when I saw the movie, I didn't feel that. And Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to just say that. You got to make me feel it. And if it's my fault, I'll fess up to that and I'll watch (laughs) it a second time. For sure. But if I don't feel it that second time. mm, Sure. Yeah. Well, that's part of it. I mean, like all of our top lists for the year are similar in a lot of movies. But the ones that we personally picked for like our top five or two or three is based on your emotional response or connection to it so you can't make someone else have that experience but there are key things in each of those films that trigger something for somebody else so i mean star wars is my number one pick because i felt like i was a knight in shining armor trying to protect it yeah see i saw call me by your name the same day I saw a ghost story. I watched a ghost story in the Oof. morning. Holy shit. That's did you a have lot a of day. emotion. No. So I would have shaved my head if I had done that. So a ghost story resonated with me a lot more than Call Me By Your Name did. That's I was left fair. a little numb That's by the fair. time I saw Call Me By Your Name. But I will speak ghost for <laughs> Wait, so hold on, you saw a ghost story first? Yeah. And then you were in the mood to watch another movie? I had to drive. I had to fix my iPhone. My and gracious. I didn't want to be on the road because I was like a weeping mess. <laughs> uh, so, so you decided to cheer up with Call Me By Your Name? I already planned on oh, seeing it. No. <laughs> so I had to commit. Oh. Watch a Star Wars. But, like, come on. Yeah, my <laughs> goodness. I know. No, you, at of, <laughs> you at the end of Call Me By Your Name just must have been just like... Woo! Dead. Oh. Rough. Dead inside. You poor person. Ma'am. 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 Are you okay? <laughs> but I'll speak to uh, The Shape of Water really briefly. Uh, I think you shouldn't hold it to the same esteem as Pan's Labyrinth because I think it's a different beast. Definitely. Uh, I sure. do think... I-, I think that's only the context for my sure, expectation sure. versus right. what... There's a beautiful reading of The Shape of Water where she was essentially the same species as he was, the mm-hmm. merman, plucked from the river at birth or for whatever reason, separated. separated. Well, she has the scar on her neck. Right, yeah, right. Sure. And no one really knows what that's from. I mean, people say they know, mm-hmm. but they might not know. Uh, I think that's a very beautiful reading. I don't necessarily subscribe to that viewing of it. But I do very much feel that sometimes when you feel judged, even if it's by Octavia Spencer's character, Mm. who has treated her as a friend, her 
abilities and her capabilities is still a handicap viewed in Octavia's eyes. Even though she doesn't mean to be negative, it's still a handicap. It's still a part of her personality. And the fact that the merman, the fish man, is the same as her in this world is an instant connection. And I agree, at first I was a little on the fence with the whole bestiality aspect of it. I'm totally down on it. You're into it. I'm totally down That's not a barrier for me. Okay. <laughs> love whoever you want. It's not my business. Just but be sweet. That was a little, a little strange at first, but I instantly got over it when you just see her fighting for him. And I think he is fighting for her as well. And I think the, the little sidebars help add to her life, which we don't get to see a lot of. We do get to see a decent amount of, but just seeing how other people perceive her yeah. in this awful world is very telling of and what her journey is yeah. through the movie. And there's passion through, like, uh, like war. Like, they're fighting to escape from this life, and that's, like, when emotions and passion kind of intersect in the crossfire, you know? So I think... Right. Just for me, it works. I, like I said, I do think that if you add in some extra scenes of them, like, of her giving him more eggs, and then, like, oh, I, don't know. Like, I don't know what that's, you want. I, like, that's, I don't want her giving him more eggs. No. I want them having a connection yeah. that yeah. I can relate, relate to. to, yeah. to you don't like eggs? Love. <laughs> yeah. No, Diana makes me eggs, and I make her eggs, and we're in love. That's not why we're in love. That, that's just what... That's right. What, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's just what makes the love together, better. You know? Right, right. Tomorrow. Eggs. 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 We'll make you some eggs. For all of you. <laughs> to counterpoint your argument I th- about the pacing specifically and about how adding in more of those scenes would throw off the pacing, I already felt like the pacing was slightly out of whack for me also when I was watching Michael Shannon pick out a car. I just I like that scene so much. I like his side arc so much. I, I think it fits it with the yeah. composition of the movie overall. The whole movie is not about just the romance with he's, the fishman. He's the guest on. Yeah, he's the guest on. Story. It's the shape of water. It's like the shape of love. It's how his life and like how he goes back to his wife, and they show you what love in that context of that world can look like, it's, and what the shape of that love the shape, is. The shape of water is about. What the world wants you, what how the world it expects you to be, certain things. And Michael Shannon's entire character is supposed to be this kind of like, he's a douchebag, he's a bad guy, yeah. he's a villain, he's a monster, and then we see him go home, and he is the all-American. Every single yeah. man wants to be this guy. He has a beautiful wife that loves him, cooks for him. He's got two dotting little kids. And he goes out and he gets the nicest car because he feels strong. And everybody goes, yeah, nice car, he's man. In but he's missing. He's, he's in missing a he's that in a main... shape. Yeah. And the thing is, water doesn't have a shape. Yeah. That's the point. And that's <gasps> why their love now makes I get sense. It. Now I feel better. <laughs> I'm just yelling because I'm passionate. But like, it's okay. You know, it's, I get it. No, I get the movie. He's in it's a structured just... like American man paradigm, and that's a shape. That's yes. the shape, and then the I... water is the. You're looking at me very monstrously. <laughs> I get that. Didn't mean to very much. I very much get that. It's just, it's just the love story aspect of it did not connect with me, and it's probably my fault because the rest of the movie is so well made. I don't want to say that either. No, I'm not saying it's your fault. I mean, I feel the same way, and that's why I wanted to have this Give discussion. Give me a second viewing. Yeah. Sure. And then we're gonna find out whether it's my fault or not. Because I on also, that second viewing, I'm gonna have my again. heart wide open, yeah. ready I'm for get love. Get in there, go. <laughs> and if it doesn't. Tantalize, I'm going to go, now hold on a second here. You ripped off this play from 1962. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Now I know this. Well, 
Sorry, listeners. That was essentially our shape of water hot take slash over drinkers slash whatever. Yeah, it was bound to happen. But I love that each and every one of us is different in this best picture category. That can only attest to how strong this category is. And how strong this year has been. Good year for movies. Oh yeah. Oh my Very goodness. Good. I think we're just gonna keep getting stronger. And maybe, I don't know, maybe more aware. <laughs> I think we might I have know. a... Uh, a lull year. A lull a year. A gap year. Perhaps. <laughs> Give us a break for a few, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a few weeks, real, a month. Real quick, can I change best costume design to Victoria and Abdul? If I you want to. <laughs> and I want to live life on the edge. Yeah. I was gonna change You're throwing the, down? Animated short film, too. I don't know. I like the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on the books. None of that was on the books. Uh, <laughs> Well, thank you so much, listeners. I think we have all very much enjoyed talking about this. Hopefully you have enjoyed (laughs) listening to us talk about it because we're very passionate, obviously. (laughs) Thank you again for tuning in. Hopefully you will, if you're able to, stop by Quinn's on Sunday, March the 4th. 6.30 is when the red carpet starts. 8 o'clock is when the Oscars happen. If you want to come in costume, if you want to dress up as if you're going to the actual Oscars, please do. If not, also, please stop on by. It's completely whatever you want to wear as long as you're wearing something. I think that's the general rule. I'm going as Army Hammer from coming by your name. Yeah, I was just thinking I'm going to see that. Oh, short hangings. I'm going as the fish man. Woo! (laughs) She's going to be dressed up in a big fish. Someone love me. I'm dressed up as real big fish, the band. (laughs) Throwback. Snaps for Robbie. (laughs) What are you, the shape of water? What? Well, thank you guys for listening in, as always, and hopefully we will catch you next time. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Talking real quick, Robbie. Hey, I'm Robbie. Talky talk. The boy. The boy. Yeah, yeah. Talking. Do we sound good? Diana, you do you? Yeah, you do you. Loud up. Yeah, can you hear me okay? Everything good? Good, good. Jack? Cool. I like movies. (laughs) I like turtles. I don't like talking. Okay, just like oh, come on now. I do like talking. That's a lie. <laughs> Michael, don't give, sell yourself short. I won't fib. Your hair looks good. Thank you. You prefer him without the beard? Uh, I like the beard shorter than it was. I like it more. I like hey, uh, the little so, tufts in there. Um, I don't like a... the point at the bottom. I just wanted to cut the chin part. I'm like, I was like, oh, are you going to go get it, uh, a haircut and get your... So, Beard buzzed a little bit, and uh, he was like, "I'm just cutting the, the whole Oscars, thing off." I was like, "I didn't say you had to do that." Yeah, okay. Right. He's like, a, he's like, it'll a grow back." Nothing, kind of. Because then that's like making out with sandpaper um, on Sunday and stuff. Yes, so, uh, your face gets all rough. Oh, wait, up. this Sunday? Yes. Beard yeah. is soft. Oh shoot! It's like a, it's just like a couple days from now. Yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't really okay. shave. He doesn't go, shave all right. Wow. All right. Well, I don't really have like cable or anything, so I guess I won't be able to watch him. Oh, he'll just find out next day what happens. I work at a bar in Beacon, New York called Quinn's. Oh, really? It's because I just hurt. You can just come by. We're showing it. 
<laughs> that carpet and all for free. You, you just, just show come on in. Yeah, we I don't, food I don't have to pay anything. You have to pay anything. You just come on over and. Do I have to pay for the food? No, no. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, the food. But you don't have to get the food. But you have to come. Okay. I have to come? You're my new friend. I have to go. Yep. Okay. All right, this is my stop. Okay. All right, see you later. Bye. Bye. Were we in an elevator or like a bus? <laughs> I think we were in a subway cart. Okay. okay oh. so. This is my stop. Ding, ding, dong. We recorded yeah, a great ad. Please stand clear of the closing doors. We just recorded a great ad that you guys talked halfway through. Sorry. It's all right. We're going to use it anyway because they're talking about my beard. Yeah, isolate the uh, audio there. We're talking maybe. about maybe a beard. <laughs> a, a, t- a type of beard. That's true. That's true. I think we can we can recreate that magic. Yeah, we'll see. I hope not.